Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to Pulp Mesh Show, presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, coming at you, 4.59 p.m. on a Monday night, thanks for listening, we got a good show tonight, look, I'm happy to have Chase Sexton on, the guy's a badass, and he won the race, and I'm happy to have Ryan Holiday on from Team Green, we might call Tony Alessi, but I'm super fucking stoked to get Larry Ward on the show. Big Bird is coming on the show. He won't do a long-form podcast with me, but he will come on the show for 15, 20 minutes. He was at Dallas. Larry's a good guy. He had a fantastic career, and if I can get him for 15, 20 minutes to talk about his ranch and the race, I'll take it. So Larry Ward making his first appearance on any type of Pulp MX platform, probably any platform since he's retired. Larry Ward's been a ghost. Big Bird, coming on the show. I'm stoked with that. Really fun show. As I said, Sexton and Ryan Holiday, Tony Alessi. Maybe we'll call that asshole Will Hahn as well. And uh, dive into everything that happened at Dallas. And, and, man, Triple Crown Carnage. Carnage Cross this past weekend. AC, broken collarbone, surgery today, out for a while. Cooper Webb, massive crash. He's okay. I don't know how. He's racing Dallas. Jimmy D crashing out. Brayton crashed more times in uh, Atlanta, in Dallas than he did in the last five years combined. Um, I'm probably missing some of that. Yeah, some huge crashes uh, in Dallas, and we'll talk to people about that and what happened and everything else. Uh, of course, Jason Thomas will be here later. Uh, Amazon widget on pulpmex.com. If you're buying something from Amazon, click on that widget. takes you to Amazon. Make a purchase. We get a small slice of that. Always appreciate you people using that, and it uh, really helps us out. Gets us, allows us to fly guests in and pay them for their time and uh, everything else. And Patreon as well, of course. We love the folks at Patreon. Early access to some podcasts. I've got some got three or four podcasts scheduled this week with some guys from the 90s uh, and 2000s that maybe you don't remember. So I'm looking forward to that. And if you're on Patreon, you'll get early access to those things. I want to thank the folks at uh, motorsport.com, of course. The Buy a set of Michelin Starcross 5s. Get a free set of tubes. Uh, special is ending. So we need to get you on that, people. Uh, and also, we got a code for X-Brand as well coming up here shortly. I'll give that, I'll give that to you. Uh, thank the folks uh, that have bought the app and are listening live on the app. You can listen live on TuneIn. You can listen on the app. You can li- watch us on Facebook, on RacerX Facebook. You can watch us on uh, YouTube as well, uh, PulpMX YouTube, or maybe not because Marks has a camera and a cable out of a camera. So I think he's good. I don't know. But... Uh, yeah, looking forward to tonight's show. I want to thank our sponsors, our guys, our partners, our, our, our lifeblood of this thing. Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Roost MX, X-Brand Goggles, Vertex Pistons, EVS Sports, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Skosh, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Pro Filter, FMF. I got my FMF drop shirt on now, so please check that out. Monthly shirt in the mail. Works sweet. Uh, Atlas Neck Brace, atlasbrace.com, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, LA Honda World Ride Engineering, Works Chassis Lab, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, and Intense Cycles all on board with us tonight. 
please go to sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com to get the uh, codes for that and you can save some money while you're out there making some purchases from our folks uh, that support us and the show and everything else uh with me in studio he's a national championship winning mechanic he uh Won nationals, won supercrosses with races with Dean Wilson and Blake Baggett, among others. Now he, uh, of course, for a long time he was at Pro Taper, and now he has moved over to Renthal, Renthal.com. It's a great guy to bench race with, a great guy to talk about the sport in general, and uh, maybe a little bit of Paul Mex fantasy if he doesn't crash, uh, crush something in, in anger. Paul Parabinos, what's up, Paul? How are you? Steve, what's up? Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. you. Haven't been in for a little while, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Well, last time I was here with Reese, so Monster Cup. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But no, but you weren't doing a show then. You just came no. with Reese from Renthal, but you didn't, yeah, but right. we did the podcast. Um, yeah, listen, uh, at Renthal, you were at Pro Taper Forever, did a great job with those guys, moved over to the direct competitor to Pro Taper. It happens every year. Riders go from OEM to OEM. Yeah. I'm getting heat for it, though. Uh, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, so you're getting heat for it? Nah, it's fine, right? <laughs> Our buddy Randy Valade now uh, is at Pro Taper. Yes. From Answer to Pro Taper. Yes. So it's great. Uh, I, got the, I got the Fat Ball 36. You guys launched that in January. Kenny won second race of the year on that thing. Yep. Uh, broke his Supercross winless streak. How much was the Fat Bar 36 responsible for? All of it. All of it. All of it. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I'm going to talk to you about that bar later and, and, and working at Renthal and, and how you're balancing that going on. But, but yeah, thanks for coming in. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. I think we uh, got we got plenty we can talk about. And you have a rant. I have a little bit of a rant. rant. Yeah, right, I got right. fired up watching the race yeah. a little bit. And yeah. our group text, we have a, a group text with like 11 of us in it and people at the race and something that happened. And, and yeah, I, yeah, so I've I've... I don't have as much rage as I had Saturday okay, night, but right, yeah, it yeah. still okay. kind of irks me. Well, listen, the race tech rant doesn't need to be a full nine nine five out of ten. Uh, yeah, rant. I can't I can't right. do it like you anyway. Right. I'm gonna well, rant at like a five, just a five for th- me. That's fine. There's some things that get me really upset, uh, and I you know I, that's I, my goal is right. to try to get you upset tonight. Um, so you so you get so you, you probably it. know a lot of the hot topics that you could bring up. I can so, do it. Um, also, uh, taking your uh, taking your calls, holding things down over there in the corner. He's got coffee stains all over his shirt. He's You're going to introduce him. He's just a disaster. I, I, this is a breach. He just can't wait to get to the coffee thing. So he's I, oh, I did. It's Talon Lone Wolf. What's up, Lone Wolf? What's up? No, I kind of thought Marks was busy. I didn't. He's, he's, he looks like he's panicked. I'm always busy, bro. Are you panicked? Are no, you, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, okay, because you're up here with a cable. And I was cord. showing the the settings on the camera in the feed. All right, can we can so you can good. we get Talon to stand up? Will his shirt show through on the probably, camera? Probably. Yeah. I cleaned it a little bit, but it's probably still now. No, don't spread it out. Just stand no, up. Yeah, just stand. Oh, you can't oh, even wow. see it. I cleaned it when I got here. Yeah. He but. shows up just looking like a bum. Yeah, I just, was like, who is this guy? Right, right. Sure, your front door locked? Dude, <laughs> anyways, good job cleaning it up, Talon. Some coffee got in my mouth, too, so we might be able to go past 10 right. tonight. <laughs> Lone wolf. Uh, and by the way, Marks, thank you. Uh, taking, yeah, thank uh, you. Producing the show. Taking directing, directing the show. This, this, determining which camera angles to look at. Making fun of me on drops. It's Travis Marks. I wouldn't do that. Hey, Pulp Max Fantasy, how'd it go for you, Paul? Are you out of the gutter yet? Like, are you... There were some uh, deep, dark weeks for you, but I feel... It was bad. I, I did the best out of our admin group. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So, I finally, I think I've turned it, and this game is so so annoying like that to where you can when you get on the good week it, it auto, automatically makes next week easier because now all of my guys that did good are red on my screen next week. So yeah, okay. I'm on the right side yeah, now. Yeah, so yeah. maybe I've righted it. Right. Yes. God, Marks, he was. 
He was in a bad. It was spot. rough. It was it was rough for a while. I uh, got I got twenty six of both All Stars finally yeah, the amazing. first time in the year. It's, no, I thought you got the last it, week you, too. You got it the week before. Yeah. Too. Oh, okay. But yeah. You had some other mishaps uh, that week. We right. got to lower these things for triple crowns. We maybe, do. Maybe uh, not this year, right? Well, but, we talked we talked about it, and uh, uh, we just didn't do it before the first uh, triple crown this year, and yeah. we can't make a mid season change. Yeah, right? I'm, like I'm, that's I'm, just I'm not with fair. You. Right, right, right. So, but yeah, we've talked about yeah. um, changing lockout times, but that's been an idea. That's yeah. just not fair. Yeah. You need to have more time to select a team, so we'll yeah. just reduce handicaps. Yeah. We think to eleven, right. so it's so it's a little easier. By the but, way, but it, I mean, we also had a lot of guys get in this week that you couldn't yeah. you couldn't expect and, them to get in. And Brayton and Tickle DNF Web DNFs. I, I was yeah. Web. No Web still finished twelfth, uh, uh, but um, you know. You had two guys that just, yeah. Like, so right away, those 16s, they're beating two guys because two yeah. guys crashed out, right? So, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, these things happen. Um, it was pointed out to me by a, via text right now. I'm not going to say the source, but it's Schmarkschmeid. Oh. So, Vortex Racing, love those guys. Uh, Monster Energy Yamaha using Vortex Racing sprockets. Chad Reed, James Stewart, mm-hmm. email Jake at Vortex Racing. They're, they're a handlebar sponsor for our show. Okay. You're wearing a Renthal shirt. Now, you work for Renthal. Yeah, That's I fine. Do. I get it. Did, a, some, did, I get, did we get in trouble? Just wait. Oh. You got a Fox hat on when Fly's a big sponsor of us. Okay, okay, Oops. but you're the guest. That's fine. Okay. My other guy over here is wearing a Pro Taper hat. I sent him that hat. Yeah. He it's can like wear it. It's like my favorite hat. Vortex yeah. is like, can we just someone yeah. get in line here? If they send me a hat, yeah. That's a good hat, though, right? That's a good hat. Yeah. I like this hat. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. So okay. Sorry. Well, this might be the last week of the show because all the sponsors are going to pull out. <laughs> I thought so I'm a guest sorry, though. Like, this could be the farewell show. If if you want me to wear your merchandise, uh, we need to talk about my feet. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, all right. Let's let's move on here. Lots of stuff to talk about when it comes to this. Um, and JGR, I want to get to JGR. Jason Thomas, of course, coming up here. I'm stoked for Larry Ward, of course, coming in. Um, so. With first of all, Webb's crash. I cannot believe he's fine, Paul. I cannot believe he's, he's fine. He's an animal, right? He's got muscle on him, obviously, because if you hit the concrete like that, you can't be skin and bones. Yeah, dude. But um, <clears throat> that so was that looks was like heavy. He'll be okay. But the, what the crash did is now Eli and Kenny are breaking away here, uh, and we had the triple crown. Eli's really good at this. First one was fifth. He rode well and just just well. I don't know. I thought, the I next, thought he rode and the more next than two, well. Well, the next oh, two. Oh, the next two. I mean the first one. Yes. The yes, next yes, two, yes, yes. Yeah. just on fire. Yeah, we're on the same page. The right. next two were gnarly. Like, unbelievably how, how, right. good, he, unbelievable how good he rode. Yep. So. Uh, and I don't know who was riding Kenny's bike. Was Jordan, his mechanic, riding Kenny's bike in the second one? I think so. Like, the turnaround time's quick for a triple crown. Kenny needed a bit of rest, so Rooster jumped on Rooster, there. And, yeah, yeah Go got ahead. a seventh, though. Right. Good or, ride. Or, or Lars? Would Lars? Maybe Lars would be, a, would be a better comparison. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then he and then Kenny rode great. The third one was really fantastic. Good. And I checked yeah. in with those guys. They didn't make any bike changes. Nothing was weird. Yeah. So just three different Kennys we saw. The first one took off. We saw Glendale or St. Louis all or Glendale all over again mm-hmm. from the first one. And mm-hmm. then you know the the second one was the third one was good too. Yep. Anderson had the overall until late. Anderson's good at these things. He is good. He's always been there in these things. It looks like, and he's a consistent guy. So it was cool that I mean, yeah, I went into the third moto with the lead yep. and had the lead. You know, halfway yep. through the last race, still. Yep, yep. Uh, threw it away late, uh, but he'd already lost the lead, the overall at that point when he threw it away. But um, why is Eli good at these? Do you have any? We okay, like this year, a little different because we haven't seen bad Eli since Anaheim won. It's been mostly great rides for Eli. Generally speaking, he's very up and down. But somehow in these triple crowns, even when he was up and down more so in the past, he kept it level for three races. 
Yeah, and, and you wouldn't think Eli would be good at these, right? Based on like right. his starts, history, like starts spats, and up and yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But like, and and needs the longer moto sometimes. But he's just he's um he's aggressive, he's intense, and he 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 sets up and finishes passes. Like he doesn't waste time passing. Right. He doesn't stick a front wheel here, there, here, there, here, there for three, four laps. He plans it, and then when he gets close, he finishes it. That's why his <clears> pass is attempted pass on Barsha in San Diego before the finish. On, where they couldn't jump the finish? Yes, 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 yes. He finished that one too. Well, yeah, but I know I thought I was like, th- that's not the time to make the pass. Like, that isn't the time right there because you neither neither guy could jump the finish and then it just enraged Barsha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was an odd time, but I'm with you. Like, he's going, you know, four miles an hour faster than everyone else, so it's yep. easy to pass, right? Yep. But, but I mean, he's good at these, man. He is. And, and the starts don't matter when he, when, when he passes like that. He's just, you know, my, my dad always taught me, he's like, don't even show anybody a wheel until you are prepared to. To yeah, finish it to right, it, yeah. like so. You surprise yeah. somebody. Yeah. So, and I think Eli's really good at that. He doesn't, you know. I think you know he's there sometimes because he makes a lot of noise back there. I'm guessing. Yeah, no, but man, yeah. when he gets when he sees an opening, he he puts it all the way a- in there. Adam told me that. Adam's like, I know when Eli's behind me. <laughs> he's like the things just like clutches in, things wide open, just yeah. ah, you know what yeah, I mean. He's, and he, he's riding that thing hard, and that's why he gets it to smoke all the time. That clutch, yeah, that clutch overflow. Um, <clears throat> so Roxon, so they're breaking away a little bit here. 27, right? Well, because you know, you know that uh, you know that Webb's not going to be 100 percent this weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say I know that. Okay. I think I think he could. Wow, this thing's starting to form into a two-man battle. It is, but I'm not ready to rule out Cooper yet. Cooper's a closer, and 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 he's a champion, and he's and. I I don't know yet. Obviously, that was a really hard crash. He's going to probably soak in the bathtub a lot this week. But um, but I don't. Obviously, there there's a big points gap yeah. there. But I'm not ready to rule out Webb yet. Right. Um. Yeah. So. Is is is? The, I mean, is we got the, a lot of open air stadiums left over. Like, is the weirdo rides from Eli? Are they over with? Um. You know, like what I think Eli focused on this year was just being mellow the first five six rounds, getting out of California without a huge deficit, so mm-hmm. he doesn't have to force it the rest of the year. And I think he it's going to plan. So. Um, I want to. I don't want to say the weirdo rides are are gone because sometimes, yeah, we never sometimes know, right. you just wake up on the wrong side of bed or you yeah. get arm pump or or you, who knows what the hell happens. Right. It, you can't be perfect every time. So, um, but he is he is kind of, um, you know, kind of taking his way through this championship. I think to, yeah. to plan finally. Do you like him to win it? I I, so I like the chances. Ago, a few weeks ago, I said forty forty twenty. It was my championship pie. Okay, web twenty. And then Web won, and you know JT bumped it up a little bit. I I, I stuck with that forty forty twenty. Mm-hmm. Where's yours at? Where's your championship pie right now? Forty forty twenty. Okay, yeah, same. Great minds think alike. Or let's say let's say fifty thirty twenty. Okay, all right, you can do nah, that too. Forty five twenty five. We got the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, so uh, we saw so many crashes. Like Marty is still cartwheeling. I think right there, he's still in Dallas cartwheeling all the way back. to Jordan MTF, Smith. Yeah. Cartwheeling still right now. Uh, obviously, I mentioned the AC crash. I mentioned the web crash. Jimmy D crashed out. Brayden crashed, I think, five times. Tons of crashes. Why? <clears throat> What's your theory? We talked about it in our review pod. Uh, full moon, triple crown format, track. I talked to Brayden today. He thought it was the track. He said it was slipperier than people thought. And it, you thought you had traction, and then all of a sudden you went away. He said that was ha- that's what happened in a couple of his crashes. Chad told me it was fine. Like, whatever. Chad had his best race of the year. What... What say you, Paul? Uh, I mean, I, I would guess it's a combination of dirt and and racing. Race meaning like 
pushing the edge to try to get a better result. Um, they There's more racing out of Triple Clown, obviously, about uh, what is there? 17 laps they did or something. Well, thir- 36 minutes plus three laps of racing uh-huh. at a triple crown. Yeah. Um, so there's more racing, so there's more chance for something to happen. So that has to be some of it. But yeah, the dirt looked like it had um, a hard base, maybe a little slippery on top. The ruts looked like they got a little choppy-ish, kind of. So, oh. um, Rock tickle, I left out tickle. I mean, his wasn't really oh, track yeah. related, but yeah, I crashed. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it's just... Yeah, I don't, I don't know about full, full moon or any of that crap, but but it's just a a, a circumstance. Like, right. I don't think there's anything that the track could have been changed differently. I don't really yeah, yeah. think that Dragonback was dangerous, personally. I mean, I mean, it they claimed were... a lot of guys, but I'm with you. Like, like Chad. Okay, again for Chad, I talked to him. Now you know Reed; he's opinionated. Yep. Chad says there's this thing on the right that the riders <laughs> can control. Yeah, yeah. And off a of Dragonback, you can only go so fast. Well, I mean, Coop was taking off from the second. From the top one, yeah, and and AC crashed by missing it. Coop crashed by missing it. But the the single that you were kind of trying to jump over, yeah, that it wasn't like crazy steep and gnarly. Like it's just a mistake. Like these guys are pushing the edge, and and I don't think Cooper or Adam would blame the track or the track builder or the dirt or anything for that. It's just you're pushing the edge, and sometimes yeah. you you go over it. Yeah. Well, uh, Brayton said it was pretty far out there. It was, neat. It was yep. a pretty good one. Like far that way i mean there's no but again um the track crew and the guys that failed are pretty responsive to any changes that riders come in and say hey we need to do this no one say anything i mean yeah you, you could go over that obstacle safely every lap you right. would have to jump up to the top and, and jump, jump off. off but if you right. want to skim and go fast sometimes <laughs> shit happens right i knew that would be your answer like i just know you as a person like <laughs> that's your answer where it's like yeah uh Maybe you should just be all responsible for your own throttle hand. Yeah, I mean, it's, dude, <laughs> we, it's dirt we, bike racing. Yeah, it's yeah. dangerous. It's going it, to happen. It is. And, and that sucks, though. Right. No, Tickle's out. Brayton was out. Webb, you know, crashed hard. Right. Uh, AC out. So We don't ever want to lose these headliner guys from our series. It deflates the series. But, um, like I said, I, I, I'm not one that is like, oh, man, there's this big jump. We need to crash. We need to take it down. Or, oh, the whoops are too big. We need to take it down. Yeah. Like, we need to let these guys self-discipline a little bit. Right. So we had a review, po- we had a season preview podcast. I just want to point this out early on. It's mm-hmm. Jay Sexton coming up, by the way, shortly. We had a uh, season preview podcast that we that we did before the year. This is what I said about AC. My buddy Chase Sexton sent this to me. This is what I said, quote unquote. This is what Adam's going to do. He's going to go fast as shit at times. He's going to qualify fastest. He's going to win heat races. He may get on the box. He would probably miss a few races with injury. That's how his rookie season's going to go. You're you're <laughs> you're you're really nailing it. Yeah, I uh, man. Thank you, everybody. And, Thank uh, you. I don't even remember saying this, but it doesn't matter. I said it. And and I think I was on record saying that I think I think Adam would win one if he races seventeen races. Right. Right. So, uh, what, is this a month? What? How is this a month? I so played or played it what, today. What happened the year Villo got hurt and came back? Didn't he? Didn't he win two Supercrosses at the end of the year? Seattle and Vegas. Was he hurt no, in I the middle he, that year? Dunge broke his collarbone and came back and missed two races. Dunge so, so did Villo race all the races that year and he just caught fire at the end. What Ooh, happened? What are you talking about? Villapoto, his yes. first 450 year when he won Seattle and Vegas. Oh. What happened that year for him? Oh, I don't remember. Like was he injured or did he come back? I thought he yeah was he missed injured. races. No, I think he missed some races. Okay, he so, did, but I don't know what what. So to me, this is a similar situation okay. to where I think the injury will allow him to heal up quickly and come back and have time to race a few supercrosses, or he's going to have to sit on the couch for and probably miss. Like would, I bet he would be. I bet he'd be healthy to ready to race like the last three to four. Would you hold him out or would you? 
That's the question, right? right so yeah. do you just get him ready for Hangtown? Villo right. came back and won two right. races, and right. it probably kick-started his, yeah. his 450 career, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. could happen to Adam. Right, right. At the end of the season, right. when it's a, a long game, you have Eli and Ken and Cooper in a title fight. Why not show up and be the guy to try to get a win? Right, like when right. they are counting points every weekend. And, yeah. and you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, it just depends how he feels, how he heals. But Right. Uh, okay, we got some phone calls. Let's go. Parker Albinos from uh, Renthal in studio here. John, what's up? You want to talk about Triple Crowns? Yeah, man. Just first off, want to say big fan of the show. I try to listen every week that I can. So good job keeping it fun. Thank you. But yeah, like, yeah, no worries, man. Watching this week, what do you guys think? Like, maybe not near future, but do you think they'll ever change it to where it's solid Triple Crown format every weekend? Because, I mean, watching it, there's no, can't deny me. Uh, that's. Intense racing. Well, no, someone told me today on know. someone told me today on Twitter that eighty five percent of the fans uh, dislike it. I was wondering where he got those stats really? from, but mm-hmm. dude, it's it's good. I mean, Talon, are you triple crown guy? Yeah, I like it. It's good racing. Marks, a lot of action. Triple crown guy. Yeah, I'm a fan. Paul, you are. I. Well, we're I'm, gonna get to your ID in a second. But, I, yeah, yeah, I'm losing my um, excitement for. Oh, you crowns. are. I am. Oh. Interesting. Oh. Okay. And I've done it as a fan in the stands, as a fan at home on TV, and as a mechanic. Well, as a mechanic. <laughs> they suck as they a mechanic. They suck. But uh, honestly, like, there's a lot of commercial time at home. When you watch it on TV, yeah. a ton of commercial yeah. time, more so than a normal race. So a lot of the riders don't like it. There's a lot of, I guess we'll get into, I, I thought when, of an idea when, on the when way J, up here. When JT comes on, yeah. we're, we're going to run your idea through. Okay. 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 But, so, but, but, so, yeah, that's my feeling. On yeah. uh, I like them, John. I don't want them all 17. No way. Like, no chance of that. But so I like them, right but just not all seventeen. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's go to two. Damien, you want to talk about uh, Tomac and jumping through the whoops? Yeah. So uh, first of all, Tomac, like you see him on the on the uh, on the podium, right? He looks like way more laid back than he has been in years past. You know, he was always so super stoic, and I, I wouldn't go so far as to say robotic, but he was like way more. Yeah. You know, it's all business, and now. He's up there throwing the rock fist and the shakas and all that stuff and smiling and carrying on. Yeah. You think, you think the mindset is different, and well, so therefore the end result will be different. I don't know because he won't come on the fucking show. I text him twice this year to come on the show. He's never replied back. <laughs> I've never talked to him at the race either, uh, so I don't know if he's happier. I can't tell you. So, well, um, so, so have your boy Adam hit him up. Yeah, I should right. Um, I, yeah. I don't honestly. Right away, I don't check yes or no. On the TV shows, on the TV shows, I don't watch the interviews. I just watch racing. Like I just, I don't talk about the the guys. So I don't watch the guys talk. I'm just like whatever. I don't care about your tires and you're hooking up and everything. So I can't notice that. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, look, he he's having a kid. He's, um, you know, in the points lead. He feels that he hasn't had any weirdo races outside of Anaheim one. Like he's a, he's a year older. Another. Year I mean, older. are you better doing podcasts in 2020 than you were in 2019? No. Really, was, my peak was three years ago. But oh, okay. yeah, but, <laughs> bad example. But yeah, but I just yeah. feel it's another yeah, year of experience, right? right? It's like the show after since the show after friggin' uh, Kenny and uh, that other guy had their meltdown. Oh, Paul Lindsay. That oh, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. So I've been, I've been, Thank I you. haven't missed one since then. You, you've definitely gotten better. I don't know about since last year. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You, no, I'm, I'm, I'm better. kidding. No, no, Paul's right. The uh, just yeah, feeling you better. Do it more. He got the new bike. There was a brand new bike last year. I don't think they were totally on top of it. It's another year younger, older with that bike. They went bike. through a staff change last year, I yep. think. Yeah, yeah, him and Williamson were buttonheads, right? Yep. So, yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, all of that stuff adds up, right? So, Okay. All right, so cool. the jumping through the whips thing. Yeah. So is it is it a product of, of 
more laps because we're timed races. What were the lap times in Arlington? Were they 47? like 47? 47? Yeah, that's a lot of laps. So oh, yeah. Is, are, yeah. The, are the whoops breaking down more, and that's why they're jumping to them? No, because, listen, I don't know, I feel like even with the Triple Crowns, this is the third year of it, right? No, but listen, I just had somebody ask me, a rider, who asked me? I think maybe Kate, Kate Clayson. Or, somebody said, hey, did Stu and Chad jump through whoops? I'm like, yeah. They, that whoops break down, and th- th- that's just the history of Supercross is riders jumping through whoops. I re- I remember vividly on the starting line telling telling Dean and every every mechanic I would do this is like, hey, at the end of this heat race, figure out a jump rhythm. Yeah. Just in, especially when yeah. you were at a track where you knew they were going to break yeah, down, yeah. use the last lap of the heat race yep. to figure it out. Everybody <clears> jumped whoops; they all break down. They're super hard to to stay that way. You know, I'm just I'm just saying it, it feels to me like it's just way more prevalent so far this year than it has been in years past. Nah. Am I wrong? Yeah, I think it's the same. I really do. Yep. I would say we've okay. sk- skimmed more this year than yeah. we have last year. Yeah, maybe, right? Yep. All right, all right. Two more two more quick things. I'm the guy that called and said that I don't think he played the, the voicemail, but uh, Barsha with his hands up, you know, that's a martial arts thing. Yeah, well, so I watched the video after I, I called. Yep. Yeah, not with not Marty. You're talking about the with Marty incident in a press day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's 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 not a, that's not it. Okay. No, yeah. that's him uh, saying like, "Hey, I'm not touching him. I'm not doing yeah. anything. I don't want to get in trouble." Right. Yeah. That's Mark yeah. Barcher yeah. saying, "Hey, referees, I'm not doing anything." Exactly. Here. Please, right. please, somebody stop him before he hurts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Marty and Barsha, I'd love to see that go. F- I'm not go retaliating. Up. Right. Right. Uh, all yeah. right. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Chase Sexton coming up here. Uh, team Pulp Mex's RJ Hampshire mm-hmm. knocked them down in that first main event. Yep, you're fine with that. So we'll talk to RJ. We'll talk to Chase about that. But yeah, like so Chase said that RJ owed him one from Millville last year. That's a long time to hold <laughs> hold a grudge. But on, honestly, like, and I I think JT would. I, this is a good part for JT to speak up too. But like, you do what you can to win, right? Yeah, when you're on the track as a racer, you're doing what you can to win, yeah. and and Chase was hauling ass. Yeah, and he caught RJ, and RJ saw open door, and I'm not, I don't know that he had like Millville redemption on his mind. I think he just said, I got to make a bit of a rough pass here because yeah. I need to win this, this race. This guy's gonna go. Yeah. He's fast. Right. So like to me, I think it's a it's a it's a race. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't dirty. I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. It, it wasn't dangerous right. by any means right. it was super low speed and yeah. and it was what i think rj had to do to win the race right uh all right uh, chase sexton coming up here shortly uh and we'll go into uh kyle has wants to talk about this backwards jersey thing by the way our poll last week walker fowler wearing his own jersey to tampa what it's a long story okay or putting a backwards jersey on was 50 50 i've never seen that but it was like 1200 votes 1300 votes yeah, it was it was up there. I've never seen it split down the middle with that 50, many. 50 What's worse, Paul? Wearing your own jersey to a race if you're a pro rider with number one on the back, you're a, you're a quad GNCC champion. A, pr- a professional? Yes. Okay. He wore his own jersey to the race. Wow. Uh, or Wygant wore a jersey backwards by accident for half a day and didn't realize it. I think wearing your own is worse. Okay. That's a flex that you just don't do. Okay. All right. Um, Kawhi, Kyle, Kawhi did it. Kyle, what, uh, what do you want to talk about the backwards what? jersey? Oh, cool. Hey, it's not, it. the, the, not the backwards jersey, but we're in our own jersey. Oh. Um, I have an interesting take on it. I don't know if it adds credibility or makes it worse, but I work up at a T-Mobile Park where the Seattle Mariners play. Okay. And uh, Jay Beaner is there almost every other game wearing a Costco button-up with his own jersey over it and the collar folded over the his own No jersey. way. Come on. All the time. 
And then is he, is he on the way back from practice Edgar. or something? No, he's retired. He's, he's retired. Oh. He's an old baseball player that retired years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, you're, I know you're a baseball guy. And now Edgar started doing it. Huh. And it's, it's become a dilemma. All these old Mariners, you know, the only Mariners that have ever been good, yeah. show up with their own jerseys on all the time. Are they Listen, single? Are they trying to pull chicks? That's, no, that's no. BDE right there. <laughs> I mean... That like Chris Betts was on, you know, our baseball guy, and he said the players don't even wear the the team slogan hats like when they go out. Like they're not even they get busted on if you wear a slogan of the that. team you play for. Yeah. So I don't know, bro. Edgar's a Hall of Famer and Buner. But what is it, Jay? Jay, how you say it? I can't. Buner. Buner. Yeah, he's a bad dude too. He was good. Uh, I don't know, man. I, it's not a good look. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't. So I didn't know if we'd make it better or worse. Or something. Right? No. Thank you, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate right, it. Thank you. you. I mean, those guys. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know how they, you can do that. I don't know. Uh, Aaron, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? What's happening? Uh, hey, so a couple of weeks ago when Randy was on, that dude called with that RMZ. Randy gets yeah. free tires. Yep. You said to change the oil filter every other oil change. Yes. Now I'm gonna. I am a motorcycle mechanic, okay? And in the dealership, every time the oil gets changed, the filter gets changed. So my question is, why do you do it every other that's, time? That's, that's because original. you guys are charging. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to make money At, off that. Yeah. Uh, well, no, okay, okay. From not a money perspective, why wouldn't you change? doesn't need it. You don't need to. You change it so after the first ride? The thing that, that's the thing that's going to clean your oil you're not going to change it. it. I mean, I'm going to change could, it to every other oil. You change. could pull it out and look at it, but if it ain't got nothing in it, then run it another time. Save yeah. however much money it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I get you. Yeah. And it, I guess the service the service manual does say that. So well, I mean, we yeah. just do it every time, and I don't know. It's just. I'm sure they say buy genuine part too, so that you know all those service manuals are written to yeah. to accelerate their their accessory sales too. Yeah, no. Yeah. no okay, all right. I've all been right. doing it my whole time. A whole my, even even as a factory mechanic, I would do that on practice bikes. I would do it every other time on a practice bike, and we're talking like the great every other time. Yeah, every okay. other time, and this is with like right, you know great riders riding it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. All right, thanks all for the right, call. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, Vortex Racing. Uh, the bar is 29% stronger than any bar on the market. Folks at Vortex Racing, email no. jake at vortexracing.com. You changed that read. It said stronger than the competition. I, that, well, I said any bar. Okay. That's the competition. Okay. Uh, sprockets <laughs> sprockets that Monster Star Yamaha uses, as well as uh, a Monster Energy Yamaha with Barsha and Plessinger. They've won championships with Chad Reed and James Stewart over the years, of course. Email jake at vortexracing.com to get a hell of a deal from anything the folks at Vortex. Uh, 7-8s bar, oversized bar. They make it all. It's a fantastic product. Thank you, Vortex, well, for coming on board. They're welcoming our first guest of the night. Uh, he is uh, the winner this past weekend in a terrific ride for the Geico Honda team. Chase Sexton, what's up, man? How are you? How's it going, guys? Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Great work this weekend, man. You were you were impressive. You were good all day. Well, you know, it's it's always a good thing when I get invited on here because that, that means I'm doing something right. <laughs> so, uh, no, it was a good weekend for sure. I, yeah. I really jolted the track and um, I really enjoyed the whoops. So yes. that was uh, that was a help. Your whoop speed was phenomenal. Phenomenal. It was amazing. You rode, um, you rode like a true sportsman, Chase. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, uh. Listen, but okay, so I don't want to say this in a negative way, but that's what I'm, I'm going to say this in a negative way. Uh, look, you were very good at Tampa, but Shane was gone, right? Like he was, he rode great. 
were, I, I, and I, maybe I know the answer to this, but like, were you stressed or worried or anything after Tampa to be like, oh shit, like we put you right in there with Shane when the season started, and then Tampa Shane was great all day. So like, mm-hmm. leaving Tampa, you got on the box, you're great, but he was checked out a little bit. Or did, did you just say, ah, I'm fine, I didn't get the start, I didn't get a chance to run with him? I mean. <sighs> I was I knew he was going to be good, and I really of course, I feel right. like um, yep. he's done that many times. So very good competition. I mean, I, yep. I raced him in 2018, my rookie year, and I think he, he did it to Adam and all those guys. And so I wasn't really surprised with it. I was, I mean, obviously I wanted to be up there with him, but I didn't get the start that I needed to right. run with him. Right, and, I, and he was gone. Like he when he gets out front, it's, it's uh, he's a hard guy to beat. And I kind of think this weekend in the second main event, I think that's kind of what happened there too. Just if you get out front. Mm-hmm. And you get those first couple couple rhythm sections down, and you yep. kind of get a gap away from everybody. And I think he got that. He was, I mean, three laps in, he was happily was seven seconds in front. Of me. It felt like seven seconds. It wasn't that much, <laughs> but he was gone. Like I'm like this yeah. guy's. I mean, I, I have to. I at that point, I was the race was pretty much over. So mm-hmm. I pretty much tried to put my head down, but I knew he was going to be good. I didn't really. I mean, I I expected it, but I didn't want. I just this week in my mind, I was like, I cannot have this happen to me right. two years in a row. I have to have to make a statement early because last year it got away from me obviously and then um yeah. yeah it was just not good so had to make a statement early and i think this weekend i um i wrote a lot i just wrote better i got better starts um i thought my gate selection was a lot better this weekend too okay. everyone kept going towards the outside and i was kind of not mind blown but they were they kept doing it and i kept getting good starts from the inside so mm-hmm. i'm like well if they want to start out there then i'm okay that's fine with me so. <laughs> yeah take it right um, and yeah. that, here's the problem with the triple crowns, and I'll ask you about what you think of them in a second. But here's the problem with triple crowns: that third one, Chase, you knew you had the overall, right? And you're just kind of hanging out. That's the problem with these triple crowns. Yeah, I mean, it. Once I got the start, I was kind of, I was pretty, pretty com- comfortable, comfortable um, with where I was at. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of lappers and stuff like that, and I kind of saw RJ back there, not close, but he was kind of there to keep me honest and. I was just trying to ride, like ride my own race, and kind of knew I had to be behind Shane to win. But yeah, I was, I just knew I had to get a start, and that's that's the tough thing I think with those races is that you have to have three good starts, unless you're just blatantly way faster than everybody, which I I would like to think I am. But then again, it's really hard to come through the pack with how good the guys are. So right, um, I mean, Tomac did it, but yeah. He's he's when he comes to that when he just gets on it's he's pretty amazing when he does that stuff but um, no I had to get a good start once I got that start I was yeah. kind of I was comfortable but I wanted to stay close to Shane because I didn't mm-hmm. want him to get too far away and then have somebody behind me so right. I was just uh, trying to ride my race but yeah I was once I got the start I was pretty comfortable Paul I'm sure you've noticed this last year Chase Hunter R J they were gritting their teeth talking to me about their bikes after the races. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them looked like, you know, I mean, Hunter was, actually, Hunter didn't grit any teeth. He just said, my bike's not good. And <laughs> no, no Aussie. Because yeah. he's an Aussie, right? Because yeah. he's an Aussie. But how much better, whether it's Christian and Jet on the West or Chase now, uh, Paul, how much better these Geico bikes I mean, look? Yeah, visibly, it looks like they found something. They made a difference, and I've heard Chase talk, and, yeah. and he's been vocal about the bike being better. It looks like they have a lot more torque than they've had in the past. Yeah. I see them jumping stuff easier. They've gotten starts. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. I, I'm sure that gives Chase confidence because, um, yeah, you you don't want to feel like you're on inferior equipment. Yeah, you got to be so much happier, <clears throat> Chase. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been pretty – I feel like I've been pretty vocal about like how much the bike's better, and I don't – I'm not doing it just to give like the team props, but I mean yeah. they they really deserve it. Like they 
they've put a lot of hard work in this offseason. And we have a new guy, Ryan Cox. He was from Troy Lee. And honestly, he's like, he was a, he was, it's awesome that he's on our team now because we've made so many strides this offseason with just the motor in general. It's just the bike so much faster. And like the first day I got on, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a race bike. And this is what it's supposed to sound like, too. Right, so right. I was super new happy. And like ever since, Ever since I got on, I kind yeah. of made a few adjustments to what I like, but no, it's been it's been really good. And I think yeah. when I saw Jet pull that whole shot from the outside, or he was close to the whole shot from the outside at St. Louis, I was right. like, yeah, this bike. This bike <laughs> so. And I had someone tell me that due to the design of that Honda, of the 250, of course, with the dual headers and the smaller exhaust openings, yeah. I had someone tell me they're going to have a hard time getting torque out of those things forever, like the way the design of the motor is, and it doesn't look, looks fine to me. So Yeah, definitely you know? looks like they have improvements, yeah. And they changed fuel this year, right. too, so... Um. So the RJ thing, the Team Pulp Max's RJ thing. That's your. That's your guy. I told you. That's your, that's <laughs> I know guy. it is my guy, but I. I mean, he said he owed you one from Millville. You talked to me after the race about it. After the press conference, he said it. So is it over? Like, is, is it over? I mean, I thought it was. It was definitely greasy. It wasn't a. I thought Ferrandez's move on Christian was worse. No, it, it you was, know? It I see people that, saying that. I'm like, yeah. it's, not the, it's not the same. Thing. No, no. It wasn't nearly a high, his high speed. I mean, yes, he came in there to take me out, but I don't. It wasn't. It wasn't as bad. I don't mm-hmm. like the whole Ferrandez thing. That was. I don't think it was. I don't right. think he meant to hit him that hard. Obviously, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't. That, it wasn't that scale. Yeah, for sure. But so is it over? Like, are you are you one of those guys that you're just like, okay, we're even, and let's let's go racing. I mean, yep. I'm not out there to – I'm really not out there. In, in the Millville thing, I did not mean to hit him and take him out. Like, I really did not mean to hit him. I was I had a bad start, which is typical for me. So, <laughs> I was coming through the pack, and I was just trying to make passes, and we slid into each other. He went down. Obviously, he wasn't happy about it. I don't – yeah, I knew he didn't – I knew he doesn't really like me that much. And I've kind of had that feeling for a, a while. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I knew it was coming eventually. I knew that if he got the opening, it was right. it was game on. So, and I said before the races, I told my team, I'm like that corner, someone's going down. <laughs> it's Too bad it was you, right, right. And I didn't really, I didn't think it was going to be me, but I had a feeling after I passed him in the whoops, and I was, I was clean with him. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was coming, and yeah, I, yeah. I kind of, I didn't know he's, I didn't know he was going to hit me that hard. <laughs> I thought he maybe bumped me, right. But there was no, I was going down there. He was. uh he was coming in for the, for yeah. the kill, but it was, I mean, it's racing. I'm yeah. not out there to get revenge on him. I'm just trying to, Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to be making enemies. I really need to focus on doing my thing and just trying to get yeah. around people clean and just make the moves I need to make. Well, that's just and I feel it, like I can do know? that cleanly, so I'm not really worried about getting payback or anything like to, that. To win a championship, you can't make enemies. You need that. If you don't get the start, no. you got to come through the pack. Like history has shown that you, it, it's can't, it's a lot harder, you know, when you're doing yeah, that. So. Uh, I definitely don't need enemies. Out yeah, there and you sure. have your, you have your eyes on the on the prize, of course. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you have a question for Chase Sexton from Geico Honda, mm-hmm. uh, he's on the line now, uh, fresh off the uh, Dallas Supercross overall win at the Triple Crown. Um, Chase, so four fifties for for motocross, huh? That's happening. You're you're ready. Yeah, um, yep. I'm actually really excited about it. I haven't got to talk about it too much, but um, yeah. I'm, I couldn't be happier to be on the Honda, and I really like that 450, and I've been riding it. Mm-hmm. I was riding it pre- or off-season in Illinois. I was doing motos, and that's actually how I ran out of gas and broke my collarbone. I was out there for longer than I thought I was, and mm-hmm. I was just trying to get motos on it and just yep. trying to get – obviously racing Supercross on 250, you're not going to get that much time outdoors on a 
on the bike, so I was just trying to get as much seat time in. And the team is actually coming down before Daytona, oh, okay. after Daytona, after. or no, before Daytona. And we're going to test um, the Monday after Atlanta for um, outdoors on the okay. 450. So that'll be fun, and I'm I'm just looking forward to. It. I'm a bigger guy, and just being on a 250 outdoors yeah. is not fun. So yeah, um, it just takes a lot. It takes a lot of effort. You can do it. Obviously, Adam did it last year. You can do it for sure. Yeah. Um, but last year I was not really happy, and I know they were very, very vocal about how the bike was, and I was just trying to yeah. do my thing. Kind of, I, I told the team I was, how it was, but um, I, yeah, I wasn't very happy. So I'm just trying to get on a bike that is powerful enough, right. enough power for me, and I think it'll be uh, it'll be good. Yeah, I had a Honda guy tell me that we we got to get Chase to 450s, or he's leaving. <laughs> he's gonna leave. Uh, <laughs> so I was honestly, I was in a, I was not in a good. I was, uh, yeah. I was not in a good spot last year. Right, I, was, right. I, I knew going to the gate. If I didn't, if I could be inside the top ten on the start, I can be on the podium. But if I, I could barely, could barely get a top ten start last mm-hmm. year, barely. Yep. And that was everything I could do. So it, I, uh, it was just not fun going to the gate that way. I had an Instagram DM when it was announced. They're like Sexton, like he's way too small for a four fifty. I'm like, bro, have you seen this kid lately? Like he's not Chase Sexton from Atlanta uh, three years ago or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what, whatever it was. So yeah, um, you're fine. No, I mean yeah. I have a pretty big, not big build, but I'm I'm. Uh, it's just how I am. I'm pretty. I'm not I just muscular. Have a bit you're muscular. muscular. Yeah, muscular build than most most guys. I should I should say. I mean, I think Brandon Hartramp. He might have me be on the muscular side, but <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like I'm pretty big for the 250. I think right. it works super cross, but. Outdoors is definitely tough, and I, I have a hard time losing weight, and if I do lose weight, I kind of lose a lot of energy. So um, I'm I'm right around like 170, 175, so I'm kind of big for a yeah. 250 outdoors. Yeah. So you don't you don't have to be so weight conscious worrying well, about riding outdoor, do, or 450 outdoors. So I guess, uh, do we need um, – so Beaks is just hammering these clothing deals for outdoors. Beaks is just shopping it, or do we do, do we have a – do we know, Chase, what you're going to wear? Is, is This is a great thing um, for you. I would. No, I so for outdoors the plan is I'm gonna wear um just I'm gonna be because I it's kind of a weird kind deal. of a weird yeah yeah I'm yes. a, I'm kind of so I'm still with Geico so I'll wear I'll wear the Geico um ah, okay gear, gear outdoors yeah yeah okay so like kind of like what Christian did Christian did it yeah yeah kind of like Christian did I was thinking that you'd just be like just money just raining down on you but okay <laughs> that'll be that'll be no, in the future <laughs> yeah no outdoors is kind of that's our kind of deal where I'm gonna be riding right. I'll be on the Geico setup still, but um, HRC graphics and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll be on the HRC bike, but just Geico mm-hmm. um, clothing and uh, yeah, logos, gear. Yeah. So yeah, all that stuff. But yeah, no, twenty twenty one will be the the change for right. um, all that stuff. Right. So. so Chase, now that your bike is better and you and you be, obviously you're vocal about it, is a part of you like? I mean, there's got to be a part of you like I'm giving up a shot to win a title. You can't be expected to to contend for a title a in the 450 class. Title. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, isn't yeah. a part of you like, man, I want to win an outdoor title. I yeah, it it, it was tough because actually I rode I rode the 250 and Supercross and like man, this thing this thing could compete for an outdoor championship and I was really I wasn't bummed. I already made the decision, but I uh, was definitely a little bit kind of not. I just I wasn't second guessing it, but I was just trying to I was. Telling myself, my no, this is the right thing to do in race 450. But mm-hmm. I really do feel like I, the last two years outdoors, I wasn't given, especially just with my weight, I wasn't given given a bike that could consistently compete in the front. And I, that's why I believe. And I couldn't having that in the. It might not have been true, but having that in your mind is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I do really, I am kind of bummed I didn't get to compete for 
an outdoor championship. But um, mm. then again, I'm getting experience in the class that I've been wanting to race for my yeah. whole life. So that's kind of uh, where my head's at and trying to go out there. And I really believe I'm going to have <clears> – <throat> I'm going to be better than a lot of people I think think I'm going to be. Um, I really like the 450, and I'm uh, really looking forward to being Ken's teammate and just learning from him also. Mm. And it's gonna, I couldn't ask for a better guy to learn from. Were you on suicide watch when you broke your collarbone again before Anaheim? Like, was how uh, how, how deep in a dark was, place were you, Chase? It, it was it was honestly pretty tough. I well, the problem was that I broke it in when I was riding the 450 in Illinois, and I was just by myself. I was actually with some of my friends. Um, they raced woods, and I took them out to the track for the first time. They've never ridden a track before. And I took them to my home track, and I was just out there. I filled my bike up with gas, mm-hmm. went out there, did it. Was out there for like 40 minutes and ran out of gas on a jump and crashed, broke the collarbone, didn't get it plated, which I probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it broke in the same spot. I came down, I was doing a, I was on Joe Shimoda Supercross pit bike track and uh, on this kid's brand new pit bike, never really been ridden and <laughs> oh, was in neutral off this jump and just nose picked it and hit the ground pretty hard. And I got up and my, Oh my gosh, no, oh, dude. no way. And I, I was honestly, I had, I called Beaks. And I was like, man, you're not going to believe this. I think I just broke my collarbone again. <laughs> and I was like, I was really skeptical on calling my dad because I knew he wasn't going to be happy about it. <laughs> and I was I was pretty rough. I mean, I got right. surgery. I was, I put up, I think those three weeks, though, I probably had the three gnarliest weeks of training I've ever done. Sure. I think I've gotten, I think it helped me. But And I wasn't really sold on racing West. I was kind of, because I'd only been on the bike for four weeks prior mm-hmm. to that um, incident. And I wasn't sold on racing west. I really wanted to run the number one. Yeah. And okay. so I kind of every, everything kind of happens for a happens reason. For but a reason, I was definitely not. In a, I was uh, not in a good spot. I was. I had some uh, some dark times, but I think it helped my training too. Uh, so. Or breaking news: Chase Exxon breaks his collarbone on purpose to stay to go on the east. No, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do it on purpose. I went, I, um, no, I, I've actually I've lost all my all um, rights to having any fun. Right. Off of the right. Yeah, you're done. Um, no, golf is about as fun as I get, or as much fun as uh, I get now. And listen, so. and this injury screwed my whole show schedule up because Beeks and Astafan were coming in for the show. You break your collarbone. Beeks is like, I can't come up. Chase broke his collarbone, but you can't talk about it. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, God. So your injury really threw me for a big loop too, Sexton. So, um, I'm sorry about that. It was, it was uh, <laughs> my team. I, they were, uh, I mean, they weren't super. They were obviously, they were not yeah, happy with it. Right. But. They didn't really tell me that. I knew they were upset, and I kind of felt got that vibe. So I was like, right. "Yeah, I'm just gonna go home to Florida and just yeah. dive into some gnarly training and try to get ready yeah. for the East Coast." Yeah, absolutely. We got some calls for you here on the line. Vortex Racing bringing you Chase Sexton on the Pulp of Mexico, presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. First up is uh, is Sean. Sean, welcome to the show. What's your question for Chase Sexton? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I just want to know, uh, like, when you were growing up, man, when did you know, like? You were the, like you were gonna go pro. Like, was that your goal from the beginning? So, like, when you were riding all the way back on '80s, like, I'm gonna go pro, or did it just like evolve? I mean, for me, I was really. Um, it didn't really hit me until I was probably on super minis. I was honestly not very good on fifties, and I was okay. I was kind of mediocre, and then I ended up winning a championship at Loretta's on '85, and that was kind of. I didn't really think about it that much. I didn't really think about going pro until honestly. I knew it was the goal, but until I got a ride um, with Geico, I didn't really, like, actually know I was going to happen until that happened. And, um, I, I mean, that was my goal my whole life, but I tried to keep it fun. I never really trained at 
training facilities. I kind of I stayed in Illinois, which is obviously gets snow for the winter. And I uh, I rode indoor tracks. Just kind of took the winters off almost, and until I was on probably 16 years old, 15 years old. Right. So I kind of kept it light, and um, but yeah, obviously that was the goal, and I knew this is kind of my calling. I played other sports, and I never really took it like racing. So um, this that was obviously the goal, but I didn't really know it was real until I got that ride on the on Geico. So yeah. All right, Sean. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. All right. Thanks, right, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Next up is uh, Denver. Denver, what's up? You got a ch- question for Geico Honda's Chase Sexton? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, yeah, I got a question about the 450. Okay, the 450s, sure. Um, so I, I just heard the explanation about why you decided to move up. Uh, pretty much answered my question. The only thing was um, if you were to you know hit the podium every weekend, which seems like you'd likely to be in outdoors, um, do you think you would have made more money than switching over early to the 450? I mean, it's easy to say now um, that I could have. I obviously had a podium guy outdoors, um, but for me, I really was not happy last year being on that 250, and just the, my mindset going to the races was not good. And I don't want to have any excuses in the back of my mind saying my bike's not as good or anything like that. So I feel like being on the 450 and racing the best guys, I I want to go out there. I really I wanted to move up for Supercross the year after and i feel like having 12 races of outdoor under my belt that's the same same amount of rounds of the 250 series and the same same time motos um it's kind of it's just on a bigger bike so so i think it's my feet wet easier than jumping into a 17 round supercross series but um i really do feel like i'd be i'm gonna be competitive on the 450 i'm not gonna say how good i'm gonna do but um i guess we'll wait and see yeah all right denver thanks for the call man yeah, it should be good. Thanks. Um, I just kind of touch up on that. Would it be possible for you to go back if you really want to? Is it all like set in stone? Uh, no, it's set in stone. I kind of uh, I rode the two like uh, my race in the four fifty for sure because it wasn't really done at that point. But no, it's uh, it's for sure I'm racing four fifty, and um, I think that's my best my best foot forward at this point. Cool. Thanks, Denver. Awesome. Uh, Steve, you want to you got to talk to Chase Sexton, Steve, about race day live. Yeah, hey Chase. Uh, Daniel Blair was talking smack about your musical taste. It kind of led to a tense <laughs> moment between him and Jim Holly. Just seeing if you wanted to set the record straight for him. <laughs> uh, I mean, what were their comments? I didn't know what they were saying. I, I didn't see what they said. Oh, it was that segment. Uh, they just did a little profile on you and uh, oh, but my, you know, my Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I've always been a pop um, fan and. Uh, actually, Adam got me into like some more punk rock music because that's kind of what he likes, and I got I really got heavy into that. But my my roots are kind of Taylor Swift, and I've been a really big Halsey fan. Um, she's like I I love her, so I like Halsey. Um, that's kind of that's kind of how I'm I'm at right now. I like Avril Lavigne, so those three are probably my top three favorite artists. I get a lot of a lot of uh, crap from Kenny and a lot of just people that think that I'm too old to listen to that stuff and I'm not a girl. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some people that have their opinions on it, but I really don't care. Yeah. Stay, um, stay strong. To, if you like it, I'll, you like it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to uh, Miley Cyrus on, on the gate for the Triple Crown. So oh, we're, uh, there that, we go. That was a pre-race uh, pre-race music for me. Yeah, Steve, so there it is. Uh, he's staying, he's staying strong. Uh, Tell Daniel Blair he's an idiot, as usual. Daniel Blair's a moron. You know, that's where it yeah, all boils yeah. down to. Right. Challenge him to a dance-off and then see what he's saying. Yeah, there we go. All right, thanks, Steve. Thanks. Uh, 
Yeah, no. Hey, listen, Chase, I like it. I like that. Let's stay strong with that. Um, hey, before we uh, let you go here, obviously, uh, in, we're, we are both intense bicycle athletes. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm the, yeah. the E division. You're we're the, teammates. We're teammates. You're the, you're the pedal division. But how's everything at the uh, at the intense guys? Which one do you have? Um, I have the intense primer. I got demoted off of the sniper last year after I broke my collarbone on that thing. So <laughs> I got moved to a I cross got country. To a, yeah, uh, yeah. More, yeah. I got moved to a more all mountain bike. Right. Um, <laughs> so they they banned me from that thing. Right. I'm on the primer, and yeah. I love it. It's uh, that was actually my championship gift last year. They got me a brand new factory edition primer. So oh, I'm, nice. Uh, stoked on it. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's awesome awesome well listen we're over here in the taser division keeping it keeping it rolling okay keeping sales going with the taser hey so. you're looking you're looking you're looking lean i'm, I'm working on it i'm liking what i'm seeing i'm liking what i'm seeing dude that the taser changes your life i just want to tell everybody that it just changes your life so i wish i could ride one but unfortunately i'm blake savage says i can't ride a uh, e-bike for oh, training, so. come on they're fantastic you should see my heart rate i'm about ready to die on that thing but i just i'm slightly out of shape more than you so uh Pulpamex uh, is the code to save at Intense Cycles, everybody. So use the code. Go there, punch in Pulpamex, and uh, and say Pulpamex10, actually, I believe is the code. So Pulpamex10 uh, and IntenseCycles.com. Well, Chase, man, uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. You rode great. Killed it. Um, and now a red plate with uh, with Shane coming into the into this weekend. Should be great. Thanks, guys. I uh, appreciate the invite. It's always good when I get invited on here. So Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. See All ya. right. That's Chase Sexton, everybody. He stepped it up this year. He really has. I, 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 uh, I'm, I've been impressed. Like, look, he won one race last year. He was fortunate that Forkner crashed out. That's that's the facts. But he's better. He's he's better. He is. He's strong. Like, I mean, Chase has always been strong. He's always come from the back. Like, pretty much You've his been entire a Chase career. Sexton guy forever. I, I sponsored him when he was on eighties. Oh, was that it? And, okay, and, yeah. and yeah, and I met his dad back then, and 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 I, I've hit it off with his dad, and yeah. and we were parked across each from each other at Loretta's in twenty fifteen, and and yeah, I chatted with his dad every day. That yeah. you know, so we kind of yeah. got closer that week, I guess. But yeah, Chase yeah. is a. I could just see him in 450s, Renthal athlete, by the way, 450s when he comes this year, that he'll just be the guy covered in roost but coming at the end of the, end of the <laughs> but, moto. Yeah, but, but charging hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think his fitness is is very, very tip of the spear, top good. Yeah, no, listen, I, uh, he's been impressive for sure. Right now, him and Shane are a little bit above, I think, everybody else. Uh, J-Mart and RJ and uh, Jordan and Marchbanks is better, but yeah. not quite on that level right now. He he was unbelievable in the whoops. He was. Like the yeah. Really, just dude. The bikes fast good the too. The bikes are better. Yeah, yeah. like they they've made some big strides over there. They really have. So it's, cool. uh, it's always the same old shit where the riders tell you the bikes are better than ever, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. We could see it. Now. You know, but you, yeah, we could see. Yeah, it. absolutely. So uh, I want to thank the folks at EVS Sports. EVS Sports over the last thirty years, EVS Sports has established themselves as the leaders in innovation and tech when it comes to designing protection gear for today's riders. Riders like Hampshire. Paul Mex's own. Ben LeMay, Travis Estrano, all wear EVS when they race, ride, or whatever Travis decides to do that day. Check out EVSSports.com to gear up like the pros. Use the code PULP20 to save on anything. From uh, knee pads to shoulder braces, EVS Sports, we are protection. This past weekend uh, in Dallas, Justin Hill qualified fastest in both qualifying sessions, fastest on the day, was up there in one of the mains and went down, uh, still finished, uh, what did he get? Uh, sixth, oh, uh, no, that's Josh. What did he get? Oh, Justin got sixth, too. Both Hill brothers got sixth. Justin got sixth. Another solid ride for Mookie this this weekend, too. Mookie's been consistently in the top ten. Up until this year, I think I did the math. Mookie had never gotten a top five finish. 
and had only finished in the five to ten range. I want to say thirty percent of the time in his supercrosses in his career. He's been in there, I think, every single weekend every this time. year. So, yeah, uh, really want to get the one of the men responsible for that on the line. Uh, it's a, it's a, we're, we're calling an audible here. But it's uh, brought to you by RoostMX.net. Use the code PulpNation at RoostMX.net. Benny Bloss using the graphics, official graphics of the Cobra guys as well. It's uh, Smart Top, MCR, Bullfrog Spas, uh, team manager, Tony Alessi. What's up, Tony? How are you, man? Hey, Steve. How are you? Doing good? Thanks for coming on. Just really wanted to touch base with you. Um, look, I told you, Tony, that you guys made a huge mistake with the Marty and Hill. I told Genova that. I, I, I'm rescinding that. I don't know what I was. I was drunk or high or both, Tony, when I said that because I was wrong. <laughs> uh, you say you, it. He's. I was wrong. There we go. I was wrong. <laughs> Justin Hill has been fantastic, Tony. He's he's a joy, man. He's a guy that enjoys the process of improving and getting better, and and uh, <clears throat> I think the guy could be the best, really, if you want to know the truth. Um, I, I kind of knew it within the first, you know, 30 yep. days that he was on the team. I was like, this guy's something different, you know? This yep. is a championship kind of guy right here. And uh, and so, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, obviously we had a lot of things to work through from yep. the time that we started. Um, like, when he first got there, I mean, honestly, I don't think he could have whole shot the B-class. <laughs> um, but, but obviously we fixed all that, and, and, and then we worked on his fitness and worked on his – short game then his long game and now i think all the pieces are kind of coming together there mm-hmm. and uh the guy is really good you know and Dude. he's a smart guy it, super smart and he's been like he okay i knew he could go fast everybody knows he can lay down a lap we all know that that's not a huge deal but he's been so solid fitness and and crashes and everything else he's been so solid almost every weekend like th- there's not there's not a lot of holes in his armor right now no, and he's getting better. Yeah, um, he's getting better. So I, I almost wonder if he's just going to bypass the podium and just win one. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. don't know. You just don't know. Um, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been and so listen, Tony, when you qualify fastest this weekend with with Hale and the team, that's a big accomplishment, right? Like, I mean, I know you guys have some factory stuff on your bikes, and show is a big part of your program. Uh, XPR does your motors, I believe, and. And you've got some cool stuff on your bikes. But to me, you're not a factory team. I know Mike Genova likes to talk about that he is on that level. But to me, you're not there. But you're close. And you guys beat all those bastards this weekend with, their, with, with Justin Hill's qualifying time. Are you stoked on that? Like, I would be if I was a team owner, team manager. Anytime that you can be the fastest guy in anything, whether it's qualifying, heat race, yeah. Or main event. I mean, that's a that's a big accomplishment. It means that you were the best there was in the world in that moment. You know, right, right. So it's pretty cool, really. I, I think that's awesome. That's really cool to say that Bullfrog Spas, MCR Honda, we, we had best rider today, fastest guy around the track. You know, in qualifying, I think that's cool. So um, you just don't see that that often. So um, and then Mookie, as I said in my intro, like Mookie's just been solid top ten every weekend. There's been less flash from Malcolm this year. Less balls out flash, but way more steady, uh, and it's it's paying off. Yeah, I think that he's riding uh, with a plan this year. He's got a, a mindset that he's going to be top 10 every race, which he has. He's been in the top 10 every single race this year. And um, let's be honest, if it keeps rolling like this, those top 10 finishes will equal a fifth overall in the season, uh-huh. which if you're a top five guy in the 450 Premier class, 
that high level, yeah. you know? And yeah, so really high, yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's got a solid plan. He doesn't want to get hurt. He's riding within his limits. Um, he knows where his tired point is and is not afraid to back it off and lose a couple spots mm-hmm. as long as he's still up there in the top ten. And he's following through on his plan. It's it's good, man. It's impressive. It, some really good results for those two guys. And Vince is having a good year. Nothing wrong with Vince's year either, right? Well, Vince's starts have been really good this year. They're like back at a lot of races. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously he's he just is a little off in the whoops. But I thought I saw a little bit of a turning point last week. Like normally when you watch, he's a fast guy in the track and he's scrappy, but he doesn't look like a big guy on the bike, you know. And for the first yep. time this week in the very first practice. I honestly thought he was somebody else. I was like, <laughs> this guy's riding like a big guy. You yeah. Know? And so hopefully, fingers crossed, this is the turning point, and now we're going to see maybe some top tens there. Because keep in mind, his last race was a top ten in the in the triple crown, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Because in that race, I, we had three guys in the top ten, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, do you have any theories? First of all, Tony, you really let Wygant down. His kid got a terrible start. He, you really you need to get in there and start working with this kid. Well, I told him he needed that C14 fuse, you know, the one that he gave to Brayton. <laughs> I know he was all stressed. He was like Tony. Tony said, "There's a fuse, a special fuse." <laughs> um, do you have any do you have any idea, Tony, on why we had carnage this weekend? Oh, um, yeah. Any theories? I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of ideas. Um, one, the guys are tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what. Uh, around uh, eight. eight, seven, yep. eight. It's eight. eight. Yep. Guys are tired. That's eight weeks of grinding in a row, traveling. Um, I think that the, I think the track was, you know, it was a tough track, but was it tougher than A1? Probably not that much tougher. I mean, yeah. that had a long whoop section, 209 feet, I guess it was, longest in history or whatever. But, I mean, the guys are jumping them, right? Even yeah. Malcolm was jumping them. Yeah. So, yeah. I, me, I think the guys are tired. They're getting tired now. Mm-hmm. And this is where mistakes stop, start happening. The brain doesn't work as good. It's not as sharp. And mistakes happen. And when you crash going as fast as those dudes are going, it's going to be a big one. Yeah, yeah. We had carnage, man. I can't believe that those guys are all right. Uh, you know, like like Webb. Like Web. I can't believe Webb's going to race. He's okay. And, you know, I mean, obviously AC. I watched, I watched that video, and honestly, I like, I was, like, horrified. <laughs> I mean, that was... That was yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, Tony. I mean, if Genova wants to give you a raise for your efforts over there, you know, I think he does. I think you deserve one. That you guys are doing a good job. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not doing it because of the money or whatever. I mean, I I do it because I like it and something I enjoy and um and you know working with the guys. I mean, you know, who gets the? It's it's awesome that you get to work with Malcolm Stewart, and Justin Hill, Vince Reese. You get to work with these guys yeah. every day and get to go to the races and you get to see Adam Cincerello and you yeah. know, Tomac. I mean, it's just it's enjoyable, you know? So, uh, how, how, why we do, why we do it. How much, love it, right? how much better do you think he'll would be if he didn't have Nick as his mechanic? How much do you think Nick's dragging him down? No, Nick is definitely not dragging. Oh, okay. Him down. Well, Nick, that was my theory. Nick, Nick, Nick has good chemistry, um, with him and these guys gel together really yeah. good. And, and that's part of it, man. You got the mechanic and the rider. They got to yeah. like each other. They got to feel good about each other. And mm-hmm. they got a good chemistry. You know, Nick's a good guy. I know. I'm kidding. Any, any, before we let you go here on the show, Tony Alessi uh, talking about Justin Hill, uh, Mookie, and, uh, and Vince Freeze. Before we let you go, Tony, like, 
I know you're super busy, but is there anything new on my hot tub front? Is there anything, any updates from hot tub bullfrog guys? Are we, do we have any news? Um, it, it's not really my department, but <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could try to look into it a little bit. That's the Genova and right. you and the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. masters of uh, bullfrogs. You right, know, right, so. right. L- listen, and I don't care what Genova says. I did not bet him five grand that Marty would beat Hill. So I'm not paying him five grand. He wanted five grand from me last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not paying him five grand. But, uh, but the thing is, the yeah. thing is, Steve. Honestly, I mean, I feel like we could have done the same thing with Davalos. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, maybe. I feel like we yeah. could have. I think we could have done exactly the same thing. No, no difference. Right, right, he right. Would have been right up there, run, and he's a high talent guy, right? Davalos is, he's good. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, yeah. Um, a couple little tweaks that we could have made and. Got him, got him right. But I mean, I can't have four guys on the team, you know, because there's yeah. no, not that many well, spots, and it's expensive to do, you know. I'm worried about Marty's team because when I go by there, they blasting, they're blasting death metal, and I'm worried about Marty's psyche or something. I don't know. I need to need to figure out what's going on with Tedder's death metal that they're blasting. But we'll get to the bottom of that. I don't know. About, I don't know about that. I didn't hear it. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> uh, hey, Tony. Well, thanks for coming on. It was a late edition. I knew we were going to talk about Hill uh, tonight on the show with Parabinos here, and so I wanted to just grab you and say good job, congratulations. Uh, really cool lately for the things you guys are doing, and so thanks for uh, thanks for picking up. All right, it was my pleasure, and um, you guys have a good show tonight. I'll All right, thanks, to Tony. I'll talk All to you right. on the weekend. Uh, thank you. That's Tony Les, everybody. Look, that they deserve it, man. They deserve those props. It's I, been. I th- I think that's a product of passion. Honestly, I think Tony deserves a lot of credit. I think he goes to the umpteenth mile for yeah. every one of his guys. He dots his T's, he, you know, or sorry, crosses his T's, dots his I's. He does everything A to Z, and he puts his whole full heart into it. And I think that's why you're seeing what you're seeing. Yeah, it, it's something <clears throat> else, man. And and they deserve that credit. They and, do. And, they do. And I kept saying to Tony and Genova, you need to hire Marty. Hire Marty. Don't hire Hill. He's a flake. He ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. It's, you know. it's so impressive what they've done with Hill because yeah. we all know Hill's can, has gone fast and and yeah, he got a title at PC, and but then you know Dude, the TLD and JGR days weren't. Look, Mitch and Tyler Keith have a lot of Justin Hill stories, a I'm lot. Sure. Yeah, that that, that I was positive. on. I was on PC when Hill was there. Oh well, yeah, was yeah, I was you? there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like Mitch said, it was all they could do to keep him on track to get that title. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. a lot of work. And Hill's mo- Hill's more mature now, and but Tony has figured it out, and and you got to give. Props to Tony. Like he's yeah. he's made him. Every guy is different, and that's what I think in my mind is a is a good team manager. Every every human rider is different. It's not about just winning races. It's about elevating everybody on your team yeah. to be their best self. Right. That's I think right. what a good team manager is. Well, well said for sure. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, Michelin. I want to talk about the guys at Michelin. Randy Richardson, of course, a big part of our show. And the Michelin guys have some really cool tires out. The Michelin Enduro Extreme. Uh, if you want that thing, it's the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Erzberg Rodeo. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. That's for JT. V-Twin riders, they got the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser. And, of course, the Starcross 5s took me to a 14-9 7th overall finish at World Vets on Starcross 5s. You're, you're a lucky person. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> Mi- motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information. Volk, visit your local dealer or the online retailer. As I said at the beginning, motorsport.com has got a sale on right now. You buy a set of Starcross tires and you get a set and you get two tubes for free. So please go there. That sale is ending, I believe, this week, at the end of this week. So uh, go there, motorsport.com. 
Michelin Star Cross 5s, get a set of tubes for free. Uh, great to have those guys on board with us. Uh, and please check out Michelin and all they've got for 2020 and beyond. Um, all right. That's a good deal. Yeah, it is. Uh, commercial break? Should we go to commercial break? Sure. And then Larry Ward's coming up. Big break. Do you have any Larry Ward memories? Like, I know a bit, bit before your time. Yeah, I remember Kingdom, him winning there or something. But, yeah, a little bit before my but time. But then he raced for Triple X when you were still around. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, YZ250F days. Yeah, 250F yeah number 10. Yeah, he won, won, won a national. Which one? Red Bud? Red Bud. Yeah, Red Bud. Beat Stu at Washougal for one moto. Yeah. Damn, that 250F was good that year. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I had one myself. Uh, so we'll talk to Larry Ward coming up. Brian Holiday's coming up. We might try to sneak in Caleb Russell. I don't know. I'm working on that. Uh, but much more to talk about. Jason Thomas coming up as well. More Dallas Triple Crown talk. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be right back after this. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work or steven says on the show sometimes get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt bushings in your, your fork and shock get it rebuilt it helps 15 to 20 hours head over to racetech.com check out they even got a cool little simulator you can look at uh what size spring rate you might need for your bike so a lot of cool features over there on the website but uh and as you know yamaha blue crew guy over here you guys have some of that on your bike it's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you when you call. You can save on the service. You can save save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. 
With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp MX swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp MX stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PulpNation to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years.
it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, they're winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams and rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons 
will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. presented by motorsport.com and the folks at fly racing thanks for listening chase sexton was on earlier tony alessi on as well uh thanks for listening larry ward coming up here shortly paul parabinos is in the studio what's up paul hey steven how's it going it's going great you going great i'm gonna i'm, I'm instagramming your show right now oh you are i'm okay. gonna keep, put my phone down quickly before you get mad at yeah, me. yeah thank you an interesting revelation upstairs during the commercial break <sighs> what was it again marks nickname as a child yeah Skid. Skid. <laughs> I like that. Sup? Pookie has a nickname. Skid. Pookie. Pookie yeah. really liked How that did Pookie nickname, get her Pookie, nickname? Pookie really thought, she thought that was really yeah. funny. Yeah. She now, did. You don't have a nickname. No. No. Don't have one. My buddy Ronnie used to... Nah, that's not a nickname, though. Oh. All right. No, I don't have one. How many times in your life did you have to explain how to spell your last name? Every oh. The first day of school, every grade, Yeah. Ugh. every time. Oh. Basically, every single time somebody... No, any kind of plumber work. TV anything. Work, eh, yeah, eh, spell your name. How do you say that? Every Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Just your whole life. That's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's normal. Um, every single time I board a plane, you know how they say, thank you, Mr. That's where they, they yeah, stop. And yeah. I just go, yeah, it's Parabino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, thanks, 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 Pop. Thanks, yeah. Pops. Uh, your dad still got Ridgeline? Yes, he does. He your, loves dad, it. your dad loves hockey and ridgelines. Yeah. So, man, right after my own heart. Yeah, you're right. Uh, LA Honda World, 30 minutes from anywhere in LA. Uh, you want to deal in a ridgeline like myself and Mr. Parabinos, you can get one. Uh, Vince Freeze has got one. Chris Kiefer's got one. Seven Deuce Deuce has got one. Justin Brayton's got one. LA Honda World. Go down there, talk to Steve, mention Pulp MX. He'll give you a hell of a deal on a newer used Honda. I want to thank those guys for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, I really love mine. Uh, just like uh, Mr. Parabinos. Um, all right, look, well, we've got a lot, Larry Ward's coming up, so I don't want to dive too deep, dive too much into some some of this, some of these topics coming up here. Uh, Maxima USA, great company. What's your favorite Maxima product? Um, yeah, they're all good. They are brake cleaner. I love. I love suspension clean. People like the suspension. They clean have stuff. really good oil. Yeah, we ran their oil. Yep. At PC, yeah, like up. we ran what came in the bottle. Yep. Um, everything they make is good. 
Pulp MX20 is the code to save at MaximaUSA.com. Maxima Racing Oils experience the difference. Eli Tomac, Adam Cincirillo, Jordan Smith, Garrett Marks, Banks, you name them, they run Maxima USA, whether it's the SC1, whether it's suspension clean, whether it's the contact cleaner, uh, the grease. I love the grease always. It was really good. Yeah, it, they're it worked blue, they're in blue, the blue grease. grease you yep, know, just yep. fantastic. Maxima USA, thank those guys for coming on board. Pulpamex 20 is the code to save when you check out at Maxima. So if you're in the need for oil, please check it out. Firepower as well. We're over 50 years of experience. Uh, Firepower commits to quality, value, and service for your machine. Don't waste money when replacing OEM batteries or chains when you can get more power and supreme reliability by choosing firepower firepowerparts.com kyle chisholm out there with firepower chains ben lemay ran them last year gdr honda won championships with firepower batteries uh chiz uh running firepower batteries as well on the yamaha so they offer a wide variety of chains from heavy duty rollers to o and x ring all made in japan and their featherweight lithium batteries are all backed by a two-year warranty firepowerparts.com you can get those through motorsport.com of course thanks to those guys for coming on board uh larry ward coming up here shortly and uh yeah much more hey so obviously look i've got some investment in rj hampshire so i'm team rj he won the first main this weekend third overall but right now to me sexton and mcelrath are clearly better than everybody else Would, would you agree like is there? Do you like RJ or J-Mart or Marchbanks or Jordan Smith, who's off to a rough start? Like, can one of those guys get in there, or yeah. is this thing a one-two? No, I mean, yeah, it's racing. Like, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, there's there's the top two, then I think RJ and J-Mart, and then I think there's a level right below that. And Jordan's wrist isn't 100 percent still, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and Marchbanks has been good so far, but but um, I don't know if I can see Marchbanks getting a win where I can see. RJ and Jeremy maybe getting a win. Yeah, you know if if things shake yeah. out. RJ right, would be good at Daytona, right? Absolutely, yeah. and and I, and I'm an RJ fan too, right? Yeah. Like he's a Florida guy. I was teammates with his cousin years ago on BSY. Uh, Tyson Hatzel. That's his cousin. That's his Tyson cousin. Hatzel is his cousin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who knew? Um, and RJ is just a gritty, gritty dude. Like he right. he'll do what it takes to win. That's yeah. what I love, and I think he believes it now in his head, and and, yeah. and he's put in the work. So, um, what I thought, what I liked was the Zach Osborne comparisons. Alden Baker, same bike, you know, all of that, getting more serious, older, having a baby. I like the, the Zach Osborne comparisons for RJ to take a step up. He used to just practice by himself down in Florida, right? Like, he'd have guys there, but he'd always be better than him. And now he's in this intense Baker's factory mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. I've been impressed with RJ. Like, he's plant-based. He's plant-based? Yeah. But Ralph said he still eats meat. I think he was plant-based for <laughs> What a- was that? There was a vegan... What did Ralph say? He was a vegan, but he still eats some lean meat. <laughs> right, right. I, I Maybe he's had some yeah. meat, but I I know I chatted with, I don't know if it was him or Rarick or somebody, but I know yeah. I know he switched to plant-based for yeah. a while. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Ralph's had a week. Go, go. <laughs> Ralph's had a rough start sometimes. Uh, we got some people on hold here. Let's get to those lines before we, uh, before we get to Larry Ward. Ron's on five. Ron, what's up, man? How are you? Hello, Steve. Pulp Posse, how you doing? Good, man. What's what's going? What's on your mind? Um, the Moto Triple X, or the I'm sorry, Moto Triple X, but the Triple Crown. Triple the, Crown. Um, yep. I'm not a fan of the Triple Crown personally. How come? And, but why not? Well, first, before we had this, the Triple Crown that we currently have, there was a Triple Crown in implemented into the series. Yeah. Um, that was individual races, right? Right. Three yep. races during the series. Yeah. And then at the end of that series, if you won all three, what was the bonus for that? 
I don't remember. They did a bonus, yeah, like a Vans Triple Crown or Monster Triple Crown and Outdoors. It was a money bonus, but. Yeah. Right, exactly. There was a money bonus of some sort. I don't remember how much they won, if it was a hundred grand or if it was 10 grand. Nah, it was it was, uh, yeah, price. I don't know, whatever it was. <laughs> exactly. So, though, we have this current Triple Crown that is evolved from that, and there's three of them inserted into this series. So that was promoted as a triple crown within a series that someone yeah that, yep event. yeah yep okay so now we have a triple crown inside of a triple crown yep in each one of these triple crowns events instead of a single main event it's three main events mm. and these riders are not getting a pay bonus they're not getting extra points or anything <sighs> of that nature so then to back up to um the monster energy cup in october we have the monster energy cup that pays a million dollars so let's get rid of the monster energy cup in october because everyone complains about the motocross of nations no one's you know once the nationals end everyone starts focusing on the monster energy cup and no one cares about the moto of nations so if we get rid of the moto the monster energy cup and you insert that into this current series that we have that we're doing, but these guys aren't getting any bonuses for it. Like Roxon just won um, Glendale. He swept all three motos and he didn't get anything for it. But had he done that in October, he'd have won a million dollars. But in October, the level of competition isn't there. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I get what you're saying. I, you're, you're making, I just, you're, you're going on too long here. I, I know what you're saying. I get it. Um, you can't pay individual points for each race. That's too much of a disadvantage if you, you know, if you crash out like Cooper Webb and Justin Brayton did this weekend. You can't do that. Do they deserve some money? Sure. I, I, that's been behind the scenes. There's some frustration about that. We're doing way more laps. We're getting the same amount of money. You know exactly. More um, laps. No, laps. Listen, no more money. Listen. There's nothing that says. There's nothing that says these guys need to make more money than the Monster right. Energy Cup. Is the exact same purse. Other than the million dollars, which is going to be one if you win the three races, it is the exact same purse as 1998. 22 years when Eric Pernard started the race. The rate, the purse is the same. Think about that. In 22 years, that race hasn't changed. So there's no chance in hell these guys are going to start paying out more money for a Triple Crown race, what they should. So, so and then again, and you're talking about the in October, the Monster Energy yeah. Cup. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Right. Right. So let's get rid of it. Let's implement that series because Monster Energy is the sponsor of the Monster Supercross series. So who's the title sponsor of the Triple Crown inserted inside? Nobody. In Nobody is. I, I don't okay. even think that when Eli Tomac won the trophy last year, he looked super surprised. He was like, oh, cool. I, there was a trophy for this? Yeah, it was, it was okay. lame. They did it lame. If they're going to do it. Have a Toyota sponsor. Give a truck away. Like, don't mm-hmm. just give them a trophy. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. but I, exactly. But uh, but that's a that's that's a bigger question. I, I mean, we can go on and on about that. I agree with you on all of this stuff. But okay, so then with points, they, no one. Within all right, the, all right, okay, all right. The elder we got we got to go. Up Larry points. Ward's coming up. Larry Ward's coming. We got to go. All right, Tim, you got a question about the new Renthal bar? Hey, yeah, um, just kind of like how it was developed um, since they make mountain bike bars too. Um, so mountain bike bars have gone to like 35 millimeter, uh, yep. plant diameters over the last few years. Yeah. And, 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 and Paul, this was, this was, that was part of the development of this bar, right? A little bit. A little bit. Right. What's the question? Just like, I was just wondering 
how that's was kind of the inspiration and then like how similar that bar would be to a mountain bike bar or how different it would be so completely different i'd say um for one the material is different the material itself it's called ceruleum it's a mixture of copper zinc magnesium and aluminum the material itself is 20 percent stronger so instead of trying to make the handlebar stronger we focused on making the handlebar lighter and reduce vibration so I wouldn't say a lot of the theory is borrowed from the mountain bike side. It's just 36 millimeters is the clamping diameter that, that Renthal arrived at in in reducing weight but trying to achieve the same strength. So Fat Bar 36 is the same strength as, as you know, Twin Mall or Fat Bar. It'll act the same in a major crash, um, but in order to... With a, such a thin-walled handlebar that is really good at reducing vibration and very light, you needed to increase the clamping diameter to preserve strength, if that makes sense. Right. So is that why you had to come up with a new metal because it's so much thinner? Um, that's how it started, is, is it coming out with a new metal. Yes. If you, made, if, you, if you took the material that is in fat bar and made it that thin, it would be very, very weak. Right. Cool. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks. I, I think it's cool when, like, technology gets borrowed from other places or whatever so i'm just curious yeah yeah definitely uh um it's it's a really cool deal and there's uh there's a whole thing on the website right yep everything's there yeah so uh all right man thanks for the call thanks appreciate it uh larry ward coming up here on the show um let me see so did you say i got the wrong number for you lone wolf uh it might have been a seven instead of a one it's ringing now your handwriting it's a seven I really it's wanted ringing to now. It was out okay. of service before. Okay. I really wanted to dive into that Triple Crown talk, but I know we're saving it. Yeah, we're saving it. JT's coming up here. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I think I don't know who gave him the, the buzz, but was that you? That was you, Marks. I, I mean, I get it's. Pro- I get what that's he, my that's my money. I get what he's saying. Um, you know. Sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll. Um, it, it's, what, what are you going to ask Larry Ward? Uh, pff, what, what are mean, you, where are you going to start? He, he won't do a podcast with me, so we're going to try. He won't. He said yeah, no. Yeah, he won't do like a long-form podcast with he me. He just said no, I'm not Yeah, doing he doesn't that. want to do it. Well, and we'll, we'll talk to him about that. Okay. But uh, Larry Ward brought to you by Skosh. Uh, Skosh Industries, innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio products, and accessories. Proud sponsor of the Rockstar Energy Husky team. Uh, Pulp 2020 is the code to save at, at uh, skosh.com. 40 years in business from the folks at Skosh. Phone mounts, chargers, cables, power sports, clamps, and mounts. Uh, we had, you know, the Daniel Blair, Jake Weimer um, boom bottle trivia contest was a hit. That was gold. It was gold. I've and watched it a couple times. Have you? Yeah, it's, and it's the, pretty funny. Your your guy, Jake. What? He is just amazing on the show. He, yeah, he's a great person. People can't get enough of Jake Weimer on the show. And you never, like, that's, that's, Jake, and that's Coke. Jake, Jack and Coke, Jake and Coke at like a five. You should see him Dude, at a ten. We couldn't have him with we a ten. We can't put that on the radio or the TV. <laughs> But he's unbelievable. Yeah, get him, get him somewhere secluded, yeah. away from right. away from cell phone receptions and a fishing pole and just a cooler full yeah, of drinks. Yeah, yeah. He, That's the best Jake he, there is. He, he's incredible. We got to get him back on. Our our listeners can't can't have enough of of, of Jake <laughs> and Coke. Anyway, skosh.com, Pulp twenty twenty is the code to save. Skosh is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest. This man's a national winner, a Supercross winner, a former factory rider. He was in Dallas. I can't believe he's on the show. Larry Ward, what's up, man? <laughs> What's happening, Steve? How are you? I can't believe you came on the show. I, I honestly thought you'd just tell me to pound sand again, Larry. I just came to make some money. All my friends are uh, paying me for stupid stuff I say to you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> tell them this. Tell them that. Um, no, man, it's great to have you on. You, so you're coming on this show. 
but you will not do a long-form podcast despite the fans wanting to hear it. You are the last holdout, Larry, and I think you enjoy being the last holdout. So there's two. There's honestly two things with that. One, okay. you have never officially invited me. You, you, you're, uh, and I, I don't even know where this came from. You know, from the the fans. I mean, you've never even asked me one time. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, holy. Second, secondly, to be honest with you, I truly, and then I'll get serious after this, but I truly always thought every time I'd see you and you'd ask me, I thought it was a cooking show or a taste testing show. But <laughs> I, see Dallas, I see you at Dallas, and you're like Slim Jim, and I'm like, oh crap, maybe he lost his show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, maybe one day still. We'll see. Who knows? It'll come down the line. I mean, you wrote for 40 teams, Larry, so you got a lot to talk about. I mean, you know, so. I'd love to. And honestly, you know, I, I did. Uh, I think I read on some of your comments today that I ghosted worse than James Stewart. And I'm not mad at anybody. I just. I just moved on, you know. Yeah, and yeah. It, it actually, this weekend going to the race uh, was quite humbling. Made me feel. Um, oh, good. Appreciative. Yeah. Everyone was so, so, so cool. Guys I've never met, Chase Texan, very, very uh, obviously educated, mature young man. He was super nice to me. I do have a connection with Patrick Connection. Uh, I'm sure some people are aware of it, but Ziggy yeah. Rick Zilfelder was actually my mechanic in 1989 at Factory Honda. So, yep. wow. so it's, just, it's just a small, small world. There was not <laughs> one single semi that I walked by this weekend that people weren't like oh my gosh it's larry warden yeah i just never i never so i am kind of a humble guy and it's just not uh it, it just doesn't seem real that i had that big of an impact yeah people I, I had three or four people be like dude big birds here i'm like i know i saw him like mm. big birds here <laughs> you know because like, yeah you, you you've been away for a while you, you know you hung up the boots and and uh and yeah you know whatever life, life you know when you do it that long sometimes you don't want to go keep going to races either you know there's a little bit of that too it's like man i did that for 20 years Right, exactly. Exact, where I did it a lot longer than that. Yeah, I, yeah. I started riding at three, racing at six. Uh, shoot, I did Rio Bravo in '77 before Ponca City. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was one thing I, I do want to get in. I was very blessed to get to race with, uh, you know, Ricky Johnson, Jeff Ward, the childhood hero, Johnny O'Mara, um, and then all through the the journey. Yeah era and uh you know the mike larocco damon bradshaw and then all the way up into t- being teammates with ricky in 2000 and you hit stew uh, yeah you got a stew james stewart my fa- i'm gonna i'm gonna brag but my favorite james stewart story of all time is you mentioned it earlier washugal o2 first moto uh, he he said the old man got me <laughs> and, <laughs> and i'm so proud of that now being almost you know 49 years old and, yeah uh, Made me feel good. I saw Big James and, and I told him that story this weekend, but I will come back to reality. He did blow my goggles off and smoke me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. Take it. Run with it, right? Um, uh, it's funny, like, Larry, that, that I don't think we knew this at the time. Like, that 250F was such a great bike. Like, I remember people being like, hey, what's better? 125 two-stroke, 254 stroke. Like, we're not sure. They're heavy. They're hard to start. How are they? And, like, some guys, like, Wyndham's one of them, you're one of them, Kelly Smith one of them. Like, some guys just really rode four strokes well. It, it was just, you yeah, know. They, yeah. I'll be honest. I sat on the couch in 2000 during – or, excuse me, 2001 during yeah. Supercross season. 
and uh, did a couple off-road races. Um, and I got on one. I'm like, wow, this is this is pretty impressive. And uh, I believe the first moto at Glen Helen, I rode Outdoor Nationals. Uh, Kyle Lewis and Moto Triple X gave me a chance. And there, my bike was competitive from the first get, right off the start. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple. Now I'm not going to lie. Grant Langston, uh, Hari Nolta, the KTM. And yep. Mike Brown, the Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and Travis's uh, 125. Those three bikes, but the three most expensive Borderline Works factory 125s in the class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, would, would would get me on a long straightaway. Yep. But Washougal is greasy, slick. Um, Red Bud's deep and loamy. The thing, the thing had amazing torque. Uh, there was growing pain. So yeah. Was oh yeah. Hard in a championship <laughs> because. Yeah. I'd win one weekend and then break a valve and go over the bars the next week. And Washougal, I mean, uh, yeah, the week before that Washougal Moto win, uh, it locked up coming out of Screw You at, at uh, Unadilla. Yeah. And I didn't even know if I was going to race. And Yoshimura put it all back to stock with a uh, head job and a pipe because I guess there was a rev limiter for over-revving, but when you'd shift down coming into a corner, uh, something to do with the rev limiter. But yeah. anyway, it was it was an awesome bike. Um when I left Kawasaki at the end of 2000, uh, like you said, I was suicide watch, career ender. Yeah. Um, and then that bike definitely revived yeah. me and got me, got me another national win and, um, you know, got me a couple more years down the road. How about a triple X that year? I was on the team working for Nick. Uh, your bars came off the, the clamps at, where was that? Uh, do you remember that? Um, it wasn't at a race. It was practicing. They actually came out off the clamps. Yeah. Yeah, they. they well, uh, where was it? You always like to make fun of me about being the only, the worst rider you would never want to work for. <laughs> I have a feeling, and I'm going to make 200 bucks for this one. <laughs> I got a feeling that your slippery, greasy hamburger fingers have something to do with it. No, it wasn't me. I wasn't working on the bike. You wouldn't let me work on the bike, but maybe it was. <laughs> um, no, it's it's uh, it's great to have you here. Hey, so. I know, and it was cool to see people that, yeah, people were stoked. Like, Brayton was stoked to see you. And a lot of guys that I saw uh, were there. And Wyndham was there. K-Dub was there, too. It was just, uh, it was great to see. We He doesn't come around much either. So it was like between you and Kevin Wyndham, it was like we were seeing, like, Bigfoot. Bigfoot came out of the bushes. It was amazing. Um, well, I feel bad. I actually, um, you know, have gone to, I think I went, I've been to three other Supercrosses mm-hmm. since, uh, since I left in, o, in the 03, yeah. which is, it's amazing. I can't believe it, but. Uh, it, it, it was fun to see all those guys. Um, I got there pretty early Friday, yep. so I could start going around and seeing everybody. And and of course, I'm I, I am uh, I do have a new project that yeah. that, uh, that I was promoting. Um, but uh, I did not go see Brayton, and you just tell me that it just kind of broke my heart. But it was amazing how fast the weekend went, and yeah. I and I intentionally got there early Friday. Right, and everything was so cool. Somebody to talked to. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I saw Clark and Lois Jones. Right, um, right. Who who brought me back from the dead in ninety four ninety five? Nolene Yamaha. We made we made a little noise. Um, Second in the series. I mean, I, I second. A lot of, phenomenal. A lot of things, but I'm pretty proud uh, of a privateer being second in the series and a uh, lot, lot of podiums. And I was really, really, I've seen Clark once or twice, but it was really nice to see Lois Jones. Yeah. So that it, that uh, was cool. Listen, uh, Red Dog's done it and a bunch of, Brayton's done it. And a lot of guys have gone and had two factory rides. But when your day, 
it didn't happen, and you did it. You got back on a factory ride after losing one. That did not happen back when you did it, uh, and that's pretty phenomenal because nowadays, no problem. Guys jump around. Brayton will go to MCR, and then you get, get back on factory Honda or whatever. Red Dog did it, like I said, LaRocco. But, man, it didn't happen when you got hired back after that no-lean year. Well, in the early 90s, man, I, I, I'll be honest, uh, it, it, things are a lot different now. <laughs> and you, you – I was pretty impressed with, you know, there's one or two bikes in both classes that are maybe a little bit behind, but across the board, uh, even into the second tier teams, the equipment seemed pretty, pretty dang good. Mm -hmm. And in the early, early nineties, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking bad about anything. I'm, I'm thankful what I have, but I was not, and never was the number one or two guy. And so I had to make a living. Mm -hmm. And so I went with what I, where I could get the most money and, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Suzuki was not the best in the early '90s, and uh, you know, then you get an injury and you lose confidence. But uh, you know that that Nolan Yamaha got me a lot of confidence back. And I'm telling you, we're all Mike Tony Alessi, your former guest, uh, yeah. earlier earlier guest, and I talked about this this weekend. When we're racing, we are little kids, and he called us delicate flowers. And I could be one shot spring weight. The difference between maybe not qualifying, yeah. which thankfully I never didn't do, but maybe not qualifying and being on the podium. Like we, we, we are that fragile. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's cool that the sport has grown, that there's so many guys that have a chance. Um, and yeah, it was great to get a fetch ride back and yeah. make a little bit of money. But dude, dude, second to McGrath, like people. And again, it's kind of lost in history. Like not a factory bike, just privateer, Clark Jones, no lean, Sizzler, and you're you're beating everybody but Jeremy. Pretty pretty damn impressive, I gotta say. Um, well, there's some, and there was some, there was some stuff on that bike that uh, probably wasn't even legal because it was so dangerous. <laughs> like we had like shopping cart rubber off shopping cart wheels for my bobbing device, like stuff that yeah, yeah. Clark was, you know, Clark was a little bit before right. his time, and uh, I bet it worked for us. But I, I want to say something about Jeremy just while I got the chance. Uh, because you no, know, Jeremy of course gets a lot of credit, but he's he's done and said some things. We were never super tight, right? But never, you you said something to Sexton about you know not having enemies, and Jeremy never had an enemy. Um, I always wanted to beat him, but if right. I did, it was like, oh my god, I beat Jeremy McGrath, and right. and, uh, and in the years past, last couple of years, I'll get a random text or. You know, he, he complimented me on your show before, and, and the guy's a class act. I, I, uh, yeah. He's very um, humble for as accomplished as, as what he is. How many times, too, have you heard us tell tell uh, Brayton he's the Larry I, Ward, right? Like, everybody does it. Uh, Eric Pernard was here a month ago and brought it up again. Like, everyone says that, oh, Brayton, you're the Larry Ward now. So. Yeah, that, and, and, and that is a, that's a, a fair comparison. Uh, he, he's good in Europe, and yep. – uh, Mike Gosler tells the best stories about him and Lamson taking like a million dollars worth of parts and test stuff and fact a whole factory Honda bike. <laughs> and I'd be walking through the airport with like bars and a set of handlebars. <laughs> and then on Monday morning they'd get their tails chewed for uh right. how is Larry Ward beating you guys? He's got bars. He's got bars <laughs> and, and a gra set of graphics. <laughs> Right. Well, I had to take a sh really the shortest silencer Mitch would make me so that right. I could just r rev the uh, RM250 to the moon. Um, <laughs> hey, it's, uh, Triple Crowns, would you, first of all, Triple Crown format, what did you think watching it, and would you have liked to race this format? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I kind of knew that that was what the show was about a little bit, uh -huh. one of your main subjects, and 
as a fan in the stands this weekend, um, I'm just being honest, I have been, I think I have the second most main events in history between, you know, all racing yep. lights, outdoor, indoor. And I knew what was going on, but if we're trying to, you know, get new fans in to mm-hmm. really enjoy it, yeah, I don't. This is just my opinion. Uh, I, I didn't come on here to get political or get in trouble or nothing. No, yeah. In my opinion, from the fan standpoint now, they did do an extremely good job of putting the points up on the big screen. Yep. But I don't think every stadium has AT&T, <laughs> right. uh, the world's largest television. Yeah. So from a fan's uh, point of view, I don't really care for it because I like to, you know, you go to a show or to a movie – it, it builds up to a grand finale, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just yeah. – I don't think the average spectator would be educated enough sure. um, to, to, to understand it completely. As a rider, personally, as me, if I was still racing today, selfishly, I would love it because <laughs> I was a really good starter. Yeah. I, could, I, could, I always had speed to go that next level, but uh, when you go to that next level – the last four or five laps are, are kind of hard to get through. Yeah, yeah. So as a selfish rider, I, I would have liked it. Um, and for the guys now and for the mechanics who, I mean, let's be honest, if it wasn't for our mechanics, uh, yeah. during the day you maybe don't appreciate it or don't realize it, but the mechanics are, 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 the, are what keeps us going out there. And it's, it's, it's pretty miserable um, just from comments in the pits from the mechanics it's yeah a lot it's of tough extra work yep. a lot of extra yep. hassle a lot of extra stress um so i don't like it from that perspective so that was about as politically correct right. answer as i could give um it, it's okay i'm yep. i'm old school i'm traditional mm-hmm. so for me I, I like it better the old-fashioned way just you know build right. up slowly to one one big grand finale i like i like when i was wrenching and tim ferry was beating you i like when that was happening um that was always gotta, my favorite yeah, wait you gotta quit you gotta quit doing that because I lose a hundred dollars every time you say Tim Ferry. Hey, so, so <laughs> you gotta stop. Larry, one of Larry's, when I remember one of Larry's favorite things. So ninety nine, I'm working for Timmy at Nolene, and Larry, you ninety nine, you're on Suzuki. You beat Red Dog at Southwick. I don't remember what happened or whatever, but I guess did, was was Timmy a better sand rider than you? I don't or no, because you won Southwick before, but I don't know. Somehow, Larry, and I doubt you remember this. You put a big note on Timmy's rental car at the end of the day. We went to the rental car. You wrote a note. Sandmaster Larry Ward beats Tim Ferry today. <laughs> and it was underneath the windshield wiper. Do you remember that? Well, I mean, honestly, how can you not like Tim Ferry? And his wife, Evie's always sweet. And I just like making people laugh. Honestly. Yes, Even yes, we I were laughing. had a bad day. If, like, if you don't know me, uh, my sense of humor, you might think I'm kind of a butthole, but I really <laughs> no. just like to make, I like to watch people laugh. And uh, yeah. I don't think it was 99 because okay. uh, I'm pretty sure uh, we had, so that, no, yeah, 99 is the year that Albie won the championship. We had really good bikes and uh, wow. uh, I, 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 believe, I believe both motos, I don't know if it was a ground issue on the frame, but I had electrical problems, both motos. And uh, so mm. if I beat him, he got like... No, no, I, I, I don't. I don't remember. Some race, you put a note under his windshield, and we were laughing. Like we're just like, but oh. that's funny. Yeah, no, it's great. It was awesome. It was. It was awesome. You beat him, and you put a note on his windshield on his rental car. Like suck it. I loved it. It was great. And trust me, Timmy. 
got me back somewhere along the line because yeah, yeah. these pretty funny guys here. Uh, listen, Stonewood Ranch, I put something up. I told you after I took the photo of us at, uh, at Dallas, I would put something up on the uh, on the Instagram, and like a lot of people were into it. A lot of people wanted to talk about it. Uh, this is something that you've been running uh, for a few years. You're the general manager or the president or whatever the hell you are there. Uh, talk about Stonewood Ranch a little bit. Tell our listeners about it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, it's Primarily started off as, as just a hunting ranch. Um, the, the owners are John and Melinda Folkert in Michigan, and uh, they, they, John works his tail off and uh, and decided he wanted a place for his kids to go get away, go dirt bike riding, go fishing, just you know try to get away from the cell phones. And uh, th- then uh, I think he his Miss Melinda spent a little more money than what John wanted him to. Yeah. So they asked me, you know, to come in here and try to sell some hunts and make a little money back. And uh, now we've built it over the last couple of years into an amazing high-end corporate retreat. And uh, it is pretty much Disneyland for grown men. Yeah, your photos looked great. Photos looked cool. It's, it's, I kind of waited to, to bring this to, uh, you know, to put my brand on the ranch until this point where it's up and running and mm-hmm. first class all the way uh, from the food to the staff. Um, the place is amazing. I'm super proud of it. Uh, John and Melinda kind of blindly, uh, except for the lodge, uh, have turned me loose on everything from the rifle range, pistol bays, shotgun area, um, the, the motocross tracks. Uh, they let us build a big new barn, which I, I put a little thing on our uh, Instagram tonight. Um, and it, it's just amazing. It's I see so much team building. Cor- these corporations come mm-hmm. in here. We'll, we'll put guys that maybe are having a little rift together and, and make them help each other in a shooting event. And, uh, you know, by the end of the night, um, a couple beers, a, a wonderful dinner, and everybody's getting along. And so my idea, one of the reasons I went this weekend was there's there's no real, and this is a whole different story or different mm-hmm. night, but there's no real job placement after you're a, a motocross rider. Right. And I don't, I mean, there's a very few handful of guys that make enough money in this sport to retire and just, just you know, right. live like they want. Well, to. listen, so, Larry, nobody did a, a European supercrosses for 20 years and just banked that cash. So, you know, <laughs> well, you, you, but, but life, uh, life is expensive. Is very, life. life is very expensive. <laughs> um, you, you know, I have a beautiful wife, beautiful little daughter, um, and motorcycle money runs out. Even Ricky Johnson, who 26, yeah. 24, 26 Supercross wins, I've read things about him running out of motorcycle money. Yeah. So we yeah. all got to do something different. And I'm finally really, really proud of this. Um, the place is amazing. Uh, it's it's great for, for many things. But my idea was to go to all the team managers and end of the year, whether it's a championship year, um, or just a thank and that maybe appreciation for mm-hmm. sponsors or mechanics or riders. It's a place where they can come. We can lock the front gate. We can shoot, ride, um, yeah. just just have a good time. And uh, at a very high-end place with great food, and that was kind of my idea. Now, I'm hoping that eventually it turns into those team, team managers. One mechanic comes here, then they spread the word, and then, you know, yeah. you never yeah, know, yeah. then maybe hopefully yeah. it goes corporate to their sponsors and stuff. But my main idea was, um, I know I walked away. I know I've gone ghostly and just left the sport. But I'm not mad at anybody. It's just I had to keep working and try to find something else. And yeah. now I'm finally really proud of what we've built here um, with John Lennon and myself. The Stonewood Ranch is amazing. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to share it with everybody. It's going to be good for me if I get the business from the teams. Mm-hmm. But I also really believe that once I get one team here, 
uh, all the rest will follow. Right. At Stonewood Ranch on Instagram. Go check it out, everybody. And, 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 and Pulp listeners, you can hit Larry up. And maybe if we get enough Pulp listeners there, you'll do a podcast with us. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, who knows? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you're funny. Oh, uh, yeah, so, exactly. And on, on, on um, Facebook, it's thestonewoodranch.com. Okay. All right. And, and on uh, Instagram, it's just. And, and, I, and Steve, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've ne- we've never had a problem. We kind of have a little bit of the same sense of humor. Yeah. Um, no, we're fine. I know I'm not in your top ten with Rollerball and Fairy. No, and no, you're not there. Yep, nope. You're, you got a long Kelly Smith's in there. I worked right, for, right. worked for Kalos. So, I worked for Kalos. Like, yeah, you, you're, 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 you're. But where I'm going with this is complimentary. Okay. You, I saw you this weekend. You actually showed interest in my project that a former motocross racer actually has, you know, done good. And bam, you put it on your Instagram, mm-hmm. which has led to, uh, I think I'm up 300 followers oh, in nice. three days on Instagram, which is huge. Yeah. Um, which, and, and it's cool, too. And, and I don't mind, you know, I, I would love, the coolest thing in the world would be to get people come here to come hunting and hang out. And eventually I hope I can do an experience, like if I could ever get, uh, Rick, Rick, you know, RC or, or Kevin Wyndham yeah. and, and uh, you know, have, have, have five or six guys come here and shoot and ride and, and how cool would that be yeah how about uh, story time around like story that. time around the fire or something how cool would that be yeah that's i, I think it'd be, i think it'd be huge and, and yeah. uh so and, and and this place is five star i mean please everybody even if uh you're, you're just bored just check it out and just the, the pictures don't do it justice but it, it's 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 fun i've had a lot right. of fun you uh when's the last time you rode you ride much you bust it uh, out i think uh thanksgiving day um somebody I think uh, John Folker, the owner, or, or his son Parker, or uh, maybe it was uh, Morgan Latrell, had a KTM 300, mm-hmm. which I, I'd never ridden one. I hear about it. And uh, I had on cowboy boots, <laughs> and I threw on Morgan's helmet, which felt like a uh, five-gallon bucket that I cut eye holes in. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I did three or four laps. Uh, before that was Fourth of July. So yeah, yeah. Parker, Parker Folkert rides. He, him and uh, some of his friends come here and ride. And, yeah, and yeah. Parker actually, he didn't fare so well at Amateur Day, but uh, he actually rides really good. And so, uh, but cool. I still ride good enough to where uh, all I got to do is go ride with him one day, and then he he'll empty garbage cans and wash my bike. But he forgets. He forgets between 4th of July and Thanksgiving. I, I, so I have to write about three times a year to remind him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just put him, put him straight. Yeah, Larry, I got a question for you. Um, so you're obviously, you sound like you're very passionate and, and happy about what you're doing now. How long would you say it took you to transition from being a racer to life after racing? Yeah, and that's a whole other topic, too. You know, there's a lot of guys... Um, that have struggled with that transition. Yeah. Um, it, it's not easy. Thankfully for me, you know, of course I was no Ricky Carmichael or Ryan Dungey. Um, or Ferry, or, or Tim Ryan. Ferry. <laughs> uh, how many um, 450 Supercrosses did he win again? Uh, he didn't win any, Larry. Yeah, so shut the hell up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so, uh, so it, it is tough, and and, and I'm not even going to try to kid you i even struggled yeah. i'm glad i wasn't a ricky carmichael i can go to outback and i can go there a hundred times and maybe only have one out of the hundred someone recognize me mm-hmm. where he has a hard time going to outback without being mobbed and that that would get old um 
But I did accomplish enough for a very skinny little kid from Monroe, Washington, uh, to win Supercrosses and Nationals and, uh, and actually, you know, financially save, save a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can tell you this. If I, could, if, if I could go in a time machine and go back and start all over and try to do it again better, I, I would just stay, leave it how it was and, and uh, say that was good enough. Yeah. So, um, well of said. course, everybody has regrets, and I would have done this different. But right. uh, it's, just, it's just not reality. This is not an easy sport. There's very few that make it. And uh, so, yeah, so I learned how to fly airplane. I shot shotgun tournaments. The, the thing that saved me the most was um, racing remote control cars. Yeah, um, that's right. I heard you do that. Yeah. But then I met, you know, the love of my life. I met my wife and I got married. And then now I have a five-year-old beautiful, beautiful baby girl. And uh, nothing, nothing uh, <laughs> that's the best. Any, anybody that's a father knows that. I, yeah. When I get down in the afternoon, I, I think, I might go ride today. And I end up going and getting her, and we go fishing. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. And we better catch fish because she's like me. She gets pissed because she's competitive. So <laughs> she better catch a fish. But, oh, man. Uh, I, I, I'm, and, and, and this, you know, racing RC cars and stuff, that was fun. But yeah. coming here and get, build this project, and now, you know, you work hard all week and clean it all up and then put on your nice clothes and entertain people. It's, it's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I'm very, very thankful to answer your question that I did make it through that transition because I, I keep reading and hearing these stories about people that haven't and uh yeah and it sucks it's, it's tough sucks. it is tough man uh, yeah I, I do I've done a lot of interviews with them you know and that's why one of the things like when I saw you in Dallas like I know you know you didn't I know you didn't have the smoothest farewell you know you weren't that happy at times with, with the way it went at the end and kind of that and I get it I understand it and if I can help you with this Stonewood Ranch, and I'm so pumped that you were around, and you're, you're, I'm stoked that everybody was happy to see you, you know? So, like, it's cool because, man, you had a fantastic career, an incredible career, you know? So, uh, by the way, right when I put up that Instagram, you know who hit me up in my DM was uh, that, that that asshole RV, Villapoto, Washington State's own. Uh, he was all about it. He's like, yeah, he wants to he wants to go there. He said, drink beer and shoot things. That's his exact... So, I, have an RV, I have an RV story real quick. Yes, please uh, do. So... <laughs> I'm born and went to high school in Washington State, yep. and I've never been back to live. You know, of course, yeah. I've been back, but not, not to live. Um, and so I still do watch, like this weekend, I went over and talked to Tevin Tapia. Yeah, um, you told I me that. I still watch uh, the Northwest guys. Um, there's a, there's a, anyway, so when Josh Hill won Minneapolis in whatever year yeah um oh seven i, I think I, yeah I, thank you and i looked up his phone number guys phone number gave him a call he was so nice so even this weekend both hill brothers were were so so cool so nice and uh and uh so of course when ryan villapoto his first supercross win was in seattle mm-hmm. as my as my first supercross yep. win was in seattle I, I gave him a call and uh, uh i was thanking him you know and, and he's kind of quiet and I said, hey, man, it's pretty cool. There's nobody else in the world that from Seattle, from Washington, that except for me and you, that both got our Supercross wins in Seattle. And yeah. he's all like, uh, so it, is this Jeff Ward? <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a jerk off. To, so you were asking earlier, like, Sexton, like, are you over it? Is it over the takeout? You never get over it. I'm still hate Jeff Matasovich's guts from him taking me to yeah. the Seattle Supercross. You never really get over it, but uh, but that would be so awesome because this is one place, like I said, yeah. there could be some healing done. And right. Yeah, you, you and Villapoto can get together, right, and, and hash this and out. He, if he spends enough money and buys enough stuff, he can call me Jeff all the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. 
Um, hey, how many people? So when when you meet a fan, I I'm guessing Larry, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like you won, you were the first guy to win on that two, on that 250F. You you won Seattle uh, in '90. You won Seattle again later on. You won a national factory Honda. You've done all this Tampa, stuff. Tampa, 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 in the mud. Tampa but, in the mud. but everybody wants to talk to you about '90 Seattle, don't they? Is that your thing that that drives you crazy? Where they're like, "Dude, I remember you and Chicken brake checking and looking old." Like, is that's what people want to talk to you about, isn't it? Well, that, that's fine because that was an amazing race. I mean, we we all did some East Coast or yeah, some some opposite coast races a year before. Uh-huh. But that was a pretty gnarly year. You had Ricky Johnson, Jeff Stanton, mm-hmm. John Michelle Bale, Johnny O'Mare, Ricky Johnson yeah. in the main. But you also had Larry Ward, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Matesvich, uh, Larocco, Drowsy, and Larocco. Yep, five full blown first year guys. And Bradshaw comes out at 16 or 17 years old and wins the first two rounds. Yep. I win the fourth round. Uh, Chicken won Vegas that year. Um, it was a pretty awesome rookie class. Yep. And that race was awesome. I don't not. I still watch it. I, I, I've watched that race back more than probably any other race. <laughs> oh, really? And okay, cool. I don't cool. know how we were so much better than everybody else because we jacked around <laughs> so yeah, bad. Yeah. And, uh, and we were still a, a straightaway ahead of everybody. I know. And, uh, it's, yeah. just, it's just, ama- it's amazing to me. Uh, so 89, Matasevich was amazing on a, on, in the lights class. Yeah. As he was. Talked, 125 was good. He was amazing. Second, first night, it was a t- double header in Seattle. First night he beat me, but not by much. Second night I checked out gone, had, I mean, a, a really, really big lead, last lap, same as Johnny O'Mara the weekend before, mm-hmm. uh, titanium steering stem, snaps, trash off the track, break my ankle, and uh, and so I was, no matter what, I tried to, I was, my whole life's goal was to win Seattle uh, that next year, and then, yep. and then to come back, and, you know, I got a little pumped up in 99, um, and when him got by me, and I actually let him go by before I pumped up really, uh-huh. really bad. Yeah. And I followed him for about two laps and uh, found out where I was pumping up and hanging on for dear life. I switched over to his line, and it, it went away, and then he, he, he faded some. And, yeah. Uh, got it again. Seattle wins in your hometown where you grow right. a little kid. I, I'm just going to be honest. I – it, it, it would be a very hard decision if I had to pick between those two wins or a championship. I, I believe I'd have to go with those hometown wins. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. they, they were. They were. They was pretty special. So what about? So, and then I and also oh. I, I you know I got to thank Suzuki and Roger and Ian uh, and Albertine uh, because we did we did do a lot of work when the uh, Suzuki was pretty bad when when I got there at the beginning of '98. Jeremy left in '97. Everybody yep. knew they were pretty bad, and uh, Roger put his head down and. Uh, you know, yeah. obviously we all know where he goes from there, but I was there in the beginning for that, so that was fun too. Yeah, uh, we got Ron on three. Ron, you got a Larry Ward story? What's uh, what's going on, Ron? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, 1990 Hangtown um, in the second moto. Larry and somebody just ate shit right before the finish line. Do you do you remember that, Larry? I don't. I don't. Was I? I, I my mullet probably got caught on a hay bale. Or something. <laughs> You know, um, that 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 finish, I got eleventh that moto, and that that result that day got me national number ninety nine for the next year. So I got to thank Larry. For so yeah, because you got those two spots, right, Larry exactly. and the other guy. <laughs> exactly. 
I've always I've always been pretty giving and nice guy, but that wasn't intentional. So, <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, man. Thanks, that's Ron. All I had. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. But I'm actually surprised, Larry, that you wouldn't re- like. You have a great memory because you, you've texted me a few times. You have a great memory for kind of what happened in your career. I'm surprised you don't remember that. But yeah. Um, hey, uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite European Supercross off-season win? Who I'm the most proud of. I mean, of course, Bercy is yep. cool, and that's kind of the most limelight one. And I was very lucky. I mean, I won there at the end of '89, uh, first like first race on a Suzuki. Ricky Johnson, Jeff Lee's. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it was unbelievable that I won. But so being taller. The smaller, tighter, more technical tracks I've learned through the years is definitely an advantage, and that was my my strong point. Uh, wide open, fast outdoor tracks, obviously, uh, you know, Ricky Stature, Jeff yeah. Ward, definitely favors that. Um, but I think the one that I would have to say I'm the most proud of that was unbelievable um, was the Saperiti Fast Cross. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, R- Ricky, they. they I won. I won the first year. I won the separate. So, and I have to give credit to Honda Troy on this one because the track was greasy and slippery, mm-hmm. and Honda Power. I mean, in in ninety six, ninety seven, the motors were so torqued. They were good. Yeah. So good. I, I mean, stock pipe, whatever. They were they were great. Um, and so I won it the first year, and then the second year I won it again. And I mean, and there's a lot of guys. Jeremy, there's there's a lot of good guys. Um, and then I want to, so when I went to get the trophy, there was this really cool glass blown motorcycle trophy and the, the owners, the Saparitis, they love Jeremy, which, you know, everybody in Europe yeah, loves Jeremy right. and the trophy was for Jeremy. <laughs> and so when the trophy, and I won, so they don't, the trophy disappears. And that night at, at dinner, I'm like, Hey, where was that trophy? And they're like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And made up the story. And so then the next year we show up at the race. And it's the first, so they loved Ricky Johnson as well. Yeah. And the right. trophy was back, but it was for the first person to win the race three times because no one had ever even won oh, it okay. twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ricky won it three times. So I proceeded to win it that next year again on the 100 Troy. 98, um, Leroy and I went there and won it for the third time. And yeah. I got the trophy, and I'm looking at it in my office nice, right now. Nice, nice. And then, uh, then the fourth year um, on Suzuki again, 99 with Leroy, we led, if it was a 15-lap or if it was yeah. a 20-lap race, we led 19 of the 20 laps. It started raining the last three or four laps. And uh, I'm not embarrassed to say Stefan Evers passed me and I finished second. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I was pretty, for whatever reason, it was a John Savitsky uh, track. Yeah. We built Supercross tracks in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I did cheat a little on the start, but no one ever caught me. <laughs> um, so I got good starts. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, no one ever caught on for four years, so it's kind of like <laughs> high school. If I was smart enough to cheat and get away with it, yeah. I'm good. Uh, all right, we got a TJ's on line five. TJ, you got a Larry Ward story? Yeah, hey, Larry, I just want to say uh, you were a childhood hero man about age eight. Uh, I got to meet you at the 1995 Dallas Supercross. You gave me your Oakley goggles after the race. You signed them. I was so stoked. Nice. Went, went to a race uh, about a week later, and I had those goggles in the truck, and I think I blew mine out or something like that, and I raced uh, four motos that day with Larry Ward signed across my eyes. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Jeez, dude. So, wow. Man, I'm so glad you're back. So glad to hear your voice, and uh, I hope to see you around. Yeah, there you go, Larry. Well, well, thank you. Funny story about that is sometimes, uh, you know, just messing with people, we'd, we'd put, you know, black Sharpie marks on, on uh, 
on their goggles, but we'd put it on the first tear off. So as soon as they pulled one tear off, I was gone. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> nice, nice. I like that. Uh, we got Nash on three. Nash, what's going on? Gentlemen, this is like unicorn hunting. Larry, Larry Ward. Ward's on the show. <laughs> nobody can believe it. It might, nobody, it, yeah. It, you made my night, Larry. Thanks for coming on. And, and you're super animated. You're, you've got to do a long form podcast, please. Wow. I mean, whatever Steve's got to do to land that plane. <laughs> he's got to make it happen. So, well, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Sincerely, for real. Uh, all right. So you got to slice through two, two areas of Pulp MX folklore. Steve Berluti and many others on the show would often reference your setup and say that you would have to take stock forks. You would you would make your mechanical crazy. <laughs> Is there truth to this? Settle it right oh, now, please. Ab- 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 absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. I was very picky. So so we ride we ride all week long on a practice bike, and the grips are literally worn into your hand. Uh, mm-hmm. the suspension, especially in the early '90s, suspension is clapped out. Um, and then you, and your muffler's, uh, you know, insulation blown out of your muffler. And then mm-hmm. you get this brand new, awesome bike that everybody wants to ride, and it feels like a gigantic piece of crap. So, <laughs> sure. so totally yeah, I was I was a little bit picky, but um, you know, I weeded out the. It's hard. You can't just like I said. You can't go to a race and just expect to do good every weekend. You have to. You have. To, it's mm-hmm. nonstop. We are lucky. Our sport is one where the rider can mm-hmm. definitely overcome the odds. It's one of the few racing motor or tired sports mm-hmm. that's like that. Um, mm-hmm. But you you still have to be somewhat comfortable. We still are, you know, risking our lives out there, and you have to be somewhat comfortable. And whenever I was picky about my handlebar position or my uh, – and also you got to remember in the early 90s, you might get three sets of handlebars with the same number, and they were all different. It's not like it wow. is now. Parabino's yeah. quality control is dialed up quite a bit, would you say? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, hey, last, last thing, any daughter stories? As a young uh, well, one, ones, that, ones that can be told over the air. Ones that can be told over the air, of course. Surely you got some daughter stories. <laughs> I'm sorry, me? Yeah, you, you Larry. What? What's this question? Do you have, what, what are some of your favorite dogger stories that we can share on the air? <laughs> well, the day mine was born. No, dogger, wrong machine. Oh, dogger. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I, you know, he was, he was a little bit before my time, but I still do keep in contact with him. Um, uh, not, not a lot, but but enough. And uh, I still use Maximo oil here at the at the shop, and mm-hmm. I use them on my RC cars. Um, uh, so for me, Dogger, when I was Dogger and Jeff Ward, I was a Team Green kid growing up, mm-hmm. and they they were it. I mean, Dogger had the coolest style, the coolest gear, um, and Jeff Ward had the same last name as me. Um, <laughs> and and I I, lo- I love I just I like everything about him. I don't. I don't have any. Too, you know. Of course, nope. I've heard all the stories and stuff, but I, I never. I never saw that you know, side of dog. You, you know, know, I have drank. I have drank a beer with him, and and uh, he always kept it under control with me, and he, he's been cool to me. Now, now, Wardy, uh, I, I think I've told this story a little bit, but like I said, like my mom knitted him a hat when I was a little sixty rider, oh an eighty rider. I have two of his jerseys right here in my office. Uh, wow. But then in, and I told him the story this weekend. We got a pretty good laugh out of it. Out of it, but then in ninety. 
Chicken and me had our big feuds. Yeah. And he was mm-hmm. Chicken's teammate. So then he started ganging up and, and being mean to me, which was a great teammate. But uh, yeah. but then I wasn't such a Jeff Ward fan anymore. <laughs> uh, but time heals everything. I saw him this weekend, and it was great to see him. He looks like he's doing pretty good again. So. You, know, you know what's funny? Well, you know what's funny about Dogger, uh, Larry, is like he – so he broke his femur in 89, right? You're, you're a 125 guy. Like yeah. in the mid-90s, he's still racing in Europe. I'm sure you ran into mm-hmm. him when you were like Honda or Troy, and you're like mm-hmm. – Lachine is here again. Here he is. So I'm sure you ran into I, him, Larry. I, yeah, and I even believe it or not, had the, you know, looking back on it now, I've even raced with Brock Glover in Europe, which is right. You know, wow. pretty gnarly. Those guys were, you know, child childhood heroes of yeah. mine. And uh, I think Brock was like on a Kajiva or something. And uh, <laughs> he, he, all I can say is he definitely wasn't competitive. But <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I think I think there's a trading card with. Uh, uh, Ronnie and I on the same trading card in the in the in the early nineties. So yeah. he he's just he's just really I, I don't know just super yeah. super good guy. He's uh, he's really easy to be around, fun to be around. He, he's just you, you want to hang out with him. He's just a um, cool guy. Thanks, he's Nash. An icon. Hey, hey, Steve, you got to land this plane. You got to get a long form with this guy. No listen, I I been, listen, Nash. Don't listen to Larry. I've been trying. Don't don't listen to him say this is my first time because Larry, the people have spoken. The they're, people they're, have spoken. begging for it. I agree. Cheers, guys. Have a Thanks, great show. Nash. Cheers. Thank you, Nash. Uh, Stonewood Ranch on Instagram, the Stonewood Ranch on Facebook. Before we let you go, Larry, we got to get to the bottom of this. Jason Thomas, you're online <laughs> with Larry Ward. So, Larry's saying he did not say Justin Thomas to you. He called you Jason. I'm good with that. That's, uh, I, I would much prefer that, but I'm, honestly, I'm good either way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I and, and uh, I hope you know that if I did, I'm I, I, I just there. I'm trying to get passes. Um, <laughs> and, and I did make joke out of it though. I did send Mathis pictures of Justin Thomas golf, leading the uh, PGA like Tour golf, on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll trade spots with him many times. That's no problem. Yeah. I'll be, and then and then I did say, uh, you know, I did say also that. So obviously we I've grown after after racing and I and I joked around I said hey you know he just looks smaller than I remember and I thought it was his little bit of Justin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh all right Larry well hey thank you for coming on man I appreciate it. Uh really fun to talk to you and catch up and please check out the Stonewood Ranch on Facebook, Stonewood Ranch on Instagram everybody and, and maybe there's some maybe there's some place to to hit up there and I'll I'll, I'll send that asshole RV's number over to you. I, I really appreciate it. I've had a blast uh Definitely making brownie points for, okay. for a long form. Okay. That's fine. Thanks. Thanks once again. It's very humbling to to to, to read all these comments and and realize that that I'm remembered. It, it makes you feel really good when you get a little bit older. So thank you guys cool. very much. All right, Larry. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Good night. All right. That's Larry Whatever. Everybody. Brought to you by Skosh. Uh, Pulp Twenty Twenty is the code to save. Great interview, right? Yeah, yeah he's he's, he's uh, great. animated and obviously passionate about what he's doing now. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. He's he's. Uh, he, he was a little bitter when he had to. He was quieter and and yeah. You know, I think I think JT and, and you know you don't know this JT because you've transitioned nicely, but when you're on Larry's level and Swink's had trouble, right? Swink had trouble. A lot of guys uh, had trouble. When you're on Larry's level, the money stops, the applause stops. I don't I don't know for sure if this is what happened, with Larry, but it's tough for these guys, man. It really has to be. Yeah, it was easier for me because I didn't have any applause. Right. So that was a pretty – like, I just woke up and it was the same thing. Um, we clapped a lot but, for you at Elsinore, JT. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying. And um, I think for a lot of guys, they just lose uh, their sense of purpose. And I can understand it. I, You know, I, I've been very fortunate to get the opportunities I have. But 
your whole life revolves around one thing and that's doing well on the weekends and riding your dirt bike. And then when that goes away, you don't really have anything to wake yep. up for yep. in the morning, you know? And, uh, yep. I think that that journey is a little bit different for everyone, but we see it time and time again, people, people struggle with that as finding a reason to, you know, and, and I don't want to make it sound darker than it has to be, but right. trying to find things that people, you know, setting goals and, and reasons to, to be motivated about, about, what they can do with the rest of their lives. Yep, absolutely. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web from the Formula Helmet to the uh, latest and greatest uh, Evo gear to the uh, limited edition light hydrogen camo stuff. It's probably all sold out by now. But anyways, FR5 boots, flyracing.com. Um, yeah, it, it, it is it is tough for these guys for sure. I always admire uh, our buddy Tim Ferry for his his uh, his adaption to being uh, retired because he was clueless when he raced, so now he's just still clueless. So it's great. <laughs> so Timmy's doing a great job. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, so a lot of Triple Crown talk, JT, uh, this weekend, and a lot of injuries we had this weekend, a lot of crashes. Uh, good God. I talked to Brayton today. He's okay, but, yeah, he's he's wondering what happened <laughs> this weekend. Um, Paul has an idea, though, for a Triple Crown, and, and so I wanted to wait to get you on, JT. So, Paul. Tell us okay. how you would fix these triple crowns. All right. Well, yeah. I, I thought about this on the drive up. Yeah. So that I not a lot of hours to proof this, <laughs> but I think it ticks a lot of the complaints, right? So, um, I, I I think it'll promote racing through the entire pack, through every race that's on the track. I think they'll. So obviously we saw Chase hang out behind behind Shane. Yeah. I think this will get rid of some of that. Yeah, we've seen we've seen Tomac do that too. Tomac yep. rode behind somebody, right? Yep, I, I, and you know this idea will also build a climax. How Larry Ward said, like, "Hey, the, the whole—it's a show, and it needs to build." And the yep. end, I think this will still sol- this will solve that as well. Um, it'll cut down on riding time for the riders. So, right now in the current format, they're doing a six-minute plus one heat and a fifteen-minute plus one main in the two fifty class. So that's twenty-one minutes plus two laps. This is non-triple crown for non-triple yes. crown. And in the four fifty class, they do a six-minute plus one heat and a twenty. Po- 20 plus one main so that's Mm -hmm. 26 and two laps Mm -hmm. triple crowns are 30 minutes plus three laps for the 250s and 36 minutes plus three laps for the 450s Mm -hmm. so a lot more riding time right um i think also this idea will solve the uh going into the first turn three times with the 22 best guys Right, yep, like that's yep, another complaint. Yep, Everyone's yep. like, "Oh, three starts," but or, yep. you know, that's tougher. Um, also, the the record keeping issue that you that you have. What do we Very call these things? You call them a gangbang. Yep. You call them a main. We don't even keep track of them. Never you mind don't keep that. track right. of them. Right. I think this would also fix that. Um, the one thing that I don't know if it would even be possible. And again, this idea is to change the triple crown, not to change our current format. I don't want to add more triple crowns. I think yeah. we're all in agreement. We don't, we don't want to do that. But the one thing that I I don't know is the TV is how TV works with all of this, right? So on a normal night, you're doing eight gate drops Mm -hmm. on a triple crown night. You're doing six gate drops, but having been a fan at home and watched the triple crown, I've done it as a mechanic. I've been in the stands. I think at home on TV, triple crowns are, kind of boring i mean with, for, yeah. with the exception of the racing like there's so much commercial time there's so much downtime and that has to be that way because again i've done it as a mechanic there's no time in between yeah. races so um this idea would be 10 gate drops 
so there'd be more action packed. I think okay. there, you know, hopefully all that works with TV. I don't know how that works, but also I think it would build more time into the schedule for races or mechanics. Um, and then the last thing that I don't like about triple crowns is right now you can you're earning championship points based on one lap. If you can put in one blistering lap in practice and get top eighteen, you're earning points that night. Okay, and I think that's bullshit. Like I think you should. I think it should take more to earn a point. So my idea is basically it's I guess the easiest way to say it is is adding a heat race. So you would go out for practice and right now on Triple Crown you take 22 guys to the night show. This would still take 40 guys to the night show. Odds would go into one division, evens would go into the other. And the heat races would be a two a two moto format. So you'd race twice your heat races against your group of guys, okay? Just how we do one. And the time would be the same. So it's six minutes plus one. You do it twice. And you would take a two-motor format, top 11, go to the main event. So you'd have to get yeah. 11th overall or yeah. better over yep. those two heat races. And then you'd go into the main event, yep. which is everybody. It's the best 22 guys from each division, yep. right? Yep. And the main event would be the same distance. It would be 15 plus one and 20 plus one. You could call it a main event. You could call the the two heat races heat races that you race with yep. your division. Yep. I think there'd be more gate drops. I think it would build more time, and I think it would be exciting to watch. I think it'd be exciting to watch, but there's no way these guys are going to go for two more gate drops in a night. That's why five, not five gate drops. That's it's 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 ten gate drops compared to eight great gate drops. You can't do a KJSC on that night. Okay. Right. Right. Well, wait a minute. You said two heats. Yes. Yeah, so two heats. Per class, oh, so one, that's four, race. I'm sorry. four so races four, four per races. class. Four that's races. eight races, right. and then two main events. That's ten right, races. Right, right. So it's two more gate jobs. Right. But they're, I'm, I'm adding two. You're yeah. adding two six-minute races or something. However yeah, that yeah. works. But um, is your goal? Well, your goal is to get rid of the qualifying that you said. You want to have race your way into a main event. Yeah, everybody would race we, at right. night, right? You race your way into the main event. And your other goal is to have more time. More time more in action, between, right? More so, time. So more now, action, when right. you if you're in two fifty heat one. You have three races that are after yep. your race before right, you have to go right, back right. there. I feel like that will build more time into the schedule. I haven't looked at the right. schedule, well, but what, and, do you th- and, what, do you, what do you think, JT? I blacked out. Uh, I lost, <laughs> Was it too I long? Lost track about halfway through. Uh, <laughs> Come on, stop! No, it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the toughest part is when you try to introduce radical changes. People just immediately go, "No, no, no, no. We don't want to do that." You know what I mean? So I understand what you're trying to accomplish. And I, I don't think it's wrong. I, I think there's some merit to it. I just have always thought in this sport, when you try to make huge sweeping changes, you really struggle to get anything done because nobody wants change. And, and that's kind of always been the re- you know, that's been the reason we had 20 lap races for 30 years without any change yeah. is because people really don't want change. And I, and I think if most people had their way, they would eliminate the triple crowns, and we'd go right back to mm-hmm. the same thing we've done yeah. for the last 30 years. Wow. 20-minute mains to the 20-lappers, so we've had one change in there. And this yeah. format's right. not new. Right. Like, this is what we yeah. used to do at World Mini years right. and years ago. I, you would race two motos with your division, and based on your overall score from those two motos, right. you'd do a runoff. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> the more starts thing with these guys, and I hear this, I hear it from riders, stop doing the fake starts morons sure you keep telling me how dangerous starts are and then i see you guys running into the first turn like it's like it's anaheim one so stop doing the fake starts everybody because some of these guys that are telling me about starts yep well chad's one of them that tells me about the starts but then doesn't do the fake start chad will just wait yeah you know that's just, just, just not go. right i mean um, I, I, there's no i i, I just think it needs some revision i, I know this is a, a huge big sweeping change that yeah, can't yeah. happen overnight probably yeah, but yeah. but at least like you know there's the guy that says oh kenny won all three main events at, at glendale he didn't make any more money well he still 
got 26 points. So he made his whatever, wow. his 100 grand for 26 yeah. points that he made in St. Louis for his 26 yeah, points. Yeah, I heard from, I mean, I don't, I don't see how you can ask somebody to do more work than what you've agreed to in a contract and not get paid more. That part, I'm like, what? Like, but it's not a main event when they win these things. It's not a main event. No, it's not. Like, they it's not no. fair to be credited with a main event no, no, victory no, no. when no, no. it's nope. only 15 minute race. 100. percent I agree. The race formats aren't in the contract either, though. Right. But you're racing. And, more. And, but but and also this stuff should be talked about amongst everybody. And it and, never is. Right. Yeah, and it should be you know talked amongst all the teams, and it shouldn't be even implemented last year. This should be like a 20. 22 yeah, 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 change, yeah, yeah. right? So everyone knows about it. No, so contracts have time to check up or catch up. Same thing that they're doing with the NFL and trying well, to add a game. Yeah, this this goes into the 800th time that JT and I have talked about riders getting together and teams getting together and having an well, association. Well, that, that's not going to happen. I know, but that's if you want to get people to talk and get together, that's what should happen. That's 100% what should happen. Yeah. no. Um, you know what I would do, Paul? I've said this for years. All the guys that didn't make the LC or all the guys that didn't make the main event, you're riding tonight. You're having a race tonight. Like, you, you're all... So, Kay Clayson, okay, he's on... Uh, PRMX. I don't know anything about this PRMX team owner, but he's putting money into the sport and investing into Lorenzo and Cade and uh, Carnell and these guys. Good for him. Thank you for supporting the sport. Yes, you don't get to be in the uh, the night show normally, but we're gonna have a main. We're gonna have a 450 B main, and that'll like be LC a B final. A yep. B final. And here's here's for you guys. Here's five laps. You're gonna get. Well, see, this. How is do you it, incentivize those guys? To well, race? do you just put the LCQ money? Just give them the LCQ money. That's why I, I like. That's why right. I like this idea. With right. this idea, those guys are still racing yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If they only ever yeah. do a heat in right, an LCQ, right. they're getting to do two heats. They you actually know, get to ride more. Yeah, I agree. I, I think <clears throat> shutting out these guys in a triple crown format, and I love the triple crown format, but this is a a major problem with it. And they don't put them on. So my number one thing is put the four fifty and two fifty LCQs at the start of the day. Start of the. Start yeah. Of the, yeah. That's enough time. You know what I'd like to go ahead. Sorry, no, I see them do also, and this is never going to happen because it would be impossible to execute. But it would be cool if they went, at, like Arena Crosses back in the day, they would have like a dash or cash, and they would take all the money that people wanted to donate from the crowd. And it would be a few hundred bucks. Could you imagine, you know, what the what money could be raised for the privateers if everybody threw in a couple dollars right. for the privateers for yeah. a B final like that? Yep. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, you'd literally have a $20,000, $30,000 purse that LCQ. Look, dude, look what we're doing on the cool. Yamaha LCQ challenge thing. Look how much yeah, exactly. money we're raising. Exactly, yeah. Right? And I, I commend you for doing that. That's awesome. But there, there is money there if you have big volume, like a lot of people. Oh, but sure. Pe- most people are willing to donate a dollar or two for privateers. Ha- they all know how difficult ha- it is to be out there. And they're, that could, that's, dude, I don't want to say changing fr- money, but it's, yeah, it's the season changing money. At the front of the ride of fame, have a, have a clear globe. Put your money in here, folks. I can see yep. that turning into people sandbagging to do it because I bet you the purse would get pretty substantial. Well, see that? Yeah, they're scared of that, right? They're totally scared of that. That's they what I mean. Like, yeah, right. you need but an all idea the guys that coming to see all the all the the guys that people are paying money to come see don't care. They're there to win the race and get top ten because they're going to make they can make half a million dollars a year on good teams and good bikes and all that stuff. Um, I, I think maybe the Ensignaps and Cunninghams, yes, but at the same time, is that really going to change? the show for anyone i would say probably not no yeah i agree that you think kenny cares about his purse money like he no. yeah like 12 no. oh okay 12 grand right great you know so yeah i 100 percent agree with that and as i said jt that u.s open monster cup purse has not changed in 22 years yep. 22 years same same purse it's crazy it's amazing i mean it is it is a good purse i like guess the best purse of the year but, but uh, okay 
Yeah. I think if you, there could be creative ways. And, and then, we, you know, you've seen firsthand that people are very generous in this sport and people are willing to help. Yeah. The toughest part is there is no way to help. Yeah. Right? That's, right. Finding ways to help is the most challenging right. part of all of it. And I just, you know, like when you have these teams like PRMX and, and well, clubs, club, club MX is killing it. So never mind that. But you have these teams, uh, BRW, BM, whatever the Honda got, the motor company, BRW, Honda, mm-hmm. K, you, nobody knows the name. Yeah, yeah. I think you got it. I think it's BRW. Okay. I think so. Like these guys are investing money in sport, man. They're they're there. They're providing rides for these guys, and a triple crown format. You never see them because they're gone. When the NBC lights shine, they're not on the gate. And yeah. and to me, like we got to help these guys. Like, you know, we can't be like screw you. You didn't make the night show. Like, hey hey, we're putting LCQ at the beginning of the night. And and as we all know, the LCQs deliver on the action. They deliver. So to me, there's no drawback to putting two five-minute LCQs to start the night show, and the teams get a little bit of love out of it. The riders get a little bit of love, and then we're on to the factory guys. Like I don't, it makes so much sense. I don't know why they don't do this. It's ridiculous. So, um, anyways, all right. Uh, so that's your idea. Do you like it, or do you not understand it? I like it. Well, JT does, does maybe doesn't understand. You don't. You don't, no, you I don't like think it would promote was, like you don't think it would that. promote racing from. Like even in a heat race, I just I don't think the teams would ever go for that, Paul. Ever? Why? Two, they, two, two more races. Why did? Uh, what do you mean two more races? Two more races. They got to go to heat race. They're still racing three times at a triple crown. They're yeah. racing three times in this format. What's? Why wouldn't they go for it? They're actually racing less. You have one more gate drop, don't you? No, for the for the for the event for Feld's event, there's ten gate drops. Right. But for the racer, they still race three times. They actually race a lot less. Oh, you're They're, having two mains. They race two heat races. Yes, with their group. You take your overall score of those two heat races yep. into your main event. Right. So if say Tomac oh, goes so one just, one in his heat race, he's carrying a one into the runoff. Got it. And say Cooper Webb goes. I, I guess I guess I didn't get it. <laughs> okay, that, that's that's what I mean. Like it's right. less riding time. Right. And you can still say, yeah, yeah. you won the main event. We can right. bonus you and pay you for yeah, you yeah, winning yeah. the main event. Yep. yep. And not and, and, and even here, if you win the main event, you might not win the overall right. because you're carrying yeah, your heat race you got, score. Your heat race, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But. Huh. Okay. Um. J, JT, uh, Michael Alessi put out on social media that he's ready to race Supercross. I if, saw this. Did if he tag J-Bone? If you're J-Bone, what do you do? It's not the worst alternative. I don't know what else there is. <laughs> I mean... It's not, the, I think, it's not the stupidest idea I've ever heard, JT, well, I think I think Mike posting, like, tagging Kawasaki <laughs> and these guys in there is like, I, I I just shake my head a little bit, but in JGR spot, JGR spot, maybe not, maybe maybe not the craziest thing I've ever heard. But yeah, <laughs> sorry, you're not getting at him since Real is four fifty. That's not <laughs> going to happen, man. Sorry. Right, but what does JGR do? Right, we we had a Renthal reaction podcast that dropped up before the show. Uh, Paul and I discussed it. Yeah, what do you do? Like for, for real. I, I don't know that there is anything you can do at this point. Like they tried literally everything there is to try, and at this point, if you're Michael Lessey and you've seen how it's gone, do you really want to sign up for that either? <laughs> I don't know. I think you bring your tank top and you go. Yeah, it's it's rough, man. Like I don't know. I, I feel bad for those guys because I, I genuinely like those guys. Like this is going just they, how our podcast went. Yeah, yeah, it is, right? No words. No, no answers. No, wonder, yeah. yeah, there is, there is no answer. Right. I mean, there really is no answer. Think about the millions of dollars they've thrown at this sport, and it's just they run into 
you know, a concrete roadblock every single time. If it's not injuries, it's an OEM problem. If it's not an OEM problem, it's a title sponsor problem, yeah. right? Like radiators yeah. are too wide. Yeah. Always yeah. an issue. What? Radiators are too wide. Radiators are too wide on the Yamaha. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. James. Yeah. Um. All right. What else, JT? Uh, and Osborne has as Osborne has Osborne righted this ship as he as he turned this ship around. Led laps in the final race, uh, fifth overall, I think. Uh, uh, on the night, has he turned this thing around? I don't know that you can really say that because I I feel like with Zacho, every time the gate drops, you just shake the dice and throw them out on the floor and see what happens. Okay. Um, he rides pretty the four fifty pretty loose, and. You know, he rides it really well. He's been getting good starts, but I don't know that there's any real predictability right now for him. So uh, every single time they line up, I, I'm like, yep, he's going to be pretty fast, but mm-hmm. if he crashes or things go sideways, I, I will not be surprised at all. And I, I don't know the answer to that. Right. Um, I think it's a little bit inherently in his riding style. I think the 250 was a little bit more forgiving and mm-hmm. he could get away with it more. And the 450 is is not. It doesn't handle as well. You know, mm-hmm. the, the power is so much more to deal with, and it's bitten him more than I think he would have expected. Um, if you were a team manager and they were they were making the same money, would you hire Baggett or Osborne? Um, oh, right. <laughs> I just I just threw some marks. Baggett or Osborne? Um, <laughs> Talent. <laughs> Baggett or Osborne? Osborne. Oh, okay. We got we got one Osborne. I think I'd go Osborne. Okay. Three titles to one title, I guess, is the only oh, thing. Oh, I, I, I could... mean, like, right now. Not what they've done, but... Yeah, but what they've done counts for something. JT? I'll take either. I, I don't know. I don't know that there's a whole lot to separate them because they're, they each have their own strengths and weaknesses, but they all kind of balance back out to each other, and their results are remarkably similar. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they'll win a moto or two. Yeah. They'll crash out of a lot. They make, you know, what seem they, – they look like silly mistakes, right? They just fall over and, yeah. and do silly stuff. But at the end of the day, the results are very close to each other. So I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer for you, which is terrible radio. I get it. But waffle, waffle. Somebody, where's the yeah, waffle? Where's, where's that? Where? I, don't, I don't have a good reason to waffle, pick one waffle, of the other. Waffle, 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 waffle. Um, I, I won't actually get on you about that waffle because yeah, it it is. That's a hard it, question. It is. Uh, I saw Justin Bogle at the race this weekend. For uh, speaking of uh, Baggett's team, and I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. JT, so fill in guy. I think so. I think they're looking at that really hard. Yep. Um, the the biggest problem is they don't have any. This goes back to JGR. Options. This goes back to JGR, right? <laughs> Yeah, I heard a couple names floated last weekend. I don't know if there's any, you know, um, resolution there, but uh, I'm with you on the the Bogle thing. I think that's going to be a longer process than they originally thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would not be shocked at all to see somebody filling in as as soon as Daytona. Who would you put on there, Paul? Daytona, Michael Byrne. Didn't you tweet that? I did. Yeah, we're trying to get Burner on there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are too. They were too, but I don't think that's going to happen. What if what know. if Burner came out and he was beating Chad? Would Chad die? Would Chad kill himself trying to pass Burner? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. 
Uh, Jason Thomas here on the Fly Racing uh, Motorsport.com, Pulp Mix Show. Paul Parabino's in studio here from Renthal. Uh, all right, let's do the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off, shall we? Let's do this. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. X-Brand Goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. Uh, EKSBrand.com. Uh, um, go to Motorsport. Motorsport.com. Use the code X20, EKS20, to save 20% on X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand have teamed up with the guys at Motorsport, uh, and it's great to have both of our guys uh, on board with this. So Motorsport.com. There's a Pulp MX page on there. It takes you there. Go to X-Brand uh, slot. Uh, type in X20, EKS20, to save 20% from the folks at X-Brand. Great goggles, great company. Exciting things coming from those guys at X-Brand. These questions are submitted by a Swizzcore. Do you know him? I, I am. I am. Yeah, familiar. I think I yeah. Know, yeah. know him. Yeah, I, I I think I know that guy. I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Thirty seconds on the clock. Here we go. Paul, how many times have you had to go over the same conversation about switching to Renthal? Um, fifteen ish. No, not that many. Not that bad. Okay. Six seconds. Steve, is fantasy bigger than you imagined it would be at the onset of the idea? Oh, yeah, for sure. If I'd known it was going to go this big, I would have asked for a bigger chunk of the fantasy game. Percent wise. (laughs) 100%. Oh, you would have? I would have, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe you would have too. I I don't know. Marks for sure would have. He was in the trouble tank for a while there. He was like, like, dude, this is the stupidest venture. Marks was legitimately on suicide watch. He was. We were concerned for his marriage. You guys told me to kick rocks. No, we did not. We did not tell you to kick rocks. Okay, all of us were like, how can we help? Nothing. There's absolutely nothing we can do. He, it was bad. He was he was in a bad, so, deep, dark it, place. It was. It's way better than I ever thought. I cannot believe how many people play and how exciting it is and how people dig it. And I would have asked for a bigger percent of the of the of the deal, had had I known. But oh well, whatever. Mm. It's still cool. Thank you for playing, everybody. Faultmixfantasy.com. How and how and on another note. Thirty seconds. It's my show. <laughs> on, a, on, on another note, like us four in here, Parabinos, myself, Marks, JT, we all have a little bit to, of stake in this Pulp Mix fantasy. How sad does it get you for society reading these emails we get from people who have trouble with the game? Like, do you just want to walk off a cliff? Wait, wait. Do you you, you do mean you, when it goes bad or the people that like... No, no, no. That, like, no, no. Not when it goes bad because that's oh. all Marks' fault. Uh, no. The people who... I'm going to walk out of here. <laughs> no. The, the emails we get about, I didn't pick that rider, oh, my team yeah, didn't dude. save. Yeah. It, like, it, like, it, it has me c- concerned for the human race. I just, that's what I, my question is. How concerned do you get for society when you Big read time. these people that have issues and then you, A, prove them wrong, yeah. B, show them yeah. that they're an idiot, or C, they're lying? Yeah. Like, that's the three answers. That's the three and maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. Correct me if I'm wrong. JT can time, chime in more because he's but dealing with a lot of these emails. There, but it's In 90% of the time, there's three things. Yeah. You're an idiot, mm-hmm. you're wrong, or you're lying. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That, that would yeah. be more than 90%. Yeah. 95%. Yeah, yeah, more than, probably, than, no, because we've had a few that. small bumps. Yeah, but like a few small out of... Thousands, you got to realize how many yeah, people yeah, yeah, okay. have, so, have played. Yeah, so. exactly. The, the whole thing about lying or stupid, right? You're a lying or you're stupid. There's that... There's that, there's that 
It's, but like we, some of these people, these emails we get from people, you're just like it's almost like they they think we're retarded too. Yeah, like we have well, the, you know you know some of the emails that we've gotten, the things that people have written us that uh, have or threatened us. Right, right, and we're like, oh man. The two most common things I see over and over and over and over and over <laughs> are one people trying to get their team in way too late. Right, they're leaving it to like three seconds to go. Don't do that. Like, lock your team in 20, 30 minutes before, and you'll be done. Like, there's no reason. Procrastination. That, that lots of people, right. But don't leave it that late because, what you know, what if your team, what if you lose service, what if whatever, right? What if the site's busy, traffic, whatever. Do it earlier than that. We there do, is, get, a, we do no get a lot dirt, of those, yeah. Yeah, there are no dirt bikes on the track within, like, two hours of lockout. So there's no reason that you should be that close. The second thing People not understanding that you need to have an all-star on your team and then thinking their team's saved as is, and it's not. Those are the two things overwhelmingly we get the most of. And both of those are just, that's your fault. Like, that's a lack of either awareness or it's, procrastination, like Paul said. Those, people, are, those are both people, on you. People won't read in 2020. And, and, Everything's there in the game rules. Yeah. Read it. And, it's and, not a novel. And like, then <laughs> when you make the mistake, like, writing the people who work at the game... And dropping f bombs and threats like that's not going to help your problem get solved, guy. And most no. people, most people say, "Dang it, that sucks." Yeah, I get it. Yeah, there are a few. There are a few <laughs> that get pissed off there's, and want to blame us. There's a few gentlemen blame out Marks there, that, or right. blame whoever. Right. But right. most of them are like, "Damn it, you know that's a really that's a bummer," but I get it. Yeah, I, right. I, uh, it's phenomenal. Anyway, so yeah, had, going back to the expert. Tariffs. I want a bigger chunk of this but, of this public. You know what's cool? Cool though. Like I've been. None of you would have this game. If it wasn't for me. I, I, I pulled my weight. I pull my weight every week. <laughs> Not even Marks. I'm gonna bite my tongue. Yeah. No. Marks is gonna would, flip, flip. You wouldn't the lights have the over. game if it wasn't for me. You wouldn't have the game if it wasn't for I me. I could have just built the game and. Oh, be like, and who's gonna play? Talon and and more and tits, more and tits people. Legendary? More people would have played the game with. If I made it without you, then if you tried to make it without me. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good point. Fair. It's a good point. Okay. I don't know much about coding. Right. So <laughs> I mean, we, can, we can do this all day, but you won't win. All right. Yep. Next question, please. Okay. <laughs> no, listen, hey, point L- taken. Listen, yeah, what I was taken. saying is I think the coolest thing about it, though, is I've been at multiple races where yeah. – I jump in the elevator afterwards. Yeah. I don't know people in the elevator. They don't know who I am, and I hear them talking about yeah. fantasy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it, it is awesome. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. And you know what? Fuck the games where you just pick the positions of the guys. We would probably easy, yeah. have more players if we just did, hey, everybody, pick your top 10. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. we would have more players. We would be, I mean, we'd be making more money. But, dude, how dumb is that? And how, how lame is that? Like... I, I use my own experience in football as, as the perfect example for what fantasy is, I think. And JT knows this. Like, when I was in college, I didn't even know what a, what a fucking touchdown was. But all my friends from what Florida. What the Super Bowl was. Exactly. He what? He asked what sport the Super Bowl was. I didn't know anything, okay? <laughs> okay. But all my friends from Florida, we play this, yeah. we play this fantasy league right. every year. And now I know positions. I know yeah. salaries. I know names. Why can't I do the same for Supercross fans? When you, when you pick a guy... 
and he qualifies and gets to get you 52 points or 45 points. Like that's that's way cooler, way better yeah, of a feeling yeah. than being like, "Hey man, I got ninth and Tick, Tickle got ninth. Sweet." Yeah. yeah, like which is a totally random thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's anyways. It's, right. it's not for me. Next question. All right, uh, JT is RC the goat and AC is the new RC. What animal will AC be? <laughs> Get some sleep. <laughs> Get some sleep. Swiss <laughs> That's a lot of... It's supposed to be if yeah, R.C. is exactly. the goat, Exactly, get to sleep, Swift. Um, Jesus. If R.C. is the goat and A.C. is the new R.C., what animal would A.C. be? I would say, like, a, a giraffe. He looks kind of like a giraffe. JT, do you want me to read my quote about it? Uh, I'll about go with AC's? Cheetah with his blazing speed. Do uh, you want me to read my quote, JT, about A.C.'s rookie year? Oh, boy. He's going to... No, I, I was going to flex not. again, JT. Oh, yeah. I had to read it already today. I'm good. Okay, next question. Paul, name one thing you hate more than fantasy right now. Um, Do you want to tie in a race tech rant with this? <laughs> we can. You want to? We can. Yeah, a little bit. I don't, because there's no, there's no excuse for it. Oh, boy. Racetech.com, uh, Pulp 20 is the code to save. Uh, Michael Lindsay's team uses Racetech away. That's a bad. All right. Oh, never mind. My, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Here, yeah, here's right. my thing. Okay, Racetech rant. I, I think if you are in the sport at any level, especially if you're in a, let's say, main event level, but if you're like high, high level, you, need, you should know the fucking rules of the sport. Okay? So it seems like so many things keep happening because nobody knows the rules. Read the rule book. It's not a fucking novel. It's 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 thin. It's yeah. small. Yeah. At Pro yeah. Circuit, the the rule book was in the shitter. Every single time I went in there, I would read it. Know the rules, like, and I'm talking about mechanics, commentators, everybody in the sport. Know the rules, like, if you're talking about the 250 advancement rule, know how many points it, it takes to advance. If you're talking about right. trying to switch a bike after the parade lap, who has the know red that plate? You can't who, do who has that. the red plate? Who holds the red plate? Yeah, know that both guys hold it. Know the rules more. Like, it's not hard and to me that's just that's just people not being passionate and caring about their craft and 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 i think it's marks it's that it's the that picture i sent you is the example of it like that's not right that's that's like yeah i put the fucking storms you know the picture i sent him was when um you know the what manhole. are those things called manhole, manhole cover manhole yeah, yeah. when you can't line up the fucking lines and you just put the manhole cover on that to me is not doing your job correctly and and at this level like just know the rule book. That's that's. I guess that pissed me off a little bit on Saturday night. Is that? Okay, so talk about. Tell people what happened a little bit. Explain that. Um, Sexton tried to switch bikes after the Sexton's parade lap. Sexton's bike wouldn't start. No, I don't know. Oh, I, I don't, oh, okay. I don't. And again, I wasn't no, he, there. Go ahead, JT. You no, were he there. Said, he, he said that something felt funny with his clutch. Okay. So they were. He just wanted to switch bikes, just in case something was wrong. Okay. So and and to me, even the bike being down there, is somebody not knowing the rules because if they must have had the intentions of riding the parade lap and then saying or or and again i don't know so maybe i don't know but if the bike was down there to switch that tells me someone didn't know the rule book um so bike you can use a backup bike for triple crown in one, if you if you weed your bike up yeah this is so this like is the you, new crash, rule for you crash you crash in race one year, right you crash in race one sexton wanted to ride the bike his backup bike after he said his clutch was, was feeling funny, but there's a rule on the, say, on the parade lap. After you do the parade lap, that is the bike you have to race. Yes. That is a rule. Yes. Now, there's a staging area and a starting area. Yes. But it doesn't matter once you do the parade lap. So, so the way that rule is written, it, it's uh, 
I sent it to Mark. There's there's two yeah. areas of the rulebook that speak to it, and one says you can't leave the staging area. One says something about starting area. To me, and that's where it gets gray, is like what do people call staging? What do people call starting? To yeah. me, once you go past those tough blocks that surround the gate, you're in the starting area. Where you're waiting in the tunnel, yeah. all that, I that, think that's staging. Yeah. So there, there's gray stuff there, but... Now, but, you, you think... You were talking about it on a text with some people, that, and you think Lars from Honda might have ran over and saved Sexton? I think so. Right. I don't know. You don't sure. know. Again, but, I don't no, know. No, it wasn't this is there. a theory. This is a theory. Yeah, it, I but, just think but that... But like yeah. you said, like you can't do that. You can't do that, everybody. Yeah. Know the rules. Know the rules. Right. And, and when Ricky got the red plate thing wrong for a bit, when Daniel Blair got the 250 advancement rule wrong for a bit, I'm making it... I'm dr- calling names and making, you know... Which, yeah, kind of a shitty move, but what? Just know the rule book. Like again, it's well, not that hard. I make mistakes too, so it so, happens. Yeah. Um, tweet from Rachel. Well, for the love of God, can Paul just eat that pasta already? Oh, that's a chipotle bowl. Okay. No. Just, okay. Rachel. Rachel. Sorry. <laughs> Rachel must be hungry. Uh, apparently. Um. Okay. What wh- is that? Okay. Race tech round of the night. Yeah. Am I cra- Am I crazy? Is that too much to no. ask? No. No, you are not crazy. No. Okay. No, I was good. I mean, it'll, like, it'll serve you better in the future, especially if you are um, anybody. Like, if yeah. I was a team manager, I'd plop a rule book in every mechanic's toolbox. Yeah. I'd send one home with every rider and say, make sure you read this. And right. If you don't read this, you can't be on my team. Okay. There's no reason to right. not read an 88-page rule book. All right. Make him take a test. Steve, are you mad at Kiefer for telling Eli he has resting bitch face, effectively ending his pulp appearances? No, I'm not. I don't know if that was it for sure. He said resting dick face. Right. Uh, but Eli's never coming back on the show since then. And I've texted him, and he's never replied to a text. He used to reply. He used to come on ever since that show. Now, whether that was it or not, I don't know. Perhaps I wrote something or said something that pissed him off. But I think there's something there. You don't know anybody that could find out, like ask him, that he would be honest with? I've tried. I've actually got. I've done the right thing. Here's a theory. In the sport, he, here's my race here's tech round. Here's my race tech round of the night, and I'm not going to blow him out because it's a friend of ours. But I, re- I I reached out to official Cowie people and said, "Hey man, Eli's never responded to me. I've never seen him by the truck to talk to him. I'd love to get him on the show. He used to come on all the time. If he's pissed at me, can I work this out? I'd love to have him on." And nothing happened. Like I, like I, like like I. This is how you're supposed to do it, right? Is in a real sport. How many times have you been on the show? Has he been on the show? Yeah, ten. Oh, that's a fair amount. So, I, anyways, I had a so, stupid theory, which oh. you'd, you'd agree, racers are are Fragile? superstitious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How did he do after he came on the show? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe he did like I don't know. Maybe he did awful, thought, and he's like, "Fuck!" Every time I go on I the mean, show, I'm do, I do. Kiefer shitty. said, "Hey, dude, you kind of got <laughs> resting dick face." You know, yeah, didn't bad. he laugh though? He kind of laughed at it. Uh, he kind of did. Yeah, hey, buddy. Maybe it was like a yeah. <laughs> I effing hit you laugh. Yeah, I don't know. Else. Anyway, so but maybe I said something. Maybe it wasn't that. Maybe I. It was probably your fault. Maybe, <laughs> but I tried to write it, or I've tried to figure it out. He don't need you. No, he doesn't, and we don't need him. We got Larry Ward. <laughs> All right, he going win. He's trying to win this title. All right, uh, JT. Is industry seating wearing you out yet? No. No, I'm good. I'm actually uh, I'm enjoying it. Now I have a whole other series of MXGP to 
oh, chime in on. Let's talk. Um, oh, God. Let's talk about MXGP, JT. <laughs> let's do it. Me and you, we can run the show for a bit. Steve, you need to go to the bathroom? Yeah, I'm gone. I'm going to Let's go. talk about hurlings. Oh, fuck. Hurlings. Oh, oh man. God. I can't wait for it to start. I hope I can figure weekend? out how to watch. Is it this weekend or next yeah, weekend? March 1st. Weekend? No, it's this Sunday. Weekend? Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going down. Who you got to win? Uh, Matterly. It's an interesting question. You know, Matterly is such a weather, you know, like you never know what the weather's going to do at Matterly. Easy. You know, um, I think Jeffrey wins, but I'm really curious to see what Geiser does because, this, you know, remember last year here he was super fast, but he just grenaded himself. Mm-hmm. Shock, Not shocking. Um, That's odd. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Jeffrey will go out and try to dominate or if he'll play it smart and, and you know, be right right around the podium somewhere and not just try not to do something stupid. But all of that, I think, depends on what the weather does, too. I, I'm with you. I think we see more of a slower approach from Hurlings this year, but I think I think Geyser is going to Matterly to win. Like, he's been doing more of the off-season races. I think he's in, in form, and I think Jeffrey's pushed everything back a little bit, and he wants to start a little slower. And I think we finally see the year where he matures a bit more and stays healthy through the whole year, and I I think he's your champion. Hurlings. Great. All right. Jesus. <laughs> I wish you'd more, get more passionate about this. Dude, those guys are badasses, and I do watch them. I yeah, watch them. Yeah, I watch them. My, my DVR picks them up, so I watch them, but I'm just like, eh. Steve, have you looked at the, uh, the MXGP lineup, like how deep it is this year? It's it, awesome. It's unbelievable. It's it seriously awesome. is unbelievable. And that, that's not a stab at the Supercross series right now because it's looking at the lineup for A1 was un, unreal also. But this this age thing with the MX2 class has pushed everyone into MX1, and it's crazy deep. I mean, guys like Volanderen and really good, talented riders may not get points some weekends at all. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy when you really look at at a fully healthy field how deep it is over there right now. Next question. Wow. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm. 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 I'm into it. But we. You, you don't want to no, see what the gas gas not. looks like you next g- weekend. Yeah, it's a red KTM. I saw it. Okay. Do you guys follow Canadian Moto? Do you want to talk some Canadian Moto? Like that's the second best please series in the world. Do not compare oh, no. MXGP. Yeah. To please Canadian don't. Moto. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell those guys you said that. I'm going to tell Phil you said please that. Please do. Yeah, that's fine. I think Phil would agree. Lame. All right. Um, Paul. Uh-huh. Have you ever brought an innovation proposal to PT or Renthal that they passed on? Huh. Um, I don't think so because when when you do that, like there's this form we have, and we called it something different at ProTaper than we call it at Renthal, but there's it's like a validation form, right? And JT probably knows what it looks like, but every company has it and you, and you insert all these values and all these forecasts and all these costs and everything and it gets the things down basically to it's kind of like moneyballing something where you get it down to one number and so like i never kind of just walked in somebody's office and said hey i got a great idea it's more like you have to do the homework and pitch it correctly so um no like anything and again like when it comes to things like that that's a reflection of my expertise and my reputation so i don't want to come in just with some idiotic idea i want to come in with a good idea that has sales to back it up that has costing that has a forecast a marketing plan like that has everything built into it so when you look put it in front of somebody's plate like a president or somebody they have no they have no answer but to say two minute six. Oh, sorry okay. i forgot you i forgot about your time all right there we go 
I don't care about your time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so no, I guess. What tear off sounds are gone? <clears throat> okay. Uh, Steve. What are you doing on your phone? Uh, stopwatch. How's your How's your phone? Okay. Stopwatch. Okay. Checking on seeing seeing who's what you te- who's your texting. Uh, Steve, what would you change about Triple Crowns other than naming them? Oh, I I said it. I'd put the LCQs at the beginning of the night. All day long. Easy, no problem fix. Ten extra minutes in the program. There we go. Boom. Hmm. Do you go, okay, here's the thing. Do My you, idea is better. Do you guys think, in your opinion, you both raced, JT and Paul, is there enough time for the top four 250 guys to be relaxed and ready to go for the first main of the 250s? Is there enough time? What? So say you put the 250 LCQ first, right? Okay. So you have 450 LCQ in between. Okay. Is that enough time? Oh, to, for them to go out there? Just, yeah, to be safe and ready. And... Yeah. Uh, not really, but there's not a lot of time between a, or a 250 LCQ and a 250 main event either. So yeah. what's the difference? Okay, mm-hmm. good point. All right. All right, last one. JT, which is the better story? Weege missing a national gate drop or forgetting to tell his kid how to start the race? Uh, I think they were both really on brand. Um, <laughs> I don't know of a better way he could follow one up without the other. I think he's he's leading his son Lane right down the right path, uh, right down the right lane, if you will. And, uh, yeah, he's he's showing him the Weege way. So I thought it was a great opening weekend for the, the Wygant Supercross experience. <laughs> And, and let's not forget, he, he went on our podcast on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast and said there was no flag. There's but supposed to be a flag. There was no, neither of them saw a flag. But video neither, evidence neither today. He nor his son saw yes, a flag. But video evidence today clearly shows a flag being thrown. Oh, there was a flag. His, his, kids, oh, was his a flag. kid was looking That's the wrong way. Shit. Yep. Yep. Wouldn't, like, doesn't Weege say, hey, all right, I got to back away right now, but you stare your eyes on that person right there. As well, soon as that flag he, flinches, no, you go. This is what JT said. This is perfectly on brand. This is awesome. It is. Because there was a flag. <clears throat> so now he's upset that he didn't know the flag. So. <laughs> um, all right. X-Men Goggle Terrace. <laughs> Choice of champions everywhere. JT, you got to go or you want to take some phone calls? We got a bunch of people on the phone. What do you want to do? Yeah, I'll take some. Okay, all right. Let's get into... Uh, Scum is on six. Scum, what's up, buddy? How are you? Scum. Mathis, I got to talk about the Great White North. What okay. the fuck's going on up there? Well, I got, well, depending on where, where you're going with this, yeah. We got a Canadian what, in the studio. There, there's, there's this prejudice going on against the Americans. You can't ride a two-stroke in the 250 class if you're an American. What's going on? And you can't. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Wait, so. Okay. You can't be a factory. I'm, I'm fucking shocked. You you can't be okay. What? You can't modify your 252 stroke outside of a from the pipe to the reed block. Okay. You can't have a top 30 number and ride the MX2 class ever in your life as an American. You can't be an American and ride a two stroke in the up there at all. You, you can't also, be an American you and also ride can, one. You also can't be a Canadian on a team. I think. Do you know this chart? Okay. You, there, you can't be a Canadian on a factory-designated team and ride a two-stroke either. It, it's, it's incredible. Wait, wait. Okay. So, yeah. so you got up there. A stock, <laughs> a stock two-stroke, if you're an American, you can't ride one. Well, in the 250 class, 250F. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah, but, okay. but a yes, stock yes, two-stroke yes, yes, as a Canadian, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. ride it. Yes. 
Oh my God! Canadian and this is what you're comparing to MXGP? <laughs> yes. Wow! Yes, unbelievable. Uh, if you <laughs> hey, base, hey, hey, those are those are your guys, Matt. Dude, those listen, are your guys. It's, it's a joke, and I've said it over and over. I can't. What a fucking clown show it is. Who comes and, up with and that? Also, and also, by the way, there's no way to tear these bikes down and know what's going on in them. So, like, if you didn't port your 252 stroke, you're an idiot because there's no chance of you getting torn down, and nobody even has a stock cylinder at the track to look at, anyways. I don't, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Hey, I got stupid. a guy. Okay, we'll call him Schmatt Schmerkeen. He's out of the race in the Victory Sports indoors on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Ripping hole shots and guys like Nick Gaines, heard of him. Marco Canelo, heard of him. And we're just trying to go to Santa Lee and show him what the fuck's up. Well, But he's out there repping Blue Coo on get, the fucking bung. Get your fucking valve, hey, valves ready, bro, if you're going to go up there and dude, show them what's up. Dude, I, I, I'm pissed. Well, listen, bro, it's the stupidest rule ever. I'm with you. It's the dumbest thing ever, and I laugh, and I laugh at all of it, and I continue to laugh. And then when I look at the Canadian MXDN situation, I continue to laugh some more. I don't know what to tell you, scum. I mean. Where'd you get your nickname, scum? uh, You know, let's just say uh, (laughs) it gets a little fucking sick nasty out here. Some shit is better left than said. Let's not worry about it. Let's just let's well, worry about. Paul you, wants but. a nickname. No, Paul just, wants just worry Paul about wants the a job, nickname. So uh, yeah. and just worry about keeping your job. All right, don't worry about me. Don't throw okay. me. All right, buddy. I'm sorry you're upset. I gotta worry about keeping yeah, my job. Take care, Thank you, buddy. Dude, Thanks, screw buddy. the Canadians. <laughs> He's very angry, scum. Gotta uh, worry about keeping my job. Mike, what's up, man? How are you? How's going? What's up? Hey, I have a question. Maybe JT can help answer this. When those guys are training, like Got out it. of the Baker's factory. Do they do any, like, basics stuff? And the reason I ask is I was watching the Triple Crown, and something I noticed with Eli Tomac is that he's really good in flat turns. Like, he almost – it's almost like he's flat tracking the bike, and he's really good at it, and I wonder if he practices flat tracking. So, are you – when you say are they practicing basic stuff, you mean, like, fundamentals? Yeah, or do they just go out there and run their 30-minute motos, you know? like No, they practice corners a ton. Um, yeah, they would. I mean, they they certainly do a lot of sprints and a lot of motos and a lot of all that. But, yeah, they work on technique a lot. Uh, that's that's a huge part of uh, how they improve, and they work on their skill set, definitely. Um, I don't know that flat tracking, per se, is necessarily in that, um, but they would they would definitely be practicing corners a lot. Yeah, I, just, I remember, like, watching old videos of Nicky Hayden, even when he was racing AMA, going home and doing flat track racing. You know, just it was just interesting that they would do stuff like that. Um, yeah, but yeah. flat track and, and road racing are so tied together because they're trying to get the feel of the rear tire being loose, like that being comfortable with the rear tire slide, right? For moto, yeah. you're trying to avoid – the rear tire slide at all costs. You want to be planted at all times, so it's a little bit of a different discipline to me, and you're you're searching for a different feel, in my opinion. Um, but the concept's the same as far as like practicing certain sections and doing certain things. But I think the disciplines are, of the feel you're looking for for flat track versus road race versus motocross is a little bit different. Um, I know, like t- uh, Ricky did figure eights. And yeah. when he was yeah. like winning nationals, you know, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? But I mean, it makes perfect sense. Well, but I remember thinking like, nobody does that. Nobody does figure eights anymore. You know, well, but the reason was, I was uh, wearing that is like, you know, these guys are the top of the game. Like it, it's, it's like going in and like T 
teaching a, a, a baseball player, a professional baseball player, how to do a swing, you know, and you're like, this guy should already know this stuff, but I just right. wondered yeah, how much no, they did not, that. Not a bad Especially question. seeing the way that he, and I've noticed it in a lot of races, that he can turn the bike on these flat corners, like he really steers it with the back end. Ricky was good at that, too. Ricky was really yeah, good. RB was really good at that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Um, Thanks, Mike. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I'll tell you Thanks. one story with uh, at Millsap's track, back when Davey still lived um, in Florida and rode MCF every day. They had this, this area of their property called the Whoop Chamber, and then that kind of even got shortened down to just the chamber. And what the deal was, you would do your moto, whatever, you know, 10, 12, 20 laps, whatever it is, and you would have someone designated to watch you. And there was only a few people riding. And every mistake, you know, real noticeable mistake you made would be written down. You would finish your moto, and then whoever was watching you would say, like, say the number seven, right? Well, that indicated seven mistakes that you had made, and now you had to do seven laps in the chamber immediately. Like, you had to go straight from your moto over there. And what the chamber was was, two straightaways and bull berms, bull berms connecting them. So it was basically an oval and each straightaway had a whoop section on it. And you, so basically you hit whoops, bull berm back through whoops, bull berm back through whoops over and over and over. And however many mistakes you made in your moto, you had to immediately go do that many laps in the chamber. And this is why Marty's so good in whoops punishment i mean absolutely because you're you're vapored right you just did this moto you're yeah. battling guys like you know yeah. sellers and Millsaps and all these guys and then you got to go just do whoops over and over it, it was really really difficult but yeah I, I think guys like davy and barsha and davalos and all these guys even brian johnson they were crazy good in the whoops and that that was part of it yeah all right let's go to boo boo you there Hey, yeah. Boo, you've been on hold for two hours and 44 minutes. Holy crap. Yeah, Holy crap. enjoying the show, fellas. Enjoying the show. Thank so you. It's, Thank uh, you. It's always good. Long-time listener and uh, I guess a first-time caller. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's give you something for being on hold for so long. You got a bike? I uh, do, man. I'm a Blue Crew guy. You're Blue Crew? Blue Crew! Why is he, why is he 125? Oh, okay. You want a you firepower <laughs> chain for that? Man, I'd love to have a chain. That'd be awesome. Okay, stay on hold after we're done. Firepowerparts.com will give you a chain. Same chain that Kyle Chisholm uses out there in Supercross every weekend. So Right on, man. All right, right what's on. your question, man? Well, it's not really a question. It's kind of more of a something that's probably been beaten into the ground for a long time. And it's just wearing more gear, more more safety gear. You know, these guys are getting hurt, and it's it kind of sucks when I see a guy get hurt and go, man, if yeah. he would have had, like, a full-on chest protector, like when uh, – you know, Webb landed on his back. I just remember, you know, back in the 90s when I used to race, man, we wore stuff that, like, Matasevich had on, the yeah. full-on shoulder pads and Tra- all that stuff. Hey, Trey Kennard always wore full chest pro forever. Um, well, after his injuries, he sure did. Yeah, I don't know if he – maybe he didn't wear it before. Yeah, maybe it was just after. Before, but yeah. but I, I said on our review pod, uh, Boo, that I said, why not make mandatory front and uh, rear chest pro? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, and, and I'll, I'll just give you a perfect example. You know, I just started riding again. I'm 55 years old, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, got invited down to WW Ranch, and, you know, first couple of laps out there, you know, just going down the hill, hit my back brake. There's no back brake. My clevis pin fell out. Oh, jeez. And so I, went, yeah, so I went to grab some front brake, and the lever came to the to the grip, and I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, wow. And so I grabbed, I grabbed more front brake, and I went over the handlebars, took it to the chest, you know, crack my sternum, and dude, it's been what six weeks now, and it still hurts. So. Dude, like, okay, MXGP, 
MXGP. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. I, I want to say they make mandatory front and re- front and back chest protection. Isn't that a good idea? It's a. Gr- I would be in favor of that. We talked about it on our pod. JT, JT, you mentioned like in the in the in the lawyer filled USA. Perhaps if they made you wear something, you TLD could- mandates it in their contract. Do they? Yep. Well, you know, hey fellas, you know, so last or not last the uh, last Moto sixty show, y'all gave away uh, a Rebel chest protector. Yeah, you know, fly. Dude, I missed that show live, and I'm like, oh, I could have called in and got a chest protector. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, to. no, yeah, listen, um, yeah, they, 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 why not? Like Webb, Webb's fine. He's going to race this weekend, but, and you know, you see these punctured lungs, like that, like a chest. I, I think, JT, you know, probably more than I do about this, but I think a punctured lung. It would be tough to get one with a chest protection on. It would seem to me to have a plastic I mean, shell. Any any chest injury like that from impact is going to be lessened from chest from a chest protector. You know, that's just common right? sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't think uh, that's and, and, and I think the guys might even ride a little bit more aggressive because I remember when I raced, I, I felt invincible a little bit when I went to the line. But if I didn't have my chest pro on, I felt like, okay. Well, I, I think guys are sending it. Guys are sending it either way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, they really I mean, they don't, right. listen. Yeah. It's come a long way since the Roost Two, the Chicken War, and all these guys were like the, uh, Those stuff's pretty good now. The Fly Racing Revel thing. Uh, you know, A Stars makes a good one. There's, yeah. there, there's a really good underprotectors front and back, and you barely notice them. And, and MXGP makes it mandatory. I would be in favor if they did that. I, I really would. I'm no, not yeah, one of those guys that says oh, the government needs to get involved. We got rules and regulations. But in this case, why not? Why not? You know, well, so. at least try it. You know, and if you don't like it, I mean, God, I, I just don't see the, yeah, you know, the risk. Yeah, you know, I, mean, you, I, I don't. Millions of dollars on the line. You got a championship. You've got you know fans. Right. That, well, you know, the, like, the biggest thing for riders was always it was it wasn't comfortable. Comfort. It was a nuisance. Um, but yeah, I, I know products we have currently for sale and products we have in development, and other brands too. Uh, I think there there are definitely other products on the market and that are coming out that fit this bill too. They're so form-fitting that there really is not going to be an excuse anymore for not wearing one. Right. All right, Booth. Hey, JT, um, hey, if I can say one more thing, JT, um, I'm not sure if you were involved in the uh, Racer X uh, sweepstakes with the uh, Bennett's War thing, but, um, you know, I got a full set of head-to-toe gear. Instead of my buddies, we uh, we won that sweepstakes, and I got flown up to uh, L.A. and got to ride a 2020 uh, Husqvarna, and uh, that's what got me back into riding. So. Oh, oh, cool! I, I was not part of it, but that's that's a really cool story. I, that was that. that was all me, but it was all me. I was oh, involved hey. in that, so you're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. No, uh, I appreciate that. Hey, uh, now stay- that I got the head to toe gear, I had to buy a bike. Oh, awesome. <laughs> stay on hold. All right, we'll get you that firepower chain. Right on. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Two hours and forty four minutes. You know. That's not. That's crazy. That's awesome. Uh, that's crazy. All right. Hey, how? Is there a way we could give him his three hour stack? That would oh, yeah. be a cool present. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Hal, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Good seeing you this weekend. You got a question for Paul and JT about MXGP, so I'll just stay back. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. good catching up with you. Good to see you. Hey, uh, JT, how do you think uh, Koldenhoff is going to do with uh, Rhino uh, training him? Is he going to have him in weird yoga positions and beating him with a cane? How do you think that's going to go? And I think that's the, the next thing, go ahead. How, about, how about that Dean Wilson voice? How about that finish this weekend? Uh, I will let uh, Paul handle the Dino question, but on the Koldenhoff, uh, I think the most curious move of this entire season was Koldenhoff hiring Ryan Hughes. I will be very upfront about that. Uh, the way he's been riding the last, you know, year and a half, I don't, I don't know what he feels like he's missing that Rhino is going to provide. 
but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he comes out and, and has a, just a, something he felt like he was lacking. Uh, I think he's been working with uh, Ivo Monticelli as well. So we'll see. Um, I, Koldenoff's an intriguing one for me because he's so much better than I ever thought he would be in this class. So I'm really trying to talk myself out of my preconceived notions of him because well, he deserves better. He's been so damn good. And if he can start fast in this series, I think he can absolutely be in the mix to win it. His biggest problem is just the first half of the season, he really doesn't have much, and he puts himself in such a hole that the second half really doesn't matter. Well, JT, also, like, so Koldenhoff came up, kind of a rising star, did really well, had some good rides, right? Nothing great, but good rides. And then he had... Yeah, and then he had, geez, two, three, four years where he didn't do much, kind of, you know... He always does something in September. And then, and then I feel like he's risen to a new level, and that's hard to see. It's hard to do, I should say. You don't see that from guys. Like, he's yeah. gotten better now as he's aged than he was years ago. Yeah, I think, I, I think Paul and I are on the same track with this. Is, is he's, he's got to avoid ruining his season in the first half. Yep. And then, you know, he catches fire, and but it, it doesn't really matter anymore. You know, yeah. it's great. It's great he's winning races, but big picture, the damage is already done. Rhino... Yeah. This is not going to work, right? I don't. I don't even know what state of mind Rhino's in. So <laughs> I, I don't know what he brings to the table. I really don't. And that's not. That's not a a swipe at Rhino. I don't know. I genu- genuinely don't know what he brings to the table for these guys. So it's probably better that I don't comment. Yeah. All right, Hal. Anything else? Yeah, man. How about that, Dean Wilson? Man, good finish this weekend. Strong. Crashed. A Dino times. was flying. Through- well, I don't think he had the best of a weekend, really. Yeah, Hal, crashed a bunch. Hal, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm, he was happy with it at all. I mean, I know you're a super fan, Hal, so I get it. But uh, he, you know, he's been better. Tampa, I think, was better. Was good. You know? Yeah. He's. he's it's coming. Good, man. It's coming, though. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yep. Hey, Hal. How? Yeah. Burning building. Chad and Dino. Who are you rescuing? Um, or Dan? Dan? Or Dan Truman? Who are you rescuing? Uh, oh, I, Dan. I would. Uh, I get Dan. I would. I would call Pingree and have him put out the fire, save all of them. Okay. All right. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> all right, Hal. Thanks, man. See you, boys. Bye. See you. Um. Yeah, Koldenhoff is like I'm trying to find a parallel to to draw to like an American writer of who Koldenhoff is, but like because he Almost. gets he gets red hot sometimes, but he but he's just not a title. Like, can he be a title guy? No, I don't think so. But I don't. Know. He's on a new bike he's now. Like almost, he's on gas, gas now. So who knows? He's like the opposite of Barsha. Is it? Is it kind of Trey Canardish? Maybe. Doesn't get hurt as much, right? As Trey, but um, he has. Big well, I'm just looking forward to this gas, gas, all new model. So I'm just really looking forward to that. Um, They're really making a push. All right, let's go to James. He's on one. James, what's up? You want to talk about some motocross nations? Uh, yeah. Well. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked about Gas Gas Wow. And there's another company uh, that's trying to put a, a push for the two-stroke, uh, maybe more Sherco. for the uh, Enduro type. I can't recall the name, but Sherco. it's basically Yamaha. Yeah, Sherco. They signed uh, Baylor's, the Baylor brothers. Cody Webb. Cody Webb, yeah. They're, they're Sherco, spending yeah. money, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah I, I, that you know, that that's that's awesome. And uh, as far as, like, uh, the motocross designations this year, what, what – do we do we have a chance? Well, uh, JT, 
Yeah, we do. Yeah, on that track, if the weather's good, uh, I think we proved, you know, we were very good there the last time we were there, which was, what, 2016? Where Where is it? I think Erne. it's Erne. Oh. Erne. Uh, I, I, I don't think we'll be the favorite going in, but we certainly have a chance on a track like that, which is pretty normal compared to what our guys normally ride on. Who do you send right now, Paul? Well, right now, if you have to pick the team. Um, right now. Hurry up. Sorry. Tomac. Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm already over it. Never mind. What? Why, you, that's that's t- t- I know that's a tough one to call. I'm just thinking uh, a little bit. That, I don't want to miss anybody. Justin Thomas? Webb. What's that? Justin Thomas? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is yeah. yeah. Yep. Justin's yep. on the line. Oh. I'm here. Okay. Well, hey, you fellas have a great Thanks. night, man, and, Thanks, and just hammer on the show. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Kyle, what's going on? You want to talk about uh, Chad Reed? Oh, uh, yeah. As you say, you know, long-time listener here, man. I uh, travel overseas, do a lot of overseas work. And, uh, you know, for uh, five hours of a podcast, it makes traveling go a lot better. A lot, by, Thanks, a lot easier. And, um, you know, listened to the show last week. Got and was like, hey, man, you you know, you put Chad Reed through the LCQ. You got him into the main. Well, I think it's kind of cool that RJ's running your, your sticker on top of his helmet. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You put him on the box, man. And that's uh, great. I'm we took the win. We had, we had to knock down that bastard Chase Sexton, but we got it. We got it done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm kidding, obviously. I know. Sexton's been giving me a lot of shit. Like, that's your, that's your guy. He should. So. <laughs> no, man. I, I I mean, like I said, long-time listener. And, Thank uh, you. You know, being from southeastern Kentucky, man, you really ain't got much to look forward to around here. But, you know. Um, are you happy know with what, Are you happy with the Bears season so far, being from Kentucky? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, we could do better, but, right. you know. Right. Um, but, yeah, you know, I just want to give a couple shout-outs. You know, my buddy over at uh, Rod Center, Smith, he's, uh, he's a good guy. He, Every time I go into the shop, we always talking about the show and this and that, and talking about what he's going to win what this who's, race. Uh, and, who's your favorite co-host? Man, I got to go with Marks, man. Um, or um, I like I Marks on the show. I, I don't. Um, I don't like Marks on the show. Uh, no, I like Wygant. That was a good answer, I think. <laughs> Wygant? That's a really good answer. Yeah, I like Wygant. Even though he wore his jersey backwards, I mean, for yeah. crying out loud. Fuck, you know? dude. It's hard to come back from that one. I know, right? Yeah. And especially him announcing GNCC, I'm just like... Oh, yeah, he's a GNCC guy, right? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, uh, is Caleb Russell going to win another title, you think, like before he hangs it up? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I think, he, I think he does pull it off, but I think Ricky Russell is probably going to give him a... A run for his money, you know. Ricky yeah. just got on the Husqvarna, so I mean, you know, and he got second. So you know, I kind of follow that series. It's, right. it's close to home too. So right. you know, and uh, yeah, I went down the road with uh, Paul Wibley and all those guys back in Wibley oh, cool. here about a long time ago. Man, I came home from a deployment and went down and worked out with them. Thought I was in pretty good shape, and next thing you know, they're whipping my butt. Yeah, you know, it's what it is. It's gnarly. Uh, well, hey man, thanks for the call. Yeah, appreciate it. Call. Hey. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Uh, on three. Is this Caldu? What up, dude? What up, man? So you're the guy that I just – are you the guy that I put on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, man. So you went into the net in, in Not Dallas? Not once. Not once, but twice. Whew. You went in – what the hell? What's going – are you okay? Like, do you... <laughs> Dude, I think my rebound was too slow. I don't know. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> Wait, amateur day or something? Yeah. The whoops, and it was it – was... 
Hold on. Give me a little ride. So, at the end of the whoops, they put a net? Yeah. Oh, they went backwards. The track went backwards. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Flipped it. 180 straight whoop section. Okay. And so you just sent it and right into the net. Yeah, dude. I was trying to rip it in open A. I haven't raced in like six years. Why not go to a supercross? I mean, yeah, why not? And ride the dude, I got some good. I got some good backyard tracks. I was putting in the motos. Uh, how was it going into the net? Did you hang on, or did or did you like bag it, or did you just fall to the ground? The post, the post got me pretty good. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still working the kinks out on that. So <laughs> yeah, but dude, there was. I think I heard there was two two bikes and or maybe two people. Uh, so, two people went over the net at one point. So they might need to be even bigger. They went but, over the net. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Come on. No, they didn't. You're lying. Dude, a 65 rider, I heard, sent it right over the net. You might have to I change your flight to Maybe Sunday night. Footage, but, <laughs> dude, it was a straight. Can't miss it was this like action. A, it was like six whoops and then maybe 15 foot and then like six more whoops. So you get, you know, a little bit of a buck a buck in the first set. And then you're just like hanging on for the second set. And then, you know, it's like a six foot burn. So. <laughs> <laughs> JT, JT, we need to go watch Amateur Day. Apparently, that these races. Well, that guy, that guy that launched it over the finish line at Tampa was pretty epic. So they probably should have had a net. There you didn't see well. that? I didn't see that. This. W- that was in our group text, JT. I don't think Steve's seen it. Oh, but. it was fantastic. Yeah, over the berm into the other lane, damn near in the stands. No way. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it would have been the opposite direction, he would have landed in that boat. I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, these are one of the things I'm going to ask Ryan Holiday. He's coming up here from Team Green. I want to talk oh, to him about the Supercross futures. You know, I, I want to ask him about these futures because it does seem, Cal, do that there's a lot of carnage. It's rowdy. It's pretty rowdy. Yeah. Good God. Um, right into the net. How'd you do? I even tried, I even tried JT way. I tried to like wheel tap, jump through it, and that didn't work either. It sent me right over the net, huh. right over into the net. So, yeah, it, it I, I don't know if they're all like that, but I mean, did you uh, have fun? Pretty, yeah, I mean, what? I, I had six years without racing, so I showed up and <laughs> I love it. Plus twenty five was stacked. I won the heat, whole shot of the main, and then that, and then uh, open A, third place, dude. Barry, I think Barry Carson's son was there. Uh huh. On a Suzy, and he was hounding me in open A. Definitely on a Suzuki, and definitely hounding you at the end of the race. That's the Karsten Karsten gene. That'll happen. Uh, Did your bike all right? Did your bike? Yeah, it was was like upside down the second time, and the gas was leaking out, and my header pipe was on the like on the tough block, and it was starting to smoke. Oh boy! I was pulling, and they were pushing, and I couldn't get it off, and all the. Big dogs were running. My wife was freaking out. It was crazy. <laughs> I glad you had a good time. I got to go watch one of these. Sounds I guess. like a fun, fun, fun <laughs> Sunday. Uh, listen, Caldu, uh, the net saved your life. Thank you for calling in, and, and we're going to give you something. What do you need for your bike? What, what do you? What, what's uh, what's happening? What do you need? Uh, dude, I got my bike. I need a chain sprocket. Maybe this thing stretched out. I was ripping some holes. I was going to ask. Actually, I want to ask JT. Do you, like, do you guys ever count? Like. You know how many seconds until the gate drops? Because I don't know if anyone else was counting, but they were dropping it at five seconds every single time. So, oh, Tony, easy Tony, to and, Tony like, and Mike would have been right on that. Did that like overseas and stuff? Like, is that do people do that? Uh, JT, here's where you tell some tell him about Mike Alessi. Uh, yeah, I don't. I never counted, but Tony Alessi definitely tried to count, and then Mike would just count to that and just dump the dump the clutch no matter what. 
and and sometimes it worked and sometimes he just drilled the gate wide open yeah especially like at that futures like they're on a time crunch like dude this thing's dropping on five sure like every single time it <laughs> seems long that's why they flipped the track around so they could start motos before the rest of the guys got off the yeah. track so like uh, yeah they were pumping it out i've heard very mixed reviews on these futures you paul I've you've done, done one. you've done one yeah i did one I, I, I've heard people are like, it's way too much money, and you're there way too long. It's a long day. And, and, you know, like, yeah. So, it's a long day. Steve, uh, Steve, check your tech for that uh, that Instagram I just sent you so you can get an idea of this guy's level of send. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly. Why did the camera go down, though? That sucks that the camera went down. Oh, my God. Supercross Futures catch the fever. Yes, exactly. Hey, hey Cal, dude, I'll give you some sprockets from Vortex, all right? Dope. I have some on my bike right now, so perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll replace them, yeah. all right? So stay on hold. Talent will get your information. We'll get you some Vortex. But I'm glad the net saved you, bro. Dude, I was back at FedEx today. Nice. Good to Delivering hear. them packages. So Thank you. We made it. Good. Good to hear. All right. Vortex Racing. Email Jake at Vortex Racing. Well, JT, I think we're just going to leave it on that with the for you with the net. <laughs> <laughs> Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Everybody check them out. Atlanta this weekend. JT, so looking forward to that. Does Eli, does Eli get another win? In the season? No, this week in Atlanta. Oh, this weekend? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I would think it's likely with Webb. I don't think Webb's going to be at 100%. You know, he'll be fighting through it, but I don't think he's going to be ready to go out there and win. So, yeah, I, I think he's right. likely to win. I, Roxon could have a bounce back weekend though yeah. um but i i think i do think that if tomac gets through this weekend and next weekend and wins one out of two and extends this points lead to double digits it might be over for these guys tomac's gonna win daytona right we're all on board with that probably yeah paul, uh, i would say paul, i mean paul, he's, you on board he's, that's that? been his best race um yeah. he's you know, usually pretty good there yeah so all right, JT, flyracing.com. Thanks for calling in, Justin. Appreciate it. See you, Justin. <laughs> yeah. See you, Justin. All right, guys. All right. See, See you later. That's Jason Thomas, not Justin Thomas. Yeah. Ryan Holiday coming up here right away. Uh, Preston wants to talk about Minneapolis. Preston, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call here. First-time caller and recent listener. No, oh, thank um, you. Yeah, from Minnesota, damn near Canadian. Um, just was curious, I guess, with uh, – Supercross, uh, the last two weather events we had here, how soon do you think, or if ever, will it come back to uh, Minneapolis? We just had this call on the Thursday Fly Race and Moto 60 show, I think, and uh, I think it'll be back in Minneapolis. I really do. Yeah, the pits aren't ideal there, and it's really cold, obviously, and the pits aren't ideal, but I I think they'll go back. Those fans love it. They sold a lot of tickets there, Uh, so I would think it comes back, but I have no inside knowledge. Like I don't know that, so I can't say for sure. I, I do think it goes back there. Just a question. I noticed in St. Louis they have like an indoor pavilion for the pits. Yeah. Is that just a big connected convention center of yep. some sort? Or? Yep, exactly. Oh, it's just really? a huge convention center. Okay. Yep, that's, uh, that's there. All right. So. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. All right. Yeah. If, if you did have one uh, SX to go to, where would it be? I guess, considering all the everything else that goes with the, the race itself. Yeah, Anaheim 1, man. Uh, it's just the most exciting. It's an iconic stadium for the sport. Uh, everyone's on the line. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I would say Anaheim 1. I really like Dallas. The dome and the pits and everything this past weekend is really cool. Um, okay. Outside of that, Paul, you have you have one you would send somebody? Um, make, you've make never sure. been to Atlanta? Not the new dome. Yeah, no. I have. No, I haven't. Oh, I'm Steve has it. Atlanta. I haven't been to the. We're going to deal so. with the walk this year too. 
Yeah. But because it's back indoors, I heard. So the walk's long, but the stadium's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It yeah. Looks cool. Yeah. All right. All right, great. man. Okay. Thanks and for calling. One last one. Last okay. one, I guarantee. Right. Here we go. RJ Hampshire. Yeah, the Sexton Hampshire takeout at Millville. How do we, is there a way to find that on video? Or is there a clip on it somewhere? No, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I never saw it. And it doesn't come to mind right away, so I'm not sure. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for calling, Thanks, man. Sir. Appreciate it. Yep. 702 586 Paul, you want to give us a call? Ryan Holland, coming up here at Pulp MX Show. Presented by motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Race Tech Rant tonight. Paul, just read the rules. That's it. Yeah. That's your Race Tech Rant. You're not going to rant? No. I took it. You're in a good, you don't feel like. I'm in a good spot. Getting everything off your, anything off your chest. I had one. Didn't I say this could be my rant? What earlier? was it? My the two guys that work for me don't pay attention to this. I don't. Feel, I don't. I don't know if I. I don't lived up to the rant level that. No, yours was good. Was it? Yeah, it was I, good. Okay. I think so. That was yep. good. So, I think it was good. Okay. I remember uh, you had some. I remember you had some. I don't remember what it was. So. Yeah, I don't know. X brand goggles, Michelin star cross five, Maxima USA pro filter, firepower batteries and chains, EVS sports, Skosh, Atlas neck brace, uh, AtlasBrace.com. You know who wears an Atlas brace? Chase Sexton. Just won this weekend. Cool. AtlasBrace.com. Works connection. Should we call that jerk off, Will Hahn, at some point? Yeah. Yeah, I like Will. Let's call Can we call up. Will after commercial? Can we remember to do that? Works Connection, Will call. Uh, FMF, Get Data, uh, OGO Power Sports, new OGO rig bag. Uh, just got one. Looking forward to using it. Uh, please check them out. If you want a discount from the folks at OGO, I, I, I travel every single weekend with an OGO backpack, and I love it. It's got a laptop sleeve. It's got all these compartments on it. Email us using the contact form on PulpMX, and we'll pass that on to OGO. Guts Racing. A lot of guys use Guts Racing for their seats from Monster Energy Pro Circuit and on. Uh, a lot of races have been won with Guts Racing. Rockstar Husky guys use Guts Racing as well. WUSA, LA Honda World, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Lab, all on board with us tonight. And uh, also on board with us, Presented by Vertex. Uh, Paul, did you know every two-stroke in KTM Husqvarna comes stock with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? I only know that because I've heard you say it lots. Did you know 65 years ago, Vertex pistons was found in a small workshop in northern Italy? I, only because you've said it. Today, because of the renowned reputation uh, quality uh, for quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier for KTM Husqvarna and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. Good for them. Two-stroke and four-stroke pistons. Mm-hmm. Full range. Okay. Uh, GP replica, high compression, GP style configurations, whatever you need. GP, what's that like? Lo- less compression than it, stock? Yeah, it's a longer lasting one. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, visit vertexpistons.com or step in your local dealer and ask for a vertex piston. If you want a discount, Paul, on a top end kit for anything, you got a code for me. Sales at pivotworks.com. Just email them. Yeah. And say, Steve sent me. Yeah, Pulp This is what I want. Yeah. Give me an F and discount. Yep. Exactly what you it. say. Yep. Thanks to Vertex Pistons. Uh, we'll welcome our next guest on the phone here. This man is the head of Team Green, uh, former racer himself. Ryan Holiday. what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Hi, Ryan. No worries. Anytime. Yeah, you know this, Hi, Paul. Do you know this co-host of mine here? Do you know him? Are you familiar with Paul Perbinos? I am familiar, yes. Okay. I was in Ryan's wedding. Oh, you were? Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. How about my wife just dropping Ryan's wife's name out of the blue? I had no idea. That's what social media does. Is that what it is? For real? So. My wife goes, oh, is his wife Vanessa? Vanessa, was that it? Vanessa, yeah. I, I go, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. And, and Paul goes, yeah. My wife never, like I don't think she's ever met you, Ryan, or met Vanessa. No, and, definitely not. Somehow, that's it. That's how, that's, how it, that's how it happens. So, Yeah, that's the world we live in. Uh, all right, Ryan, we got to talk. I got a lot of stuff to talk about right here. So are you, are you ready? 
Um, I, I think so. <laughs> Vert- Vertex Pistons bringing you Ryan Hall. No, I'm kidding. Listen, you're the Team Green coordinator, Team Green, King of Team Green. Motocross manager. Team Green motor- motocross manager, so a lot of amateur stuff. You and I talked for a long time in a Race Rex interview in the fall. Uh, some great points made by yourself, and we got into it. Uh, we just had a caller on the line that, that went into the net at Supercross Futures twice, Ryan. And then, Oh, no way. And then while we were talking, JT sent me a hilarious slash death-defying Tampa futures thing um <laughs> yeah and then that, that jerk off will hahn both of his correct me if i'm wrong both of his amateur stars got hurt at futures correct yes unfortunately uh yeah yeah okay two all right class kids right okay so is this super uh, obviously this is supercross futures thing is a great thing for feld they're printing money uh so i get it but is it a good thing are we good with this i mean swole got hurt last year um yes. You know, so how, how where's, where are we at on Supercross Futures, Ryan? I think it has its pros and cons. You know, I think right now one of the strong points of it is that it's really the only avenue we have to get these kids on something like Supercross. And that's something that we need. Obviously, we know the importance of Supercross and how important it is for the development of these kids to spend time on it before they become a professional. So we need to give them some type of platform to learn as best as possible. Is it the best answer? No. And the hard thing that Feld has that's been discussed a lot is the racetrack because you have a kid at a high level, whether it be, you know, kids of ours or like you mentioned, kids on star or any of the other teams that are, you know, maybe a year or two. I mean, sometimes even less than a year, you know, they'll be there next year riding supercross but then you have the plus 40 guy that just thinks it's awesome to show up and ride the same track so to speak as mm-hmm. they did saturday night in dallas mm-hmm. so it's a challenge for those track guys for sure it's a conversation that we've had a lot with feld i think this year they've done the best job um with the racetracks of the ones i went to i've been to three of them this year and i think they did a really good job with that balance it wasn't terrifying for the lesser skilled guys. And truthfully, I didn't see a lot of those accidents in those classes. If I saw a crash, it was just normal racing stuff. I wouldn't blame the racetrack for it. And when you talk about some of those higher level kids getting hurt, um, like Will's two guys, uh, LeBlanc, that was a big one. They were jumping something that we probably could have done without. And once one guy does it, then others follow. Mm-hmm. And then his other guy that got hurt, uh, Romano, that was just, he just made a mistake, you know, and I wouldn't blame the racetrack on it. It wasn't something too difficult for them to do. There was a bunch of kids jumping something. He just mm-hmm. equipped the jump, maybe got a little bit of wheel spin, cased one, and went over the bars. It wasn't, yeah, I wouldn't blame the racetrack on that one. I think it was just a mistake. I mean, I guess one of the comebacks I would have a little bit is, do we need vet guys? Do we need vets riding the Supercross Futures, right? Why not? In my opinion, no, and that's something right. that we've brought up to them. You know, look, they call it the Futures, so let's focus on that. Yeah. We don't need that, guys. You know, not saying that they're not important, but maybe that's not the place for right. them to be. Right. And right. we can give a better program for the future, the young kids, kids on mini bikes, kids in the B class, kids in the A class. We can maybe spice up the racetrack a little bit uh, for them, not having to worry about vets or even the C class guys. Again, it's a super cool experience for them. You know, when they walk the track, they think they're walking the same thing that those guys rode on Saturday night. Yeah. Because you know, when you're up in the stands, it all looks small. Right. And then when you walk it, they're like, oh, man, this right. is the real deal. But when, if they got to walk it on Saturday, 
who would really see what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. When, when you told me that, I, I was like, come on. But but I guess, yeah, like a lot of people don't get a chance to yeah. walk well, on Supercross track. Why, why Cannon's no, no. kid thinks he got fourth uh, when he got dead, dead last in the Stasic race, so we'll just go with that. Sure. Like, just whatever. Sure. sure, yeah, fourth. Sure, same track. Well, yeah, that perception is a big deal. I mean, even for me, it's funny because, you know, I don't go walk the track on Saturday. I don't really have a need to go walk the track on Saturday. Right. But then you go walk it on Sunday, and you're thinking about, it's funny, like one of the races I'm walking the track with, Ryder Francisco, and he's on a super mini. And I, I can't really put my sh- myself in his shoes on what you can jump on a super mini. And you're walking, you're thinking, like, can you triple this? I don't know. And then you go sit in the stands and you look at it, and you're like, oh, yeah, for sure he can jump that. Yeah. So it's very different, yeah. as you guys know, when you sit in the stands versus when you walk it. It's a different perception, for sure. Right, right. So, so Supercross Futures jury is out, I'm kidding, Ryan, from you. From your some good, some bad. I'm a believer in it. I do like it. We've encouraged all of our guys to do it um, just because there is no other platform to put them on a racetrack like that. So for me, any opportunity to put them on something relatively close to Supercross, um, I'm all for it. Ryan, is it, the, is it the track that you get to see how they react to, or is it, does it bring enough pressure being in the venue even? Is there, any, like, is there pressure being on the – in a stadium, like, do you get to learn something from how your guys react just by them being in a stadium? I think maybe a little bit of that, but I think one of the neat things is just seeing how quick they pick it up, for one, because you don't get a lot of practice time. So how quickly they pick up on a jump as far as, oh, I can do a triple here or something different, and their comfort level on adapting to the racetrack. Because, again, really for most of them, they don't get a lot of opportunity to ride super fast. So, or if they do, it's just practice. So, you know, great. You get to spend a week at the Cowie track. Well, after you ride there for a week, you'll probably get it down. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, when it comes time to be a, a real pro and you get a couple laps and you got to figure it out, that's a big deal. So I think that's one of the neat things that we get to see is, oh, wow, that kid went out and, like, he picked up on it really quick, jumped everything right away, and was confident in what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think the venue thing is kind of neat, too, but – you know, with a lot of kids anymore, there's so many opportunities for them to go to the races, to watch or hang out, walk the track on Saturday. Um, you know, I, it's almost they might be a little bit numb to it because they've they've been there, done that. Right, right. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Ryan Holiday brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Uh, email sales at paperworks.com to get a deal on Vertex Piston. Ryan Holiday, Team Green Manager on the line. Um, yeah, I wonder. I mean, obviously, look, Felds. There's these are just there's just gonna be more of these. Than less, right? We all agree on that. Like, I don't know what it's costing. There's already more than less. I think we're at ten right now. Yeah, and I don't know what Feld's spending on uh, on renting the dome for another day or two, but they're making it back. I have no doubt on that. So, um, so well, I think you look at where we're at. You know, certain venues they just can't go to. Like, we yeah. can't do it in San Diego. There's no there's no pits. There's no right. way to do it. And yep. I think some of the other places, the Detroit, same way, so. Detroit, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere where it's possible, it seems like it's it's happening. Yep. Uh, have you have you ever talked to them about like why Dylan Ferrandez and these other guys Brian Moreau can just show up and race Supercross, but the kids that grow up racing jumps and indoor stadiums and arena crosses have to do these things and get points? Like how backward, how bass backwards is that system? Yeah, I agree. It's a little. I don't know what the right word would be to stupid, describe it, but... dumb, ridiculous. All those <laughs> all those lines, all those things work, Ryan. Yeah, but. 
you know, you could look at it a different way, or I guess two ways, because this came up in a conversation I had the other day where kids wanting to come to Loretta Lynn's from Europe, and they've kind of explored different ways to allow them to maybe, I don't want to say bypass the qualifying system, but maybe bypass one step Mm. to where they don't have to come to America three times to do it. Maybe they only have to come twice to do it, because I think it'd be cool to, you know, Liam Everett or Pichon's yeah. kid, or well, you know, there's a lot of great talent over there, especially from yeah. motocross. Kenny's done it. You know, we want to see it. it. Yeah, yeah. We want to see it. So, uh, you know, I would encourage opportunities for for the Euro kids to be able to come over and do something like Loretta's. And right. I don't know. I think when you have a guy, the caliber of someone like Ferrandis, who's you know a, a race winning, championship contending MX2 guy, yeah. I don't know yeah. why you're really questioning his credibility at that point. Well. Uh, I agree, you know, Moreau, but then, you know, a young kid, but, but RJ Hampshire, uh, or, or Austin Forkner. Yeah. You're good. You can, you don't need to go to some yeah. BS supercross features and get your points. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. They're using so, it as a, as a tool to show everybody that they're showing up. And yeah. They want it. No, they're doing it, it. It means something. They're doing it for ticket sales. They're doing it for yeah. tickets. Hey, you got to go here. You'll see the futures. You'll see these kids there. You know, yep. it's another push to get more parents to go there. Uh, we got to go. We got to go because it's so political to me, the whole system that way. I'm just like, you want to hold amateur races on your track? Cool. I don't have a problem. But it's a joke of a system that makes these these guys have to go there and then other guys don't have to. Like, come on. What are we doing? Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, hey, uh, so Seth Hamaker is uh, your number one amateur kid, I would say, right now, like looking to turn pro, not not amateur overall, but the, like the next pro kid coming into Mitch's program. Yeah, he would yep. be the one to to graduate next. So, okay. uh he was slated to go in 2020, but uh had a couple injuries mm-hmm. last season and ended up having shoulder surgery on each of his shoulders. So with that, we decided to pretty much put everything on hold for another year and mm-hmm. uh he just had his first race back this past weekend. He started riding early January and uh he did a Loretta Lynn qualifier this weekend, so mm-hmm. it seems to be doing good and yep. you know plan is they'll do all those amateur races this year and go through loretta's and we'll yep. see where he stands at that point and right maybe show up at unadilla you know uh ryan i you know i mean look hindsight's 2020 but maybe you guys uh missed out on this crown kid a little bit i mean you know team green and you know and, you know he's doing pretty good just yeah, saying. Joey's done well. He was a part of our program for <laughs> I, a i'm joking i'm half joking yeah no i know yeah, i yeah. think it's cool for me because you know, look, we've always had a lot of great talent come through our program. Yep. And, you know, one of the things that we do a little bit different is we have maybe in the past a lot more kids than some of the other OEMs. Yep. And, you know, they kind of fight it out to the end. It's not picking one from a very early point and, you know, that's right. the guy. Right. Where, you know, we've had B or A class where there's three or four guys fighting for that same spot. And, you know, it comes down to the point where we got to start making decisions. And, mm-hmm. you know, Joey did well for us. And, you know, unfortunately, he had some injuries along the way and some struggles. And it's for me, it's cool to still see them get opportunities and go out and succeed. You know, he yeah. had a really rough time last year. Yep. Probably didn't get to show his true potential, obviously. Now he seems obviously much more prepared. He's doing well. And I think that's awesome. Right. Uh, go ahead, Paul. Ryan, where are you at on Triple Crowns? <laughs> <laughs> what hat am I wearing? Um, let's see. Your fan hat. Fan hat, it's pretty cool. You know, I can't deny that. It's cool to see those guys race three times. I mean, uh, you're obviously always getting two, but it's a little different. Key races are split up. But, you know, watching those guys do main events three times a night, 
it's what if, entertaining. You get to see all the boys all together. What I, if, I like that part of it. What if we did the old school world mini format where it's two motos and then a main event? Oh, so like you get uh, you, you race, two motos, determine an overall, and yep. then you carry that into the next one? Yes, yes. So you would essentially take the top 11 from each division into a main event. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I get where they're coming from, like the entertainment factor of it, but the intensity is pretty high. Um, That may be a contributing factor to some of the stuff that you see go on, but crashes, you mean? Yeah. The crashes and just some of the, the riding that happens, you know, there's a look guys ride a lot different when they know they have 21 minutes versus 13 minutes. Mm -hmm. You can see Mm -hmm. that. Yep. You can know that, all right, I'm going to kind of pace myself here. I can wear this guy down. I've got time. I've got time. You know, like you look at us with a guy like Eli, his starts have been a little bit inconsistent. And you see him start in the back in one of those, and you're like, oh, man, you know, this is not going to be good. And he's got to put the hustle on to get to the front. Not that he doesn't in a normal race, but right. maybe he can be a little bit more patient in the beginning, knowing that he'll get there come the end. Mm-hmm. What, put it on your so, team green I don't hat. Know. As a fan, I, I like okay. it. Put on the team fan, green I hat. Like it. Team green hat, you don't like it. I know it's hard for the teams. It's a lot of work in between races. Yeah, um, it is. Even if you're not doing the backup bike thing, I mean, again, if you're looking at our guys, you're doing a wheel, a clutch, you know, general run through the bike. It's it's a lot to turn it around, and it's hard on the guys. And, you know, yep. three starts, sometimes and- five. Uh, the risk is much higher, for sure. <laughs> and since Paul and I hung it up the wrenches, I mean, these guys struggle. I mean, we we were fine, but yeah, you know, right. yeah, these guys aren't like us. amateurs now, right? Right, right. they're not. They, they weren't on the level. They don't even read the rule book, right? Right. Yeah, I used know. to I used to change my own tires. Everybody, I just want to let everybody know that I did. I, I, I did my own that. motors. I did my own motors. I, I did, did my own motors. Yeah, you guys did it, Pro Circuit. And we I did our own tires. Yeah. And I tires. PC still does their own motors not on the weekends. Right. I'm just saying, everybody. Um, you went. You walk. You went to school to, or you walked uphill in the yeah. snow to track walk. Yeah, down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how long have you known Ryan for, Paul? Um, for a long time, I think. Um, when when I think I first met Ryan when he was in in college in uh, West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. And now, and now so, he's Team Green head. Yeah, we both. Green? Ryan and I both moved to California in the, within the same two or three days. Oh, really? We were like, Ryan's like, I got a job at Team Green. I'm like, I got a job at Pro Circuit. We were both driving to California within a, two or three days of each other. In, oh, that's in a, funny. In a, in, yeah. I, I don't know. It was. I tried to get Paul the job at Team Green before I got it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because he, he called me and was aware of it being open and asked if I could write a letter of recommendation. So I wrote a letter of recommendation to Reed Nordine. And this was like late July. Hmm. It was before Loretta's. Yep. And then I go to Loretta's and I, I think I flew there. They're like, that was a great letter. We're going to hire you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because I, uh, I forget the exact schedule at the time, but I, I know I went to Millville and this is when I worked at the AMA and it, I had a bad day there, and I was like, all right, I'm over it. I, I can't do this anymore. So I wrote a letter saying I was going to quit on my flight home from Millville. So then I go, the next weekend was Washougal, and then from Washougal I flew to Loretta. Yeah. And I hadn't turned in my letter yet. I kind of did it, and I sat on it for a mm-hmm. bit. Because that was the year, well, 
part of my job was donations that year. And I was like, all right, I, I really wanted to be a part of donations team and the planning and the involvement that went into it. So I was like, no matter what, I'll stick it out through yeah. then. So fly from Washougal straight to Loretta's. I get to Loretta's and my dad, one of the first people I see there at the track, he's like, Hey, you need to go talk to the team green guys. They came up to me and they said they wanted to talk to you. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. So I go there and talk to them and they were interested in then hiring me. So I was like, Oh man, I just wrote that letter for Paul to get the job. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, not long after, uh, I got hired there and, you know, like Paul said, he ended up at PC and yeah. right around the first of October there, we, we started those jobs. Um, oh, that's cool. yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, Obviously, you're deep into the amateur stuff, and I yell and scream about the amateurs all the time, so I'm deep into yelling and screaming about the amateurs. But, I mean, I, I think I have some valid points. I think the system is broken. Uh, Ryan, you have a, a rosier outlook than I do, and that, and I and you know more than I do, so you know I'm, I'm lean towards you. I, I just don't like these kids. I don't like Joey Crown, who probably – Joey Crown probably won't get a ride. And I, who knows? It's two races in, so – who knows if he continues to crush it like he's been doing. But Josh Osby, Joey Crown, Hartraft luckily found a spot, but only, only it took a total team revamp for Brandon Hartraft to get a spot. But other guys that shall go nameless are getting lots of shots and they're not they're not all coming through and they're struggling and we're broken that way. The best talent, the fastest guys aren't necessarily getting the rides uh, because of commitments that these teams have made to these kids from when they were 12 years old and, and going up. But So I'm not as optimistic as you are, but again, I would lean towards Ryan. You know you know much more about the system and what's been going on than I do. This is I'm taking a 30,000-foot view of things oftentimes, and you're down in the trenches. But what, what would you fix if you could, Ryan? What, what would you do to the amateur system of motocross if you could wave a magic wand and, and fix anything? I think one of the big things, and, and we've talked about it a lot. Uh, we recently had a meeting with all the major event promoters and the OEMs. And, you know, one of the things that we're looking for is a better platform, meaning we need better events for those top level guys. So we can really see what's going on, you know, what they're made of. And yeah. And I think sometimes, too, it may help them stay back longer and mm -hmm. not be in such a rush to move up. Yep. Um, I mean, there's so many factors that go into all of it. But, you know, you mentioned someone like Joey. And like I said, Joey, Joey rode for our program uh, all the way through when he was in the A class. So he rode Super Mini for us. He rode the B class. Uh, I think he maybe two years in the B class. And then he rode A class also. But he's in there at the same time. We have kids like Forkner. Yeah. We have kids like Marchbanks. Um Jordan Bailey, I think, was there at the same time, too. So, you know, effectively, he, he's vying with Forkner for the same job. Right. You know? And, again, well, I, I don't, don't think I don't, we yeah. got it wrong. No, no, no. I don't um, either. No, no. I'm not saying that. Nope. Not at all. Because Joey struggled. He had injuries and all of that. But I'm just saying, like, right. once we get to the f point where we're, like, and Joey's not there yet. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe overreacting because there's been two races for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, but Osby. I, who I think is shown he's got talent, and and you know if he, if he had somebody guiding him, he's injured now. But in years past, uh, Hartraff had to wait a while. You know, Hartraff was beating some good guys before he got on his yeah. factory equipment. Yep. So I just mean established pros that took a little while longer to get better have way less of a chance to get a ride than than somebody who was fast when they were fourteen. 
It is hard. It's a catch-22, and I think timing plays a big role in it as well. Yeah. And I think you'll, you'll see a big turnover in the 250 class here in the next two to three years because a lot of the old guard, what I'll say, is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at that 250 East right now. You've got McElrath is on year six or seven. I think seven. J-Mart's on year seven. Jordan Smith's on year six. Um, there's Hampshire's on year six. So then you have a kid that, like, for us, March Banks, he's on year two. Uh-huh. You know, yep. The expectation isn't really going to be quite to the point where he's going to be battling for race wins with those guys. But fortunately for him, you've kind of seen a marked improvement. Last year it was top ten. Now he's a fifth yeah. and looking to get better than that. So I think if you're seeing that marked improvement, uh-huh. And if you look back, look back at McElrath year one and two. Look back at Jordan Smith year one and two. RJ year one and two. The, the trend and the pattern is the same. So the team is either going to stick with the guy and believe in him, mm-hmm. or unfortunately you've seen times where they just yeah. kick him aside and, and move on, and, and that's where some of those, you know, what you'll maybe like the Hartnraft or yeah. Jacob Hayes or guys like that start sliding into – spots like that maybe so, yeah yeah I Hayes is, is another one here. like I would hire Hayes sorry to interrupt you Ryan I would hire, hire Hayes I think look he had some issues as an amateur and, and gnarly parents and had to go to arena cost well, but he wrote for us yeah he, yeah. he wrote for me for yeah. a long long time right. again he he was in a an era of Jason Anderson Justin Bogle I mean right. he wasn't he was maybe the fourth Which, best guy of the time yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to give those guys that chance, and there's uh, only so many spots available. Oh, I know, but now, like I now, I would be like, okay, Hayes has got this figured out. He's an older kid, you, you know. Now I would hire Jake. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jacob Hayes will ever get a factory ride. Like, do we think he would? I do. I don't see it. Well, that's where you'll you'll see at times though when that turnover happens. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. I said, you, you'll right. see the the McElrats, the J Marts. You know, Sexton's got to go. Yeah. Ferrandis is going to go. The team. It's going to be half young kid. And then that's where you'll get those older guys like, all right, this guy's been around. He's figured it out. He's getting better. It's good, at least in my opinion, to kind of have that mix of right, right. young and old. Yep, yep. Um, you know, yeah. you look at someone like Star right now. They're all old. Right. Ferrandez, Nichols, yeah. McElrath. Right. They're right. all veteran guys. Of course they're going to be doing well. They've been in it for a long time. Right. right. And what yeah. happens yeah. after that? Yeah. They yeah. have their, their young guys that will come, but – What's their team look like next year? Yeah, but they've got 18 amateurs. They've got LeBlanc. They've got this kid. Jared that Fry. Kid. Yeah, Jared Fry, Fry or whatever, you know. Serrano. So, yeah, they're they're rebuilding their pipeline for right. the future. But right. in the meantime, they're going to have to plug some holes, just like a lot of teams. Yeah. As time goes on, you'll you'll be plugging holes with, you know, all right, who can win? Is it, If it's not the young guy that's ready for it, mm-hmm. then they're going to find the heart rafts or, you know, Michael Moseman will have three, four years into him or – a guy like March Banks will have three, four years into him. Yeah. Then those guys become the race winners. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it, it is a time thing, and it's a number of years in the class thing for sure. Uh, as you grow up and you get more of it into a man as opposed to boy, right? You get mm-hmm. physical strength Absolutely. and all that, and men- mentally you know, and all of that. No, I, 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 I can see what you're saying. The guys that come in super early, you know, year one, two, I was kind of thinking about it today. If you look at someone like Forkner, when he came into Supercross, he was battling Osborne and Ferrandis for a title his second year. Yeah. You know, that's a right. tall order. Yeah. And then year three, 
unfortunately didn't work out, but looked like a good chance at a championship. Now he's year four. Again, he's with Ferrandis. You know, the two are riding fantastic. Like, you can't fault Austin. He's riding great. Yep. Uh, but he's got a really, really tough challenger. So Listen, it's just the, uh, the circumstance. You know, if Ferrandis isn't there, he'd be looking at a, a lot uh, uh, better chance. But it's good for him. Yeah. In regards to the 250D class, and this is more of the pro stuff, than it, I mean, if it didn't cost riders jobs, riders and mechanics jobs, I would make the 250 class wide open. You can come and go whenever you want. Here's another class. It's the same as the 450s. No rules, no pointing out, no anything. A national class. A mean, national not class. Not a regional class. No. But I think if you did that, and Dave, this is Davey Coombs' point, and it's a good one, riders aren't going to, they're not going to hire four riders and five right. riders. And They'll so hire two to three. So you're going to have yeah, less jobs, they, they which, right, which I'm not in favor of. But right. but, but right now, the 250 Supercross class is broken. It's sadly broken. Ferrandis, what the hell is Ferrandis doing in there? Like, he's 26 years old. 25 years old, he's raced GPs all over the world, everything else, and he's trying to race against an 18-year-old uh, Jordan Bailey or whatever, you know, 19-year-old Jordan Bailey. Like, like Maybe they should you know, ma- implement an age rule. Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MXGP. Yeah, but I know, you know Steve hates what the age rule. Yeah. 50 jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? The, yeah, no. Then, then those guys start getting flushed out, and then you're, you're having that same argument all over again. Right. You know, yeah. the established guy, the, the Tickle, the Wilson, the guys that yeah. are past champs, Cheers. been around, you know, yeah. then they get they get bumped out because maybe they were hurt or had a rough season because, oh, we got to make room for Ferrandez, yeah. or, oh, we got to make He's room got... for Sexton or McElrath or, or whoever, right? Whoever it is at the time. Yeah, so you're, you're back to the same problem. Unfortunately, there's just not enough jobs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why if I win the lottery, I'll, I'll start a race team, everybody. I'll let everybody know. Mm, don't do it. I don't recommend it. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Ryan, look, I know you love all of your team green kids equally. I know this. You, there's no favoritism. You love them all. But tell us, I don't care what class it is. I don't care if it's in the sixth. Oh, I know the answer. You're not even asking the question. Oh, what's he going to say? He's going to say jet. Go ahead, ask the question. Okay. Who's the rider, whatever class, whatever whatever skill level, whatever that you're cheering for, that you like, that you're attached to, that you believe in, and all of that? I mean, obviously, I believe in them all. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, of but, course. But um, I really want to see Seth succeed. Oh. I really want to see Hamaker succeed. I think it's a cool story. Mm-hmm. I think if people really knew him and how he is, uh, they would all be rooting for him. He's just such a good kid. He he came from nothing. Right. Um, if you handed him a motorcycle with square wheels, he'd go, okay, this yeah, is what yeah. i got to do. Oh, I like you this know? kid already. He can write an email yeah. too, Ryan. I'll, I'll give him that. I like this kid already. He, he handles his business himself. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in him. I know Mitch has belief in him. Mitch wants to see him succeed. And, um, yeah, I, I think uh, – you know, if he does his work, and I know right. he does, and we do our jobs, then, you know, look, I'm not saying he's going to come out and set the world on fire, but oh. I think he definitely has potential uh, down the road for us. Right. So I, I uh, really want to see him succeed. Why was he going to say Jet? Why, you, you, Paul, you thought Jet? Was I just thought, okay. like, uh, the guy that you think can't miss. And, oh, okay. And, that wasn't quite the question then. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, it wasn't right, the question okay. I asked. But, right. but. Um, Who's the kid, short kid, uh, long, long hair? He's been at the races. Right. Team Green kid. Short. Kid. Rider D. Rider has long hair. Long hair? He used to. I don't think he, he does cut his hair off. He, yeah. I, he knows me. He said something about Pulp MX to me on a track walk. He's a fantasy fan. Oh, is yeah, he? Got okay. Yeah. All right. He's okay. good. He's good. All right. I'm Team Rider. Hasn't he been on the show? 
I don't know. Has he? I want to say he no, called we had, in we once had, or we something. Dad's cool too. We had Mumford on. No, I think we had Ryder D on one time. Really? Yeah, I think so. I, I think I remember hearing remember. him call in or something like that. I like that. Ryder's dad. Okay, well, Ryder's his mom. Ryder's my guy. I'm going to ride or yeah, die with he's, Ryder. He's a big fantasy guy. Oh, okay. All yes. Right. Loves fantasy. He's all in. Does he play? Is he good? Yeah. He plays. Yeah. No, he's super good. Oh, he's good. Okay. So he I, has beaten me seven out of eight rounds. So oh, okay. Wow. And, and Ryan, you're good. You're. And, but by the way, Ryan, can we take a moment to laugh at Parabinos' fantasy season? <laughs> can we? Yeah. <laughs> when you pick the most solid guy like Cooper Webb and then he body him, slams himself on the concrete, like what are you going to do? It's just luck. Yeah. Yeah. Luck. Yeah. Uh, I got a question for you, Ryan. So if you could pick, what are the, let's say two, two, ra- no, let's say three, three races that the three, the three most important amateur races that you would look at to, I guess, judge a guy's future or consider him for a team green ride or what are the three most important races to perform at for an amateur? Well, I think obviously Loretta's, you know, you have your, your long motos, all your competition is there. It's hot, track's rough, so you get a pretty good idea of all the variables. Next, I would probably say Freestone. Uh, Freestone's maybe not my favorite track, but it does attract all the competition because the timing of the year and where it's at. So east-west, they all converge in Texas. So there's never really an issue of, oh, this guy didn't come all the way from California or anything like that. So for me, I like that one because everybody's there. You know, a, a race like Mammoth, it's it's West Coast. The East Coast guys really aren't out there. Uh, and Minios is turning into the same thing where it's primarily East Coast. East Coast. So, hey, there's good competition, but not everyone is there. So I would say, obviously, Loretta's and then Texas would probably be the next one for me just because all the players are there. They've done a really good job. Last year, they gave the A and the B guys long motos 20 and 25 minutes, so that was nice to see uh, a difference in uh, fitness with a lot of guys. I mean, you definitely saw who does the work. Um, That's for sure. Uh, Tim Ritchie asked me about putting my name on an amateur race at Red Bull. Your name? Yeah, Pulp Mix. Well, not Steve Mathis, but Pulp Mix. I don't know. If about I that. if I do that, will will I print money? Will I just will I just will I just print money? You think? Or? I mean, he said he would line up a blue crew for me. You're you don't even like amateurs. You don't I like don't. amateur racing. I like money. Well, we yeah. do. We all like money. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wondered if I could crush it. You've got some pull. Might be able to pull it off. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, I'll go out. I'll red Bud prep Red Bud track. I want to be first moto of the day. I'll tell Tim. Okay. What What would make your hey, race you know what, unique? Though? Uh, I don't know. that red, bud. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Pala is the only national track that there's any higher level race at, at a pro national track. Like I always thought the that Cal was classic. Yeah. I mean, it's a decent event, but again, it's just West coast, but yeah. But what about, what we about? don't have an amateur national at a national track. Oh, I guess Gatorback isn't a, don't have an a- well, national there look, anymore. Look for but. the Pulp MX national amateur national coming soon. It's going to be one of the big five. <laughs> All right. A premier event? Yep. Okay. It's going to be one of the premier events. <clears throat> okay. But we should go. We should have big races at Red Bud or Millville or Ironman, like the real well, tracks. Well, that's what we talked Ryan, we what talked you, about that. You, yeah. You'd be in favor of dropping the 125 thing and putting uh, a little, like like what you, MXGP does? I was just going to say. Yep. I was just going to say. Oh, what do you think of EMX and, and how do you, yeah, like what do you think about all that? We used to yeah, have women's races. Why can't, why can't we have an all-star race? Well... 
We'll see. I think it's happening. I do. There, I've been told it's happening. Not for all of them, but some of them are going to have that. Okay. So we'll see. I'm no, at, I'm we, at, we need something like that. Again, it's it's giving these guys the proper I mean, platform. I mean, what's his name is go- has gone to Europe. Um, Max Volan. Volan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. To, to hey, do, do that. You, no, and I do think you remember? that's why you look at Jet Lawrence, and I use that example a lot. I mean, Jet's good. He was young, but he was the most prepared kid to become a professional in America. Even though he was the youngest, he had the most real experience. racing experience. Yeah. Because he raced men right. on real tracks and right. long motos, and right. he had that race craft, and that's where the other kids lack. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's something to be said for that. Absolutely. I, I mean, I like the 125 thing. I think that's cool when you got the old guys like Tedesco or these other guys showing up, but, but Villapoto, obviously. Stop playing with those scissors, Paul. Sorry. Stop playing with the scissors. All right, thank you. All right. It is cool. I, I like them. You know, it's neat. Like you said, you have the right. mix of the right. old guys and young kids coming together. But right. if you right. look at all the teams that are involved at a higher level in amateur racing, they're racing 250s. Their priority yeah. guys yeah. are racing 250s. So that's we need to have all of that talent together. And, and I, I propose kind of that we establish a higher level class so we don't have A and B. You know, if you're the best super mini kid in America, you don't go to the B class. You go to the yeah, A class. You go you to compete this, yeah, in the yeah, highest yeah, level. Yeah, and you develop there for a few years racing against, yeah. you know, maybe some older guys, and then and, and, it'll come around to where it's your turn to be the older guy. But right now, we pretty much set everybody up for success. Right. By like, oh, right. you're going to ride the B class, yeah, and you're going to yeah. ride the 125, yeah. and then you're going to go to A. You know, we're going to dodge this guy. We're going to dodge. We're going to dodge Forkner or dodge Jet Reynolds and go here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. stuff goes right. on. I I like to think that we don't. You know, right. we always put them in the most difficult class. I would say, or the most competitive yeah. class. Well, Will Hans guy didn't do that, so I, I know. yeah, yeah. Well, but that's what we need. Where all those guys are racing together, so that you yeah. know, I want a race where Jet Reynolds and Will's guys and Seth Hamaker and all these kids yeah. are competing together. Right. Yeah. I don't expect Jet Reynolds to beat Seth Hamaker, but it'll make for better experience for them to race against each other. Well said. I, I agree 100%. Um, Ryan, thanks for coming on, man. See, Appreciate you love it. amateur racing. Yeah, well, I'll come around. You agree. Yeah. Vertex Pistons bringing you Ryan Holiday. Email sales at paperworks.com. Uh, thanks for coming on, uh, Ryan. I appreciate it. Always a good conversation with you for sure. And I knew you, you and Paul would gel. So. No worries. Anytime. Ryan's smart. All right. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Talk All to you right, guys later. You. That's Ryan Holiday, everybody. We'll take one last call here. Uh, David, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on? I just put, I just put an FMF pipe on my uh, bike. It's working out great. I'm saving up for the header. And I heard about this uh, program today, the FMF Drop Program. Yeah. You get a T-shirt every month and yep. a special prize. Right. It's like Christmas every month. It's I was wondering, yeah. the T-shirt, where well, I watch on YouTube as well. So the T-shirt you have on, is that one of the exclusive FMF Drop yes. T-shirts? Yes, it was. The... I think it was two months ago uh, before the Pulp MX one came out, too. So, yeah, it's one of the exclusive shirts. It's, a, it's an FMF Drop. It's got, a, it's got Fro on it, so it's a Jeff Emig FMF Drop. Cool. I have to get signed up. Yeah, sign it up, man. It's it's really cool. We got a T-shirt showing up every month, so it's awesome. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I don't know if he was expecting me to give him one. Mm, I can't might really have do, been hitting that. Can't really do that. Motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Uh, upload your resume for free today. The first and only job board for the motorcycle industry. Look, you want to get started. Uh, you want to be the rental. What's your title? 
Off-road manager. Off-road manager. You, you need to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. You just can't step into a job like Paul Parabinos has. Jason Thomas, you want to be a national? Is he a national sales manager? Mm, no. Sales manager. So. Sales. Sales guy. Sales manager. You want to be Jason Thomas? Can't do that. You got to start somewhere. Go to motorcyclingjobs.com. You want to be a janky podcaster? Actually, you can just start that anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. That, right? that's true. You can do anything. Uh, but outside of real spirit. Outside of janky podcaster, if you want a real job. Motorcyclingindustryjobs.com. Job of the week this week, outside sales rep based in Dallas, Texas for Fox Racing. Full-time job for Fox. This is a Fox rep. So you know the name. You know the, the, the way it sells. And this is going to be in Dallas, Texas. Uh, if you are looking to be part of a dynamic, fast-paced global business headquartered in beautiful SoCal, do you want to work for a global leader deeply ingrained in the motocross and mountain bike community? Look no further. Fox Racing has a name uh, in motocross and mountain biking. has been a brand that's been around since the dawn of sport. So this is for a sales position for Fox Racing for Dallas, Texas. So drive around, visit dealers, sell some Fox, have a good time. There's harder things to sell. Right? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so, yeah, that's the MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com uh, job of the week. Last commercial break. Come back. We've got the Tweet, tweet a Talent segment with Paul Parabinos from Renthal. We've got some other stuff to go through. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be right back after this. Paul Pemex Show presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. So I bone this dude. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. 
If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Pulp Mech Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one-of-a-kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800 440 3559. Mention promo code PulpMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800 440 3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Racetech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Racetech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, fork, in your fork and shock. 
get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blows uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Racetech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Racetech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Hey, Pulp listeners. This is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts riders out there. Go get some this year. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. 
For over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, they're winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams and rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit WorksConnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Pop Metro presented by Motorsport.com. And the folks that fly racing, just simply go to the Motorsport banner on PulpMX.com. Click through that thing. There's also one on PulpMX show as well. Click through that thing and uh, take us in there and uh, make a purchase, and we get a small slice of that. Great company, great prices, everything else. Ride Engineering, ride-engineering.com. PulpMX-20 is the code to save at Ride Engineering. Filthy Phil Nicoletti using Ride Engineering products to win the Canadian uh, Supercross Championship. And uh, don't forget about Ride Engineering. They stock the new Apex Raptor titanium foot peg. They're wider, sharper, and lighter in the original Raptor version. Expect to save between a quarter and a half pound, depending on the model. Best use, best of all, use your Pulpomex-20 discount to get get them for $252 a set. And that includes shipping. Do it now. Ride-engineering.com. It's a product spotlight for the show. Uh, great company. Great guys. The uh, Smart Top uh, MCR guys use Ride Engineering uh, as well. Like I said, as Phil, as Phil Nicoletti. Works Connection, Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, HEP, AJE, KTM Canada, Chiz, all these guys using Works Connection, worksconnection.com. Paul, you've probably used Works Connection over the years. Absolutely. Fantastic company, great Fantastic products. Fantastic company. Pulpamex 20 is the code to save 20% uh, when it comes to Works Connection. They've been designing and develop, delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions for worldwide, or worldwide champions, I should say. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX twenty to save. Let's uh let's get into this section here. Pulp MX w- works connection. Will call. Will Han. What's happening? What hey, Will. It's Paul Parabinos. Hey. hey. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. How are you? I'm just watching the race. Oh, that's good. See this. See this team manager doing his homework. Homeworking. That's all. That's all there is, man. What um. I don't understand why you even have to work. I mean, you were a factory rider. You must have millions in the bank. Yeah, I just have so much stored up. I'm just waiting for money to spend it in uh, Cabo or something. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Because it's funny how you got to work, yeah. right? 
Right. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Right. Um, RJ Hampshire's move on Chase Sexton. What's your thoughts, Will? Uh, bold, but I don't think anything was wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> bold. He yeah. wants to win, right? Well, I mean, I think there's more beef than we know. Like, I didn't even know about Millville, and like, it keeps getting brought up. Like, I watched the press conference and, and all that stuff, and he said, like, he knew he had one coming, and then Chase even said, like, yeah, he did. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I don't even I don't, I don't even remember what happened to Millville. No. Um, but, I mean, apparently something did. What yeah. if that moves on Shane? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like pumped on it, but I mean, I'm not like, I'm not fleeing. He didn't injure your guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, sl- it's a slower corner, right? Like, right. it's not that big of a deal. He didn't fall with him, like. And that corner, dude, a lot of people were being like pretty like nonchalantly like going out to the bales for no reason. So, I mean, that you got to know it's coming in that corner. Yeah, Chase even said when he walked the track, he told his team there's going to be somebody getting going down here. Well, he he called it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Well, Popo Mex is R.J. Hampshire. Are we taking no prisoners? That's what I'm saying. I mean, you just, just got to go for it. I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of R.J. I really like him. So, for me, like, and then not that I don't like Chase. It's just one of those things where I was like, I was pumped to see him kind of like, you know, fight for it. I mean, I think that's what we all see, right? Yeah. I think he was doing what he needed to do to win the race. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of like over this whole like, F you, dude. like anti-aggression. Like you, you're you. not allowed to like fight for it. Like I'm just, I'm Thank just I'm over that. Like yeah. just like, can we, can we please just race? Like I'm so sick of it being like this. Steve, like, preschool. Like we have to be nice. So hey, this is Steve. I think this is why I'm such a big fan of Moto G or I'm sorry, MXGP, and why I get mad that you're that you don't get more pumped yeah. is because I feel that those guys race everybody the same. No matter if your number plate's red or you got a number one on it or you're on a factory team or you're on a privateer team, everybody races this, the same. Where I feel like sometimes in our sport, in our series, who cares what number's on your bike? Who cares if it's red? Like, you're in the race. You're in. You're there to do the best you can. Well, well that's the thing. Is like, that's what's funny. Is like my, my trainer, Ryan, uh, when I was racing, like, pretty much my whole career, he always used to say blank number plates. Like, yep. who gives a shit? Yeah, I think that's well, I think that's smart. I've told Dean the same thing. Everyone's got the same number on their plate. The, Don't the, like the history of motocross and supercross has included contact passing forever, as always, and it should, and, and it should, yep, and it should never go away. And, it just and, needs and, to be done with etiquette. Yeah, there's etiquette in racing aggressively. Right, right, right. I mean, there is stuff that goes over the line that was just like ridiculous. Like, and I understand that, and and I mean it's. It's always that line you got to walk, right? But at the same time, like, I mean, if you want to set a president's like, like you're not going to mess around. Like, I mean, that's good. Yeah, no, let's do it. Hey, so why was Shane's start so bad the first couple? What What do you do in the third one to change that, if anything? I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. It's it's something that you're always constantly battling, right? Like, you want to get the whole shot every time because it makes your race a hell of a lot easier. Um I think the first one we were just late, and nothing, nothing other than that. I think just uh, we weren't ready to uh, to go right away, and we definitely got the okay. wheel on us straight away. And and like uh, the second one, I I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't got to that race yet to watch it. Uh, but I think that it's just one of those things that sometimes it's just not quite there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tampa was good all night. Um, that last man was. I mean, three out of five. Still, I'm still good with that. Will, where are you at on the rule book? <laughs> So, 
the rule book is the rule book, right? Like, I, I'm sure there's rules in there that we all want to change, but the rules are the rules at the end of the day. Like, do you yep. do you encourage your staff to read the rule book? Yes, and we've actually gone over it before. Like, hey, you, like stuff you can be penalized for as a mechanic, you know, certain things you can and can't do or, or staff or, or whatever the case is. Yes. We go over it. If something changes and I read it, like if they know it, they know it. But if I'm not going to go in there, no, every year, if it hasn't changed, I'm not going to go there and like say anything, but like, yeah, if something, if something drastic, it's changed. Well, yeah, we definitely, we definitely, we're aware of it. I'd protest your team. I think you guys are running big boars. We are. <laughs> I'd love to fucking ride a bike and try it. Will. Sorry. Yeah, you'll never know, but it, it is a big war, yeah. Okay, all right. Now that we know, you're, you're saying it live on the Pulp Mech Show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what size is it? Four, uh, 430. Oh, wow, okay. That's good. It's amazing good. you got like that yeah. cylinder, the piston around that thing, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I boarded out myself. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Change the boring stroke. That's, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. Hey, are you still st- speaking of that? Are you still with that girl, that nurse? Yes, she's right beside me. Really? Yep. Still like going on and everything. Everything's good. Yeah, it's, I know. It's Why do you say that so like shockingly? Can we talk? Like, right? can, like he's incapable of of, of having a relationship. Can, 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 <laughs> he's like, holy <laughs> shit, that's shocking. Can we talk to her? Put her on. No. Yeah, put her on the put her on the phone. Come on. No, you can't. You can't talk to her. no. Just dude, let us no. talk to her for a little bit. We'll be fine. No, I, one no, and two no. Paul, I maybe let talk to you like because she's not there. Because right. you're lying. She's no, not there. He's not you, lying. You broke up with her, and you're crying, and you're in tears, and you made it. You made or, or you made this whole girl thing up. Friend up. That's I, it. I cried once on Valentine's Day, and that was emotional. Sleep alone about that. All right. Okay. <laughs> Have her just yell into the phone to prove she's there. <laughs> I don't need that. No, she came back with. She was at the. Tell him no. Will tell him no. Complete fucktard. Tell him no. Will we want to prove she's real? It doesn't matter. You could have came by the race this weekend. Oh, she was at the race. Yeah, it's my home race. I had to go meet the parents. No wonder why I never saw her. When's the wedding? Yeah, locked up. (laughs) Where are we gonna have it? How are we gonna party? What are we gonna do? Is it gonna be fun? Oh, man, yeah, it's a whole other plan, huh? Yeah, let's talk about those fun details. Yeah. <laughs> Am, I a good time? Am I invited to your wedding? Of course, without question. Is Marks invited? Yeah, dude. Huh. What about Lone Wolf, the new guy? He doesn't even know who I am, dude. Yeah, would you I recognize Marks like if he was there? No, no, he no, he wouldn't. We got to keep it smaller. We can't, it can't, you can't just be inviting Oh, so Marks everybody. can't come? Oh, so Marks can't come, Paul? I don't. I don't know. I feel like he just uninvited Marks for me. That's, yeah, I kind of like it too. Like, that's, hey, that's like, fucked up. Kind of Will, I want to remind you, just remi- keep in mind to be yourself on Twitter. Don't don't always, you know, it really bothers me when every single tweet you have is blowing somebody or, or being positive. I want to see some emotion. You know what I mean? Like, even if the Eagles get stomped and you say something positive, I'm I don't like that, okay? I want some emotion out of you. I got I got yelled at for cussing on there by my parents, so I gotta keep that to a minimum. Apparently. Oh, I didn't know that. See, my parents don't have Twitter. Yeah, I don't gotta deal with that. You, uh, yeah. You so I, I gotta I gotta tame that down a little bit. Apparently. What did you swear? When? What? What tweet was that? What happened? Why would you say that? I, don't know, I probably just probably like fuck the Eagles or something. Oh, like okay, yeah, 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 maybe right. Um, it's very possible. 
Works Connection will call on the show. Will, right? how is uh, how's Colt doing? Good. Honestly, I mean, it's just a, it's a lengthy deal. Like, it's, uh, I mean, no one ever likes doing a shoulder. I mean, I've done mine. I mean, you've done yours, haven't you, Paul? I haven't done shoulders. I visited you in the okay. hospital when you did yours, though. My shoulder's fine <laughs> also, Will. Thanks. My shoulders are good, too. I don't care about your shoulders, Steve. But, um, uh, no, I mean, it's one of those things. It's, it's a lengthy process, and I think he'll be on the bike here, I would say, within a week. Um and yeah, just taking day by day, we're not rushing him. And he's rushed a lot of stuff back. And he's been one of those guys that's like miraculous for coming back from injury, right? So, right. Um, and I, I think that this one, we need to make sure that everything's good and get him back on the bike and, and get him strong and ready, and regardless of when that is coming back. Um, I think it could be sooner rather than later, but at the same time, it needs to be done in the, in the process that uh, oh God, is correct. Dude, and, and fucking like, listen what? to him talk. Listen to him talk. Like, just. Like so corporate, he's so corporate. Like just, it's uh, not corporate. Just, just I mean, fucking only, tell us how his shoulder is. Like that's it. Just tell us. I just told you within a week, dude. I mean, it's it's a lengthy process. We all know that, dude. Like, I mean, I've torn my labor a minute. It took a long. Okay, time. sounds like you're making excuses for him. Nobody's doubting Colt Nichols and being tough or not. We we believe it. You know, I'm not. I'm okay, do listen, it, Paul. What? What the fuck is up with Master Pool? Like, is this kid gonna race Supercross ever? Um, I don't, I don't know. How, how how can Will keep him on the team if he doesn't race Supercross? I don't think he's on the team. You don't think Ty Masterpool is on the star team? I don't know. Will, you answer the question. It's your team. He He's on the team for outdoors, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. You guys got a lot of guys. You don't think Ty, yeah, Ma- Ty Masterpool was like a top 10 guy last year? Of course he's on the team. <sighs> he led laps. Okay. I mean... I don't know. I mean, obviously, we know his Why family's... Why does he race Supercross, though? Well, dude... Like, he, I know he's not comfy with it. I get it's it. It's not but. even that he's not comfy. He's, he, they, their family has been through a very gnarly thing. And, uh, okay, and but but you, you're not going to keep a ride if you don't ride Supercross. Do you think you'll ride Supercross in 2021, Will? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Okay. There you go. All right. Just wondering. I'm very curious. I saw him this weekend. That's why it brought me up. I'm like, oh, hey. Master pool, like he's on the star team. He's pretty funny on Instagram. That Is kid. he? I think so. Yeah. Right. Um, what else, Will? Do you have any time? Ta- when's the last time you rode? Uh, Will, when's the plus twenty five well, comeback happening? Or are we just talking plus thirty at this point? I mean, might as well be plus thirty right now. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. Uh, I mean. No, I haven't really been riding a whole lot. Uh, I think it's about to start back up here pretty quick, like outdoor testing and stuff like that. Maybe a little bit of supercross here and there, just see. I mean, if any, anything comes up, but I haven't really been riding. My brother's been like really pushing me to race Freestone and all this stuff, but I'm mm-hmm. not really like I really don't like going there to race if I really haven't been riding. Like I pretty much did that last year, and it's really not that cool. Um, well, yeah, you got, when I prep for but, World Vets, I, I mean, I got some serious riding in for World Vets. So yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, all right, well, we're you go twelve nine seventh overall, fourteen nine for seventh. Either Isn't way, that's that lucky. It's amazing. Isn't that lucky? Medals up. Yeah, I think I think one year that there is, I think I went like fourteen twelve sixteen for tenth overall. My my brother being so mad. Mm. <laughs> it's nice. Good job. <laughs> what's uh? That's what's your good. team look like next next year, Will? Because you obviously got two gnarly guys that are probably going to graduate, right? So. 
Yeah, that's all the work in progress right now. It's always, I think, that's always a thing that you're. Um, why don't you go steal an amateur from another team? Easy with all that. Yeah, well, would, that's sorry. just that's sorry. bullshit. Sorry, sorry. No, that that's Thank not how that's not how it happened. Ball. Okay, that's bullshit. Um, yeah, no, we're just uh, we're looking forward to that. I mean, I, that's the thing is, I mean, obviously, um, Justin is uh, one of our guys that we we definitely. Are very fond of, and then obviously same with Colt, and then oh. um, I mean we have Jarrett moving through the ranks and and all that. So I think that we're uh, we're in a good position right now. Cooper's contract's up though, right? This year, like it's yes, he's, he's a free agent, so that's cool because I've heard some interesting stuff about him for next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. What, 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 I, got, mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know what you're talking. Would you like to comment on some of that or no? Will? Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't anybody be interested in him? Everyone should be, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. my point. Like, I yeah. mean, obviously, we love the kid. Like, he's a great kid. He's a great writer. Yep. Um, he's lived with me for a long time. So, I mean, he doesn't right now. But yeah, he moved um, on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's probably a good move for him. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. I must be honest. But, well, because you're acting, no, you're, you would probably yeah, act like you have this imaginary chick, and it got really weird for him because you were talking to this imaginary girl. No, no, there's no imaginary girl, dude. Can she just say hi into the phone? No. Okay, so she's imaginary. Got it. No, she's not allowed to talk to you. Could she say hi to Paul? Yeah, but when, when just when Paul and I talk. Oh, okay. All right. What are you doing? Oh, that's from Will. Uh, yes. That doesn't count. That what do you does mean? Not count. How does it not count? You can't do a ghost it proxy counts. finger. Why not? You can't ghost finger somebody. He no. told me to do it. It counts. No, it doesn't count. It does not count. <laughs> It does not count. No one, no one has ever said you can't ghost finger someone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I don't think we have ever clarified the ghost <laughs> finger rules. Yeah, no, it's that, that works. Hey, uh, Big Bird was on the show earlier tonight. He's a legend. Dude, he's awesome. Yeah. Did you hear it? No, I haven't. I haven't listened yet. Uh, but, um, nobody listened. He to called show. me like last week. His voicemail, you know, and I'm like, I don't really want to check my voicemail. I'm listening. They're like, hey, well, it's Larry Ward. And I'm like, I, I, see, I don't know if you know me, but it's Big Bird. And I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely aware, and I am. I can't wait to call you back right now. <laughs> Will, where are you at on Triple Crowns? Uh, I mean, I like them. You no, like it is. no complaints. Adam is though, like, uh, don't I mean, throw me. I mean, there's a lot of racing, and there's, I know it's almost it's it's more risk, but at the same time, we risk it every day. You go on the on the bike, like I mean, come on. Yep. Where are you at like, with fake starts? Where, where are you at with fake starts? I mean, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna like what I'm gonna have to say right now because I've listened to your rants, listened to a couple this morning on my mountain bike. Get it. But like as as me as a rider, I would have liked that because it gives you this confidence going into the night. What right? if you get smoked like, on the fake start? Fake start. Well, that's not ideal. But <laughs> starts. I mean, easy. I feel like I was a good starter, and I would feel like it'd be easy for me to go up there and like get in everyone's head. Then also, I'd like give myself a little bit more confidence. Like, oh, oh, I hope one. I, always, I hope one of your, I always felt good about that. I hope one of your star riders fucking gets hurt. You'll be like, oh yeah, this is your awesome. Fake starts are great. Awesome. That's, that's fucked up. That's not that's nice. Don't worry. I'm, I thought I thought that at Tampa when Shane went down. Right, right, dude. Like, a whole season could be ruined on one of those stupid things. Like ruined, uh, ruined. R O O N E D. What? Ruined. But what do you do though, dude? Like, I mean, I get it. You can let him go. Just let him go. Time, like, let him go and do your start. 
Yeah, but everyone kind of, like, I mean, once it kind of sets, everyone, for the most part, there's maybe one or two dudes that don't know how to use their brain that don't let off a little bit. Uh, that, those would be the dudes I'd be scared of taking my front wheel out. Those of are the way. MTF guys. <laughs> Brian, John, <laughs> Brian, Brian Johnson. Just says, <laughs> I said it. Brian Johnson just says, I'll get a text from you. Brian here shortly. Um, Hey, why, why Justin Cooper's girlfriend, why does she fly around in private jets? What's the deal there? I mean, I think that, I mean, obviously, clearly that the family's well off. I mean, I don't, I don't know how to answer that exactly, but <laughs> I mean, I would say. What, is, what, what do they do? Do you know? I mean. They have a emerging uh, uh, maple syrup, syrup, syrup conglomerate. Company? Okay. Well. Conglomerate. <laughs> pork, pork rinds. One of my favorite movies. One of my favorite movies of all time. Pork rinds. Pork bellies. Pork, pork rinds are good. Pork bellies. Hey, Will, you're not you're not going to let Steve ride the bike, right? Yeah, he is. No, never. Yeah, no, all right. Never. That's what I thought. Listen, that's cool. listen here. I love if it. You, <laughs> if you don't let us ride the bike, you got hell coming down on you, buddy. Hell. Hey, let's just start letting everybody else ride it, but Steve. I'll ride it. So, um, we'll let Sean ride it. We'll let all kinds of all your friends ride Sean. it. We'll put it on Instagram. Sean. Sean's a mutual friend okay. that Will and I have. Just all everybody Jay, you can, can think Jake, of. Jake and Coke, can you ride it? Yeah, let Jake ride it. Everybody oh, ride it, Jake but and Coke Steve. Can only ride it if he comes tuned. Oh, <laughs> he'll come tuned. Like, I want to. I want to. I want to be ready to rip. I think Jake and Coke lives his life tuned. <laughs> right. He's living a nice life in Idaho. I went and visited him. Jake's right. happy in Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Dude, him on Pulp is, is seriously like all time for me. Like, I, didn't, I, I cannot stop. I didn't listen it, to it, his show. Uh, I need I, to. We got so many people. Like th- people are just they love it. They love him. We uh, we got to work on getting him back down here. He's really hard to book. He's not easy to book. He's all over the map. <laughs> Nicole's th- got this going on. I got this going on. We we got the kid. We got like he's all over the map to book. But we can get him locked in. You know, we'll do it. You're lucky. But I like. I, you. I think I, I think I called Steve like during the show. Like while, while yeah. not during it, like not not that, but the next morning I was while I was into it, I called it while he's on, and I'm like, Dude, I gotta call him right now. Like, this is all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Um, all right. Well, Will, thanks for your weekly appearance here on the show. I appreciate it, and Eric Phipps for having me on. What do you watch on Netflix right now? No, um, you know what I'm really bummed about is I need. Um, damn it, I'm drawing a blank. The. Uh, it's the the ranch show was on the ranch and like uh, cowboys. It's I think it's Cost, Kevin Costner maybe. What? Um, yeah, yeah Yellowstone. It's, yeah, it's called Wider. Yeah, no, I'm ready for yeah the new season of Yellowstone. That's what I'm really waiting for right now. Well, I've never heard of this. I don't know what you're talking about, but you need to watch it. It's gonna blow your mind. Okay. All right. Sounds gay. Anything else for All Will right, Hahn? Well. And Talon, uh, Marks, do you have any questions for Will, Will Hahn? Worst connection, Will Hahn? Oh, uh, we, we do have a question. Yeah, Will, here we go. Somebody emailed him. Here we go. We had two. One was... Oh, here we go. One you guys covered with the uh, Master Pool thing, but the okay. other one... Well, all right. Uh, star Racing Amateur Riders Nick Romano and Jarrett Fry were at the Loretta's Area Qualifier at Hangtown. Both were not racing and were actually just cruising around the track. What was the reason behind this? Why would they even show up if they aren't going to try? Maybe they're injured. Just seemed weird. Just getting there. Well, yeah, there. no, Nick. Nick is injured, um, and he rolled around to get to get qualified. Um, he's not quite released from the doctor. He broke his claws on Anaheim too. How do you so roll around to get qualified? Don't you have to beat anybody? I no, mean, they I take everybody out of the area. Oh, they do. Yeah, the area pretty is much. pretty yeah. 
pretty much easy to get out of there. So okay. basically all you have to do is finish. Okay. So Nick basically rolled around. Um, Jarrett was riding, and I think he twisted his knee, so he was taking it easy and, and just qualifying. So um, okay. it's one of those things. And not planned to be that way, but, yeah, Nick's was. Jarrett's uh, was not. Well, the other question, uh, Talon, was about Masterpool, but th- doesn't a guy call Will a name? That's why I like that guy. That's fucked. Uh, hey, he said hey. that jerk-off, Will Hahn. Yeah, yeah, I like that guy. That's hey, my, Will. That's my favorite. What about guy. the Mustang with the twice pipes and the picante sauce in the eye? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was rough, dude. What happened? I mean, you can't just drop this. Literally literally cracked my eye socket. <laughs> Why? I don't know. This dude thought like, that I was talking shit to him at like a Whataburger one night. At a Whataburger? Whataburger. Oh, boy. Yeah. It was like me, Cunningham, uh, Steve Westfall, uh, I think Partridge was with us or something. A bunch of dudes like that. We were all riding in Texas together, and like we we were hanging out one night all together. And, and um, I mean, I must have been like sixteen. And yeah, this dude thought we were talking crap to him, but we were leaving with all of our, you know, I had like taquitos or something. And uh, I mean, in the backseat of, of like, I think it was Steve's um, like Tahoe or something. The windows down, like we're whatever, like no one's thinking. Anything. This dude like blazes up to us in his fucking Mustang, and um, hops out of it and just socks me in the face while I'm eating a taquito. (laughs) Thought I I, like, thought I said something to him. And I'm like, I had no idea what was going on. I might just like drive, dude, drive. Like what the hell just happened? Like spring my taquito somewhere, which I was pretty emotional about. Right, right. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what I what I could have said. Like I literally walked in and got taquito and walked out. I didn't talk to anybody. (laughs) And the guy just slugged you. Dude, literally pulled up to the red light, got out of his sting, and then just blasted me for no reason. I, I really don't know. Still to this day, not really sure what happened. I mean, maybe Partridge mouthed off to him, but I mean, clearly we look quite a bit different. So Right, right. Yeah, I mistake you and Partridge all the time. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I can't get him straight. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, I can fit in Partridge's underwear and you can't see me. <laughs> uh, X 20 to save at Works Connection, WorksConnection.com, the official start device of the jerk-off Will Hans. Star Racing Yamaha team. So, Wilbur, I'm really, I mean, obviously, uh, I want RJ Hampshire to do really well here um, on the East Coast, but this thing's shaping up to be a Shane McElroy, Chase Sexton battle. I'm looking forward to it, man. They're, they're both great. So, it should be great. No, I think I, it has been cool to watch. Like, I mean, it is, you know what, like, I take for granted sometimes is like how exciting it is to go from West to East, right? Like, it's like a complete reset and it's exciting, you know, mid season. I think, I think that that's something like, kind of take for granted at this point. Like, right. I think you're so focused on, like, racing and, 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 like, go, 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 go. But, like, it is pretty damn fun to, to have that. And then, like, then pretty soon we'll be at Denver, you know, yeah. and then, showdown. You know, so forth. Yeah, showdown. So I, I think it is pretty damn cool. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, all right, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for picking up, I should say. All right, have yeah. Fun. I mean, next, next time just call me at midnight. Have, mean, have fun with your imaginary brain, girlfriend. Man. Have fun with your imaginary girlfriend. All right, bye. I don't yeah, put penis out of your mouth while you're working. All right, bye. Will on everybody. Worst connection. Will call. I, we need to. We need to get rid of those. I like Will. They're done. I think this is done. They're running their course. What? What? The Will Han, Will Hahn call. Oh, he's not. <clears throat> he he was probably getting a handy or something when you called. He, he's not into it. He doesn't seem like he's into it. Maybe you call him too late. I mean, it's a school night. You need to call him a little earlier. Okay. All right. 
Paul Parabinos from Renthal, Renthal.com. Uh, Fat Bar 36 out now, Paul. Uh, so last week, Tyler Medaglia was in studio here, our buddy. He said, well, first on the whole show, he's talked about how he changed bars all the time. It he, sounds like he's a, he's a super he's nerd. nuts yeah, when it comes to this Super stuff. nerd, nutty about bar bends. Right. And as he said, you can't switch bikes and use the same bar bend. Like, everything's different. Peg relationship and seat. And He's all about that triangle, as oh, Chris would say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wrote down. I got it. You put a glass on top of his measurements. Yeah, it's like a coaster. But so, <laughs> so you can't even read anything. It's a coaster. T Dags, Paul used your measurements as a coaster. So he wants you to develop that bar, Paul, for Renthal, and call it a five five five. That was okay. his number. Okay. And, and there you go. So so does I, I'm going to ask Tyler to go to the Renthal site. Mm-hmm. We have this really cool tool on our site. It's called the WorksFit tool, and he could input these measurements into the site, and it'll draw the bar for him. And it'll compare it to something you guys have? And then you can overlay bars. Really? So it's the neatest thing ever. I even used it when I was at ProTaper. Wow. So you can put, again, you can use custom dimensions, so you can put yeah. input other brand bars into it, or you can compare rental bar to rental bar. But, yeah, it'll draw the bar for you in gray, mm-hmm. and then you can overlay a red bar, and you can see the differences in sweep, height, wow. width. It's the coolest thing ever. How do you guys not know about this? I don't know. Not right. enough people know about it. Now, That's why I want to. I'm trying to right. spread the word about he, it. He's saying, T Dags is saying that everybody's demanding that bar. He told me. Well, I'm gonna need some more facts than than a some scribble on a napkin about that. Right. But I'm not gonna dismiss him totally. Okay. Um. But uh, I input these numbers into into the website a little bit earlier, and we have stuff that's pretty similar to this. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. So and it, and it, and it and to let T Dags know, when a handlebar comes off the bender, there's about three millimeters of tolerance, yeah, plus yeah. or minus. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you're talking about height and you're within three, you almost need to consider that the same same bar. Okay. And if you're bitching over two millimeters difference or something, mm-hmm. then you're a head case. Yep. Uh, have you talked to handlebars with Chris Keefer much? Yeah, I okay. always enjoy All talking right, handlebars yeah. with Chris. Fake signs? He's a Fat Bar 36 fan. Oh, he is? I think yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, and you are too, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I, I need to ride it more. Um, I The vibration dampening oh, the vibration is, is what I, you guys love. Uh, I noticed it right away. That's the number one thing. Absolutely. I noticed less vibration with it. That's for cool. sure. So that, and that was one of the goals, right? Yeah, absolutely yeah. was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I, don't like the, I didn't like the grips you sent me. You should have sent me the right grips. So I didn't like that. That affected what? my... Why did you send me Kevlar? Kevlar Remember when I asked you what your favorite grip was? Yeah, I never said Kevlar. You're right. You didn't. I don't know why I sent you Kevlar. I would have said soft. Well, soft soft half half waffle is what Chris said that he liked, and you asked him the question. That's what everybody likes. Everybody likes soft soft half waffle. It is our number one selling grip. It's it's the only grip I think that, I mean, that's got to be. It is a great grip. Yeah. Cooper Webb uses it. Everyone uses it. Lots of guys use it. You know, do you know Tomac uses a full waffle? Yeah. You, you didn't know that. Yeah, I seen it on his bike. Okay. Um, somebody I know uses the full waffle and have to shave the half waffle off because they say it's thicker. That was a Wyndham thing. Well, it wasn't Wyndham because I don't oh. know Wyndham that well. But another rider, I forget who, was like, no, I got to put the full waffles on and shave them because they're thicker. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Fuck yeah, my that's life. that's yeah, that's like Who was it? I don't remember. Right, right. I forget who yeah. it was. But anyways, so that's what they had to do. The mechanic had to do shave, shave the half waffle off. Yeah. Yep. Some guys oh. get nuts. Right. Uh, so you liking it? You enjoying it? I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. It's been a transition working from home. Yep. Um, but uh, I think it's good, and just the company is 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 solid, privately owned, and just so 
just a fan of racing. Like it's cool. It's not yeah. a spreadsheet. It's a it's a it's an enthusiast job and and I love being a part of the brand. I think yeah. there's a lot of potential to come and, and yeah. Um as you can see from my vehicle outside, I'm on board with rental. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Jesus. Uh yeah, what? Yeah, like that's you, that's bold. What do you mean? Yeah, I, I don't it's know. It's cool though, right? The license plate? Yep. I like it. I thought it was a company truck. Well, listen, you two assholes, you get Pablo Mex on your plates. Yeah, no. Commit. Yeah, no. Commit. 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 No shot. Um, yeah. Well, it's a great company. Obviously, um, where you were when you were here uh, in the fall. Yes. Um, October. Yeah, in October we talked about it. Yep. And it's just it's such a compliment to the company that whether it's Vortex or Pro Taper, people are like, hey, I need a nine seven one. Like you've created. The, 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 yeah. the, you're set the market. People are like, "Hey, I need a half waffle, gray." And and like, gray was the color that Rental put in their grips to make them stand out, and they did such a great job that other companies are like, "We got to make the same color as yeah. Rental." They don't. They could be black. Grips were black for a hundred years. Rental decided to make them gray for no reason other than to stand out. And other companies are like, "Now we got to make our grips gray." That is the ultimate compliment. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of cool things about the brand like that, and then and then. And even when I was transitioning and I and people were beginning to learn that I was now at Renthal, it was I was getting a lot of respect from people and, and that comes from the brand, like and the brand's reputation. Yeah. So like that's flattering. Um so yeah, I I love being a part of the brand. It's a great company. Um yeah, good position for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, do they make a blue waffle? We make a gray and blue grip. Oh you do? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. A huh. dual layer grip. Well, so, what uh, is that a joke? That blue I waffle. Get? Blue waffle. Mo- moving on. Yeah. yeah, we'll move on. I didn't get the joke. I don't know either. Are we too old? Just Google Maybe. it when you get a chance. He's not that much younger than me. I don't know, bro. Wait, how old are you, Mark? Or, or, or don't Google it. Mark's how old are you? I'm 32. Just a touch younger. Blue waffle. I'm good. Don't do it right now. Yeah, I don't know if you really want to Google that. Actually, Greaves, come over and grab a headset. <laughs> come on over. Let's bring my buddy Trevor Greaves in here. Long time friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. Put that thing on. What? What is it? What is it? It's a blue waffle. I don't get it. Oh, you don't have it. Bring your chair up. You gonna bring your chair up? Sorry. Um, you might have to. Uh, oh, it's an STD. Yep. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. You know what? This is not that kind of show. We're at, right. we're in the dark period. It's I said move on. I said 10. moving on. He's the one that looked it up. Uh, we're coming to the <laughs> motorsport.com. I just got a text that said Blue Waffle's disgusting. Don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Motorsport.com tweeted Talon segment coming up real shortly here. Uh, just wrapping this thing up. Uh, Larry Ward, Chase Sexton, Ryan Holiday, Will Hahn, Tony Alessi all on the show tonight. Jam packed. Of course, our buddy Jason Thomas as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, all on here. 702-586-7857. We can take your call if you want. Uh, Trevor Greaves, what's up, bud? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. My buddy Trevor here in town from Winnipeg, Canada. I uh, we didn't grow up together, but we've known each other since I don't know, fifteen. We were both fifteen, probably. You lived on the wrong side of the track. Well, you lived in the ritzy part of Winnipeg. Do you have any Manitoba titles? I have no. I got uh, a couple of. I do. I have a vet title. One. What two thousand and four? One to four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I missed I the fifth by two points. You were pretty good on the mountain bike today. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. So we went mountain bike. What are you better at, Steve? At well, well, I don't really know. I, I probably. I heard you smoked him at World Vets one year. I did. Yes, I did. Twenty ten. <laughs> I, I don't remember this, but I don't believe. I believe it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he did. I'm sure he yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people smoked me at World Vets this year too. Although fourteen nine no, for seven. Only six people did apparently. <laughs> I think I got eight that year. Oh yeah. To tell you the truth. Yeah, you came down and did, did them. Did a few times. Yeah. Uh, 
does looking at the 89 Honda here, does it that get... That was my first big that, bike. Yeah, Greaves, Greaves had one of these. Yeah, that was my favorite bike. And that's and I tell the story, I had an 89 Cowie, all done up by Pro Circuit, sent the cylinder and head to Mitch, got a jersey and a stand, got a hill, pipe silencer. You let me ride your bike in the sand at at Hunts Hills. Probably the Hunts yeah. And, and you let me ride your bike, and I was like, this is bone stock. And this is better than my full race Cowie. Like I was <laughs> like, these, these Hondas were <laughs> really good. I was like, I'm screwed. So, um, I was thinking today, like, so we raced together in the same class for a long time, right? Um, not very much. Oh. I started a little bit behind. I started a year behind. You, Did you? There okay. was a point that we were in B class together. I couldn't or remember. Intermediate. Uh, I, were you, did you launch into me at, 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 no, 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 that wasn't, that was, that was uh, not you as a friend, a friend, another Charles would guy on an XR 400. No, no. At Winnipeg? No. At yeah. But it wasn't XR 400. Oh, it was, def- it was, it was definitely Curtis. 400s oh. launching into you, Steve? No, no, no. no. It must've been in that the was way. Check. But it wasn't, okay, okay. It wasn't you. It wasn't me. But I'm getting it confused. No, I was actually hurt. The, I hurt oh. my knee that year. Oh, you did. So I, was, I watched him torpedo you into the bushes. He just got whiskey throttle. I was making a left turn. A guy got whiskey throttle, and I never even saw it coming, dude. Cleaned you. God that was, his, that no was the last time he raced. Was it really? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Wow. Well, he, he, he deserved it. Yeah. Speaking of 89, I don't what? see my, hey, what was... my bad boy club JT pants. Oh, they're in here. the closet? You, yeah, you gave I, me... They're... I bought those at Steve Cycle. Oh, well, you did? Yes, I did. Oh, wow. What was Steve's racecraft like? Was he like a get a good start... Try to hold on. Was he get a bad start? Charge from the back and be there at the end. You well, were a good starter. I don't remember. I think I was okay. Yeah, you were yeah. a pretty good starter. Yeah, but the Heberts were very good starters. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the guy. I lost the the fifth Manitoba title to a Hebert by two points. Hebert. He yeah. had a bro- two of them. Two yeah, of Ryan them. and Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which the one? younger the younger one? Ryan. I lost Ryan. The 80 Ryan champi- Hebert. 80, 80 expert championship. Edged yeah. you. Mm-hmm. What's Ryan Hebert do today? I don't know. I don't know, but I still think about that damn title I lost. He beat the last beat round him. was in Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, do you remember so. my JT half? Yes, pitch? Greece was the only guy I ever knew that bought the JT. You probably don't even remember. No, this. I remember. It Super was like high quad one. Or yeah, something. Greaves had one. What was he, the point of and that? I you was, think I, from here down, I was a mess. I was peppered. <laughs> Why? Why did they make it so it short? It was for quads, I think, because you no, sat down on a quad. Remember, and... RJ had it because he said leaning down, it the chest pressure wouldn't yeah. pinch into him, so he uh, had a uh, short one. Oh, okay, yeah, was yeah I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we grew up racing together, Trevor yeah. and I, for a long time, known each other forever. So lots of U.S. trips, Crookston, yeah, and... arena crosses, right? Were you, oh, you were there when I broke my pelvis. No, I was not there. That was not was your. Not that was not that trip. Oh Pelvis. God, that sucked. Yeah. And they wheeled me around in an office yes. chair all weekend. Until <laughs> <laughs> I got home, yeah, because I had no. We didn't think I had health insurance yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I remember lots of trips throwing food out the windows. Of your Fireworks. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of uh, the current state of Canadian moto? As a Canadian, well, for a little bit of background, so Trevor uh, works with CTI knee braces. And he goes to a race or two a year, not always, but for the most part, the most to, part. to fit yeah. the riders with braces. So, yeah. Can Mad- I get some Nissan? Medaglia. Yes. <laughs> Medaglia, Fasciati. Trevor works with all these guys. Okay. He's done for years. Okay. So he's, yeah, he's involved yeah. with Canadian Moto. That's why I asked him the question. I heard oh, that earlier. Oh, okay. Sorry. Colt yeah. just did my suspension. What? Colt just did my suspension. Oh, he did? He yeah. didn't do it. I think he did. No. He's doing suspension. He's got a he's, he's got, got a, a shop. He's Get out of S- here. He's got an SSS uh, uh, a Joe, franchise. He's Joe's got a Joe Skid franchise. Yeah. yeah, at GDR. And he's doing the work. No, he's I, not. 
I'll text them. Okay. Please. Sure. <laughs> we got to figure this out. Yeah. Diggles will text me. Yeah. Hey, Joe Skid's a good dude. Yeah, Joe Skid. He's the one guy at, I was at Blackfoot for two rounds before yeah. I got shit-canned. I like Joe Skid the most out of everybody yeah. on that team. I've, good person. Yeah, that's right. You only made two rounds? Yeah, I got shit-canned after I two rounds. funny Joe Skid they put story. On the, they put on the pit board corner, suck, and then they said, yeah, we're not going to bring you up the, for the th- round, yeah. round three. Yeah, and I was on my way to the airport. <laughs> that was it. I have okay. a funny Joe Skid story. Okay. okay. And enough about Joe Skid stories. Okay. Uh, Canadian State of Canadian. State of Canadian Modal. You know, I think it's. I think the the group that's in charge of it now is doing an admirable job. Um, I think that. Uh, I think there's some things happening behind the scenes. Uh, Manitoba lost their their uh, national this year. Um, I don't exactly know why. Um, so it's skipping over provinces across our Bl- blame Gold. I blame Gold. We could blame Goldie, but uh, it's skipping across provinces. Um, in where I'm from, in the middle of Canada, there's less riders doing the nationals um, than ever. I don't know really why that is, but I think it has something to do with with uh, with the support and things like that. But I mean, I, I don't want to badmouth anybody because I'm not on the inside, but. I think it's been it's been better off. It's better than it has been in the past, hmm. but I think it's a little bit stagnant right now with a few th- these things. What's your happening. opinion on this two-stroke American discrimination rule? I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, <So laughs> just want to check. <laughs> Did that not was that not a product of Muffinbier? Because didn't Muffinbier ride a two fifty two stroke? Benoit, Benoit, and Kevin Benoit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one year Benoit and yeah. Muffinbier yeah. went yep. two stroke two fifty. So, so also two for Trevor. Like you got this. This is no indi- no better indication. Of the struggles of RM Army than my buddy Trevor here. Oh, let's hear it. So, he rode Suzuki's for how long? Since 2004. Not not quite as long as Barry. Right. Not quite as long as Barry, but pretty long. So, he was a Suzuki fanatic when they released the 18, the all-new 18. Excited. Very excited. They've withered away so much now that he's been forced to ride a Honda the last two years. Yes. Yes. RM Army. I had the original Kawasaki Suzuki 250. That thing was a pile. I loved it. <laughs> I that thing was a pile. The water, the water pump impeller yeah. would go yeah, out yeah. quickly. Boys had yeah. made $8 million. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a poison water pump. <laughs> but, but so you had Suzuki wheels and Suzuki everything. Exo- everything. Right. The guy who bought my last RMZ 450 <laughs> made off like a bandit. You just gave him, I everything. Gave him all everything. the extra yeah. stuff. I had plastic from 2008 to 2016. It fit. <laughs> right. I gave that guy a chance. RM Army stuff. lost Greaves, and they've never yeah. been worse off. They're just, Who, yeah. Yeah. You guys, so you two are going to go riding soon, Wednesday. this week, right? Wednesday. We're going to Western Raceway on yeah. Wednesday. Who's going to be faster? Uh, I haven't ridden since October, and I don't know the track, but we'll see. Well, I, Steve's I got local be. knowledge. And, and yeah. my blue crew, and he's going to get on You're going to handle machine. him. He's going to get an unfamiliar machine. You're going to handle him. Yeah. In a one-lap race? In a five-lap race and a ten-lap race, whatever you, got you want to do, a hundred laps. You got all matter. that. Hundred yeah. laps. Yeah. hundred. You have yeah. all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm unbeatable. I'm unbeatable at Western. Okay. I'm By gonna... like him or everybody. Who do you want to bring? You want to bring Eli? Go ahead. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't dead. care. I, I fucking shred there. <laughs> you so, shred. Yeah, Marks. Marks, I shred. Marks, there. don't go riding yet. Yeah, you're all right. The last time we went riding, we went. <clears throat> he was there with me. Marks, how's your bike? Like, when are you going? Oh, dude, Every time I hear show. the show, no, 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 it's, it's like, eh, I'm not. You got an excuse always. No, 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 no. He's got. I, he's I, got have, no, to, I have to go to work now. Like, I can't he, just take off. He, he had a gas leak. Anymore. He had a flat tire. He wouldn't start. You need to move it up in your priority list. Like, <laughs> maybe take a day vacation, and it's like, hey, I'm going riding. What about tomorrow? 
Uh, go well, Wednesday. Well, no, dirt bike riding on Wednesday. Go Wednesday, Mark. We can't go yeah. tomorrow. Call in sick. I am. What? He, he is. Did you hear that? What? He he said he's going. He's I, in I, Wednesday. I'm trying to what? Why doesn't he come riding tomorrow? We're not going tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Tomorrow's, oh, tomorrow's Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, I just you keep looking at me. And I'm just sorry. like Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm sorry. Come Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday is on. Very adamant about the tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And I just kept going like, <laughs> I'd go tomorrow. Why are you saying you tomorrow? I'd go tomorrow. Uh, the track won't be groomed. I only ride when it's groomed. So it'll oh, be groomed I on Wednesday. Oh, typical American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's why yeah. GP Je- riders Jeffrey, are better out Jeffrey would yeah, hammer. Jeffrey yeah. would be out there just right. motoring. Right. So <laughs> we'll report back what's happened. So yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. Will Hans FaceTiming me. He's just going to flip me off. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Will. What's up? Two things for you here. What's that? All right. Is this guy right here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the other one is. Middle she, finger. She's under the blanket? Oh, she just flipped me off. Good. That's good. That's strong, Will. Uh, you know what? I hate that chick. No. I can't, I can't stand that see chick. See if you can see any neck on Will. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, look at it. Oh. You're so cute. Yeah? Oh, yeah. All right, Wilbur. He's in bed. That's why. He's, that's why his appearance wasn't very good. He's in bed. He's got priorities. He's See you, buddy. All right, we gotta go. She just flipped me off under the blanket. His chick. What so her she, fin- what her finger or something like. was, or a guy. That or wasn't some... her finger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was Will. So, anyways, uh, so Kiefer's coming up Wednesday. I think we're gonna do the lap time challenge. Fun. Wow. So we're gonna have our big lap time challenge. I'm okay. gonna try to stay within 15 seconds of him. Of Chris. Of Chris. how long is no, the lap? I we don't know how long is the lap, Mars. I, I honestly don't know. I thought I it know. was like a minute and a half or so. I think a minute 30, a minute yeah, 40. That's not a short there. track. Not a oh, short you're track within track. 15 on a minute 30? Right, right. Kiefer may want to adjust the times. It's already yeah, been that's pretty of, short. It's already been it should be about. a percentage off the off the total time, like All maybe right, a 10% or 15%. He, whatever works, guy. Is he bringing, <laughs> is he bringing me an RMZ? Is He's not bringing... Yeah, no, no. Uh, he might. He might bring you an RMZ 250 if he came up. He's got one. I know in his garage. Your bike looks nice out there. It's all dirty. Yeah, but it still looks pretty racy. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Wheels look legit. Yeah. You got numbers w- on there. You got Fat Bar 36 that W-U-S-A. immediately says w- I'm serious. John Anderson gave me those wheels, and he, I, I got to take them off when I give the bike back, but the wheels are worth a couple seconds alone. They look factory. Absolutely. Look Which fantastic. was like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Bla- black yeah. rims, is it's universal. Black rims shaves about a second well, off those your are lap blue time. Rims. Those yeah. Are blue. But, I mean, blue on a blue crew yeah, 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 yeah. is no, same, that, same That principle. Yamaha, I'll let you ride it, Greaves, and no. you'll sell your Honda. No, I won't. You will sell the Honda. No, you will. No, it's, it's, the it's radiators are too wide. No, not anymore. They are. Not anymore. They're fixed. <laughs> nope. They're better. Open your mind. Have you sat it's on a pretty Honda? pretty good bike. I, I rode a Honda, yeah. You did you? Yeah, Kiefer let me ride tell, a Honda. Tell Kiefer, though, that I haven't ridden a 250F since 2004. So. Okay, well, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see what happens. If you want to beat so. Steve, though, if you want to beat Steve, you buy the motorcycle that is beating the Blue Crew every weekend. That's a Cowie. Okay. I, I have a Cowie form. I'm bringing him a Cowie, I think. Oh, you're yeah. going to be so uh, good on it? Yeah. It seems like I heard it's just like a Honda. It, like it's, it's better than a Honda. It's green. Mm. <laughs> Those are fa- facts. <laughs> facts. Does the color add horsepower, yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, right. So how's everything at CTI, too? Uh, uh, things are Greaves, good. Greaves, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you handle Western Canada... Yeah, and I do all the marketing, sports marketing yeah. for, for, for uh, the sports stuff. So yeah, up it there. includes, uh, I work with Brett Garen down in the U.S. a lot. So Nobody knows together. who that is. Yeah, he's yeah. the CTI sports okay. marketing guy all right. here. So I look after everything all over Canada for that. I yep. look after a big chunk of the West. And yeah, that's yeah. the so across the guys support me. Is it CTI or Osser? Osser's the parent company. Okay. And then CTI is the brand. So okay. it's, it's a, it would take an hour 
yeah. to Tix. They wrote gotcha. Jim Castillo a huge check at some point. They did. Yeah. Right. I, I, all I know is one time I sent in my knee braces for a refurb, and they came back with Osser logos on the side. Yeah. That's yeah, like, I wonder what this is. Yeah, Icelandic company. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you've been there, right? You've gone to Iceland? Uh, much times, yeah. Yeah, yeah a bunch yeah. of times. So. Um, you're going to measure me for some new braces? Uh, to Wednesday or tomorrow okay. or Wednesday. Right. Oh, some new braces. Man, you're working on every aspect of your game. I thought my braces are good, but he said they're, the new CTIs are thinner and better. And yeah, like My braces are... Carbon, yeah. I was like, hey, dude, I don't need new braces. Mine are fine. Like a Canadian flag on them. They're really sweet. Yeah, pretty sure those are probably from t- 2003. I don't even know. You and you're going to be better. Yeah. You're going to be better. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention you're, you've uh, slimmed up a bit. So does that matter for the braces at all? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 100%, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, mountain bike ride today. Best part was was Paul crashing. That was my favorite part. I may have had a small. You, no, part you of didn't. It. Don't don't. No, you, didn't. you guys don't. all did. All three of you didn't make it up that hill, and I'm laying back. So why I'm you like, got to be He-Man and try to make it up there? That's because like, I'm like, hey, I'm younger than these guys. I have more skill. I'm going up this fucking hill. Well, no, you're not. And I ate shit. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he comes up wheelies. And homie was in the way a little bit. I had to. Well, you fell into me. I was yes. off to the right. Yes. Because left. I was. You were off the left. I'm okay. going up the right. damn hill. Uh, he, Paul pulls a big wheelie. It's a step wall thing coming was, up here. He wheelies. <laughs> and he just goes like. He goes, ah, wheelies. And just goes falls to, falls to the left. It was. It was what le- hap- it what was happened? Legit. What happened? Yeah. Ran out of talent. <laughs> <laughs> Crashed. Look at my elbow. 100% you would have uh, made it if you were on a taser. Hundred percent. Really? Yep. That was the difference. Yep. Yep. Okay. Intense taser. Equipment. Well, you huh? would have dialed up the e-bike part. So you, Greaves, you you road bike mostly. You don't I'm road, a road bike too much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you've never ridden an e-bike before. Never. And dude, every I time had, we stopped, you're like, "This is pretty fun." I had a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. So They're we, fun, huh? They so, are super fun. They are so, fun. And you've got a Levo, Paul, yourself. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody talks shit on an e-bike, you you got our back. I, I got it covered. Yeah. Right. They're fun. You still got a good workout, right? I don't see how you wouldn't, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, yep. it's if you're not getting deal. a good workout, turn it down. Yeah, like, or turn it off. You'll get a workout oh, yeah, quick. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't see how fun that would have been to do that on a regular mountain bike today. Right. Because just climbing some of those rocks and yeah. hopping over. You would have been di- dead or whatever. Well, I just would have been as fun, right? Yeah. Like, you just right. got to make it fun, right? Yeah. So uh, and the longer it's fun, the more you stay out there, the more exercise you get, the more you enjoy yourself. Right? Today's ride was, was what I would call death cross. Really? Yeah, it's just rocks. It was legit. It's like riding on Mars. I've never been to Mars, but I feel like that's what it'd be like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Rocks everywhere. Wow, he, the rockiest you, track. You're from where I grew up, Winnipeg, yeah. so you've never seen this kind of stuff. No, not that. There's a lot of sharp edges yeah. and stuff that we don't right. get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like hills. if you go down, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're getting in scrapped up. 100%. Any at any point in the trail, or worse. Yes. Yeah, or worse. yeah you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. I enjoyed it. All right, let's do. Uh, Let's do the tweet at the talent segment. Shall we do that? Motorsport.com. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the tweets at tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Poor, poor talent. Can we get a talent intro or no? Just never. I think you just leave it at this I, point. I kind of like the tits intro to be honest. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts. Riding gear and accessories, their dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance. And have you looking good, too? Motorsport.com. Please check them out. We got the uh, Michelin Starcross 5 promo ending this week, but we have a new X-Brand promo starting. So thank you uh, for that. Use the code um, X20, EKS20. Are you X-Brand guy? 100%. No, X-Brand. Wait. Yes. He is 100% an X-Brand guy. Right. That's right. You're an X-Brand goggle yeah. guy. I'm a 100% right. guy. I saw that from head to toe. You're oh, you did? Yeah, you did everything? Okay. Right. 
Team Chuck? Yeah. Your Team Chuck? Yep. Okay. I support my 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 friend Ch- Charles. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, Motorsport.com. These questions just submitted to at Paul Pomex Show on Twitter. Talon over there picks the best ones uh, for myself, Parabino. So maybe, maybe Greaves will even chime in here. All right. Let's do this. <clears throat> All right. First one from Fresno's Smoothest. Five years from now, are there more, fewer, or the same number of triple crowns? Fewer. Same. Greaves? Same. All right. From Too Clingy, how many weeks prep would JT need to put a JGR 450 in the main? Uh, Which format? What? Triple crown or normal format? Uh, I Let's don't... go normal. Normal? Race his way in. A month. It'd be tough right now, man. The field's... I, it would it would be harder in a triple crown. Yeah, yeah. JT didn't have speed. Yeah, right. He just right. racecraft. He would him. figure yeah, it out. Yeah, He'd yeah, chiz his way in there. Right, yeah. He, yeah, when we talk about chiz being yep. chiz, yep. we'd be like, JT's doing JT things. Yep. All right, from Austin McCarty. Were RJ's two takeouts strategically done in a left turn so all the photos would have pulpit megs displayed prominently on the left side of the helmet? Yes, 100%. No. 100%. No, 100%. All right, from uh, Todd Sauls. Paul, why are there no more gold rental or gold-colored rental bars? And what do the colored bars now only go to the tips? We uh we set, we sold all the gold to South American countries. We're out. And it's just not as not as popular as a cover color uh color anymore. And what was the um other question? Why are the tips of the bars only colored now, not the whole bar? I believe the tips of the bars are, that's no longer a thing. Like, you can't really get just the tips anymore because that's a, the anodizer hates doing just oh, the tips. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's so a pain said. in the ass. Um, <clears throat> cloth bar, cloth crossbars. Cloth get crossbar the, pads. Get on that. Right. We want to bring them back. Yep. Right. Everybody I have wants one at them. Home. You do? Yes. You can sell it on eBay for a lot of money. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. From Be My Minion. With Webb returning this weekend after the nasty crash, are we under the assumption that he is actually a cyborg and or has adamantium-infused bones? Nope, he's just got big heart. Yeah, he's just Cooper Webb, nerd. Eric Harvey wants to know, should JGR put Chiz on their bike? Best guy with least amount of support. He filled in there in 2014, but I think he, he got hurt. In, he filled in last year. He filled we in for a couple rounds this. in the summer. Yeah, they, they, didn't, they weren't pumped on Chiz. Chiz filled in at high point, did terrible. Literally bar- didn't barely been riding. Then at Florida, he was okay, but he faded really bad. And they just said, "See you later, Chiz." They got Freddie that weekend when I was walking back, and the J Bone was at Freddie's van. I'm like, "That's not good for Chiz." <laughs> when, when the team manager walks eight miles in the back of the pits to find Fred Norin, it's a hard sell. They're like, "Hey, come come ride our bike." Yeah, he it doesn't have couch. a button. Right, doesn't have a button. You're gonna have to kickstart it. Yeah, but come ride our bike. Right. What's their future for OEM stuff? No, 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 dude. I don't know. Nothing. I would not be surprised to see them totally done next year. They uh, won't be will, on Suzuki. Will Suzuki have a presence next year? No. Yes, with Hep. With Hep. Yep. Just, just Hep. Yep. Okay. I mean, that's not like that's. I, I guess I'm saying that like a factual statement. I don't know. Right. That's, my, that's your that's my guess. opinion. Yes, that's my opinion. Your hunch. All right, from Zach Richardson. What's more likely to end badly, riding for JGR or letting Darkside ride your bike? Dark side, ride your bike. If Webb decides, this is from Will I Am. If Webb decides he can't ride and has deeper injuries, what does KTM do? They have no 450 riders besides Rocky Mountain ATV. Well, Webb's riding, so that 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 question is 
Webb might win this weekend. That's fake news, Talon. From Garrett Rockley, Paul, is Eli going to run the new bar? We'll see. I think uh, oh, the great, plan great, is great, the great plan great is great to answer. schedule the plan is to test uh, for outdoors. We'll see. All right, and he also wants to know, Steve, is Eli's Bell helmet a custom shell or the next version in testing? The shell seems seems to be different from PC and Webs. I've never noticed, but yes, there, Bell does do custom stuff. They did custom stuff for James for a number of years, so I don't know. I haven't noticed either. Yeah, I would I, guess I'll it have would to be. start looking at some pictures closer yeah. because I haven't seen anything new over there. Right. What do you mean by custom? Just longer nose piece, oh, oh, shorter really? nose that, piece. That yeah. custom. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, from Beaks and Talons. Did Jason Wygant put his kid's helmet on backwards for the Stasic race? Sure looked like it off the start. <laughs> what, a, what a shit show that was. We covered this in our, in our Fly Racing Racer X review pod, so go listen to that. We just, just, yeah, it was a delight that nothing can go right for him. All right, from Alex Ratner. Will Joey Crown's efforts and results to date be enough to land him on a factory ride? Well, not to date because two races, no one's going to hire you. But if he keeps it up, what do you think, Paul? Yeah, I mean, he's 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 started to get people's eye a little bit. Yep. And if he can do, yeah, continue yep. to, like, maybe lead some laps or put in some, maybe be top yep. two in a heat race. It or, all started when he won Walton. Is that when it started? Yep. Okay. Yeah, no, he's it's cool. He, I think he's young enough to where, yeah, if he does continue to put in right. some finishes, then I think he could he could promote himself. Greaves, what's your favorite Canadian national to go to? Probably Walton. Yeah. Which one should I go to? Calgary. One national. Calgary. Which one Calgary do you go is, to? Calgary. Calgary is also good because it's literally ten minutes from in the, the city. Airport. Right. Yeah. That's the one. That's yeah. yeah. You always see in the right. You could. I can fly in there. And leave in the same day. Fly in the morning, leave in the evening. It's That's that. pretty sweet. I wish I could do that every weekend. It's pretty sweet. Right. It's pretty sweet. So. All right, from Jack Courtney. Usually you only hear the things people want you to hear about when it comes to during the week testing at the test track. Either it's long day testing or flying at the test track. What did you guys think about Moto Spy really, ca- really capturing the struggle it can be with heart ramped and TK? Dude, I never watched that second Moto Spy. I totally forgot to watch it. I need to watch that. I heard, I heard people were saying TK was a dick. I saw it. And, um, yeah, it's. I've seen days like that. Yeah. Where every team manager is different, and every rider you motivate differently. I think, and and yeah, no, they they don't they don't filter anything for sure. Uh, did you watch it, Marks? Yep. yep. And thoughts? Uh, I don't know if I perceived it that way at first until I saw the comments about TK being a dick. Oh, okay. Um, he was just basically saying if he's not under a certain time, pull him off. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, it could be perceived a couple different ways, I think, but who knows. Right. Was I in it? Uh, no. No. Oh, fuck it. I'm not watching it. They sent me a fridge, though. What? They sent me a fridge. Yeah, you got a fridge. Yeah, 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 fridge. yeah. Red Bull fridge. I mean, if you want, of the three energy drinks, who would you want to be sponsored by? Red Bull. Red Bull. That's an easy question. Yeah. Okay. All right, from JRoss216. Whose start was worse? We just saw it at the Stasic race or uh, Steve fuck, at Vet fuck, Nationals? Fuck, fuck off. This, this guy can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, your start was horrible. horrible. What were you doing? Well, like as the gate went sideways, I thought about how wait, I the never... the gate don't go sideways. As the card went sideways or the guy was doing this, I thought, holy shit, I have not done one start in... 
10 years. You <laughs> thought about that? Yes. At that moment? Yes, because I'm like, why didn't I do a start in practice? Like, when, I, when we went out for practice, I did. I, did, I snuck out there for three practices. Okay. Glenn Hill, hashtag Glenn yeah, Hill yeah. rules. I, I like to do that a lot, right. too. And I, I want to get my arms pumped up and everything. Yeah. And I never did one start. I never thought about doing a start. I didn't think about a start. And as the guy's going like this, I'm like, fuck. Really? How do I do a start? You thought about that? <laughs> yeah. I was so rattled. Did you have launch control on that thing? Yeah, I didn't. I'm not gonna use that. I don't even know what the fucking how to. That start was bad. Oh my god, it was terrible. They got better though. That was the very first one of the weekend. But but still, why didn't I practice? I don't. At all that time uh, of riding, so all those Field of Dreams tracks, <laughs> all those. Th- I never did one start. Like really, you don't do one fucking start? Too busy doing figure eights, right? Yeah, I I don't understand. So. It's terrible. Anyways, but that guy can fuck off. Never ban him from the show. <laughs> the video is so good, though. All right, Brad Tillett wants to know, when a company like Renthal sponsors a team, do they just give them all the product they need or money as well? How does it all work? Depends on the team. Um, yeah, the high, high-level teams, they get financial support. Um, and then it just trickles down. Depends on what level of team you are. Um, obviously higher level teams championship winning teams have a bigger influence on customers and and sales so yeah they they get a different arrangement than maybe a lower level team all right talent we, we gotta go uh two more uh, okay make them good is osborne big dos wants to know is osborne the tedesco of this generation tedesco why would that one come up tedesco because he was a two-time 250 champ and maybe... Yeah. Struggled making moves to 450. He's not struggling, is he? Ivan, actually, if you go back and look at Ivan's rookie year with Suzuki, he was actually off to a good start. Injuries kind of bit him. Yep. He was off to a better start than Osborne probably uh, back then. Yep. Um, no, I don't see it yet. I don't, I, Osborne's career is not far enough down the line. So, no, I don't see that. All right, uh, Kiefer's left shoe wants to know what is J Mart's contract? Did you text Kiefer that video? Uh huh. And what did he say back? Like, what did he say? Um, I can't even imagine. All caps or just his response was "fuck me." Oh, which video? Okay, yeah, he he can't. Handle I'm a that. looking and I'm a liking. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker! Shocker! All right, all right. From Kiefer's left shoe. What is J Mart's contract situation? Originally, when he signed to Honda, he was supposed to move up to the 450. Does he get picked over Chase Sexton if he has a better year or if Chase gets hurt? Yeah, that's interesting. No, they don't pick him over Sexton, but I know for a fact that J Mart's looking at a deal going like WTF. Like I've been asking. I want him ready. Put me on the thing. I don't know what J Mart's eligibility is. So, like, if he. I don't know how. And, uh, that's three years, right? Well, I don't know if he's hit the point threshold like three or four years or two or three years i don't know yeah it depends on how many races the east coast is like there's a different point threshold for however many races your series is i think it's uh i want to say it's 135 for uh Mm -hmm. 10 120 for nine and 105 for eight i think um as as the guy who just bitched about people knowing the rules um but uh yeah i want to say that i feel like j mark can stay in the 250 class but but, but he wants to get out of there i, I mean, would imagine but, yeah. so yeah. yeah he was good enough for 52 wasn't he a little bit at yeah. daytona yeah. he was, he was yeah really 
Yeah. And even in Supercross, when he rode the West rounds, he was a top 10 guy, wasn't he? He rode Daytona and what else? No, he rode the three or four West rounds he on, did? on a 450. I just remembered Daytona. Didn't he get okay. top three at one? He yeah, got Daytona. second in Daytona. Daytona. Second, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, that's a weird race and everything. But but he still was good on the other ones. He so. started in third in that race. Um, all right, anything else? I have a, one more for a rental question for okay. Paul. All right. From Isaiah Goodman. VortexRacing.com. He says, hey, Paul, I run the stock RMZ 450 Renthal Fat Bar. It seems just a little low. He has a set of the Ricky Carmichael highs, and he likes that bar, but it feels a little bit high. Do you have a handlebar in between those heights that you would recommend? This is the – go to our website. You can – we have a tool on our website where you can put in what your handlebar is, like on your motorcycle. We have OEM handlebars, and you can overlay a rental bar. You can pick out exactly what you need. So if you feel like something's too high or too low or too much sweep or too, or you want less sweep – you can overlay handlebars and figure out exactly what you want. So, yeah, use the website. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Use the website. That's old news, right? Motorsport.com, everybody. Thanks for uh, for those tweets. Appreciate it. Thanks for shopping at Motorsport. Thank you to shopping at all of our sponsors. Uh, best interview tonight. Uh, Tony Lessey, Chase Sexton, Larry Ward, Will Hahn, Ryan Holiday. Stop with the scissors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony Lessey. Really? I I just I think he deserves the ac- he deserves I mean, accolades. Yeah, that's why I called him. Yeah. All right, Greaves, what'd you think? Chase, sex. Larry Ward. What do you think, Marks? Uh, I did like Larry Ward Thank more you. than I thought I would. Right. I don't really. Lone Wolf. Uh Chase Sexton. Oh, fuck you. Hmm. All right. Um. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Treves. Greet. Treves. Treves. Thanks for coming on Mountain Bike Ride today. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, we're going to ride moto on Wednesday yep. at Western. So yep. um, thanks for coming out. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Parabinos, thank you. Always fun to get you in here. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Pooks, How's for that the one? wine. Yeah. I've almost polished the whole bottle. <laughs> you did. I yes, hope you... I didn't say anything I shouldn't have. No, I think you're good. Okay. Uh, Rental.com. For more information on everything that's going on with you guys. So Absolutely. Congrats on the gig and crushing it and all of that. Yep. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors. Pulpamexshow.com. Go to Sponsor Deals. Uh, appreciate you guys coming on board with us uh, every week. And the codes are on there and everything else. Uh, Marks, thank you. Uh, thank you. Lone Wolf. Oh. <laughs> he nailed it, that dude. That was terrible. That was terrible. No, I nailed uh, it. Are you back in next week? Yep, back okay. in next week. All right. Uh, Chris Kiefer and Travis Preston in studio. Nice. Kiefer yeah. after dark. Yeah, if we get them, if we get the questions, yeah, absolutely. Are they bringing the ladies? Is it going to get rowdy upstairs again? Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know. Dude. That yeah. was wild. That was not good. That was wild. Poor, poor, poor Vosh. <laughs> Washing dishes. I think it's Lucky Vosh. You need to do a pod with Vosh. What's, and a, get the what's a Vosh? Uh, Kiefer's buddy. <laughs> what's a Vosh? Okay. Matt yeah. Sear Vosh. Is that his name? Oh, Something I like know that. him. I know Something him. Something like that. I know him. Oh. Matt Matt Saravog or something? Yeah, Saravog. I... I don't know. After Preston's chick was here with Pookie and Vaj, and they were upstairs, and I we heard. were down here doing the show, Preston comes down with no shirt on at one point. Okay. Then when I go upstairs, Preston and his chick are gone. Vaj is washing dishes in my sink. Okay. Pookie is passed out on the couch. Okay. Knees on the ground, passed out like this with her phone just beyond her just beyond her hand, like reached, like like she was like reaching she phone was and died. Trying to get it. Yeah. Okay. And oh, and Pookie's shirt was off, but she just had. It wasn't like a bra. She had some sort of thing under, like some some tight shirt underneath, but the shirt was gone, and and no one knows what happened. <laughs> Don't you have cameras? 
Not no, upstairs. No, not ah. Uh, we do. I I don't know. That's when you move the pot upstairs. Yeah. yeah, really, dude. So, anyways, we'll see what happens next week. Okay. Yeah. I need to take these cameras mobile. Yeah, <laughs> should should be a good one. So, thanks everybody for listening. Greatly appreciate it. Good times tonight. Uh, thank you, Pookie. Thanks to Mar. Thanks to Swisscore. Thanks to Moser. No, not not thanks, Moser. Fuck you, Moser. Didn't do nothing. Moser didn't do anything. Moser did nothing. nothing. No. Swisscore. Who yeah, is that Swisscore. guy? Nobody. All right, everybody. Wee's out. Thanks for listening. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Crushing your creed